to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mix Show. Coming at you live from Las Vegas. Monday, October 9th, 6.02 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Looking forward to a great show. Everybody love everybody. R.I.P. Tom Petty, too, by the way. Got to start with that because the last guest host besmirched his good name, and I won't let it happen. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Welcome. Jeremy fucking McGrath will be on. Seven-time Supercross champion. Looking forward to having him on. Rich Taylor, the owner of X-Brown Goggles, he will join us as well. Kyle Bentley, who managed the RCH Suzuki team for years, he will join us to talk about what he's doing now and what's next. And uh, your calls at 702-586-7857. As well, we are going to give away a Fly Racing OGO backpack. We've got two Monster Energy Cup tickets, courtesy of a listener who can't go, to give away. And uh, some other stuff, we think. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Mission Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight, and you people, along for the ride. We thank you. We thank you very much. It's been a good time. We're going to keep doing these all throughout the offseason. Plenty of stuff to talk about this weekend. The Monster Energy Cup is kicking off this weekend here in Las Vegas. We'll talk about some exciting things, what's going on with that. Uh, from the new rides to the format to everything else. It's 2018 bike buying season also, everybody. So tonight we're going to recap some 450 motocross shootouts. Uh, talk about the surprises, the uh, disappointments, which bike did which, and everything else. I thought it would be really interesting for those of you who are still in the market to look forward to a new bike. Get the Pulp Mech Show on the Pulp Mech app, which is now uh, 100% better than it was. And uh, also tune in app. You can listen live on that. You can get pulpamechshow.com. You can get it on there. Sponsor deals on pulpamechshow.com is where all of our codes are for all of these products and listeners and everything else. We really appreciate those people for stepping up and make it happen. I really don't care. Well, we do. We do. Okay. And, and so thanks again for everybody for stay, sticking with us. And, uh, Interesting uh, show tonight. Uh, all right, welcoming in studio. He's our regular co-host. He uh, used to be an R and D writer for Yamaha back in the day. He worked for a magazine for a long, long time back in the day. He's uh, now more than ever pulp, part of the Pulpamex world and Kiefer Inc. testing as well. And uh, also to a little after dark. It's the Chris Kiefer. What's up? So good to be back. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me and Heather and this other guy over here. Uh, And the other guy from Vital MX is the uh, third time he's been up here. Uh, Somebody's phone is dinging, and there's going to be a fine for that. And uh, Michael Lindsay, what's up, man? How are you? 
Hey, thanks for having me up. I'm going to apologize ahead of time to everybody. Apparently, I replaced GL on this show, and I'd probably rather be listening to him, too, but now you're stuck with me. You replaced GL? Yeah, GL is coming up with me. Oh, oh boy. I know. The, <laughs> we, uh, be a tough... I'm, I'm questioning that decision right now. <laughs> People are very upset right now. That would be a tough uh, <laughs> uh, act to follow for anybody, though, not just for you. Uh, thank you for coming up, both of you. Kiefer, you've done the 450 shootout for us at Pulp for Kiefer Inc. testing for your own podcast. Yes, sir. And Michael Lindsay at Vital MX, you guys have done your 450 shootout for a while. And Rich Taylor, who's coming up, uh, owner of X-Brand Goggles, uh, did the Transworld Motocross 450 shootout. So I'm looking forward to some heavy 450 motocross talk. And with Rich, I mean, God, I, he probably has done as many shootouts him and me put together. Right. Easily. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun time. Racer X Facebook Live people, what's up? Thank you for listening. Is it up? It, we, it, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, uh, Thanks for checking out the show if you've never seen it before. Uh, Jeremy McGrath will be on. The king. Dude. He's so cool. Is, is he the goat? <laughs> he's the, We're not going to get on that subject. I mean, we can if you want. Do you have 45 minutes? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, Rich Taylor, Jeremy McGrath, Kyle Bentley, who's always an interesting guy at the races, Michael. I'm sure you've talked to him. An interesting guy. Uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what he's got to say about RCH looking back at it. I think it's interesting. I really want to listen to Kyle talk about, you know, kind of explain to people what a team manager role at that kind of an operation is like with them being the yeah. private, not having the factories over them and what they're able to do. I think Kyle's pretty interesting to talk to. I want to find out, uh, you know, how much of a chance it had of coming back. How much of a chance did it have the folding last year? Uh, does he agree with the folding? You know, all those kind of things. I think that that kind of stuff is interesting. It says something for our sport, for sure. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, please give us a call if you want to uh, talk about uh, really anything, all right? Don't bro me. In the corner, working on the show, producing things, probably working on things that are not Pulp MX show related in the corner while things are going on. The Travis Marks. You know. What? I don't think anybody would even know if you didn't say that. I know. No, I can you, tell. You don't. I can tell. Yeah, absolutely not. I can tell with the lack of emotion, lack of uh, onitness. <laughs> I like how you. Reading. I like how you specified Pulpamex show related because you know I'm going to be working on something Pulpamex related. That's fine. That's another job. This is Pulpamex show tonight, right now. I need your A game. Mm. McGrath is mm. coming on. Yeah, but McGrath is coming on. When McGrath comes on, I'll bring my A game. But nobody, no, no, nah. no, no, no time else. Nah. All right, I respect that decision. Uh, uh, also, by the way, Isaac on Facebook wants to know who the girl sitting next to Kiefer is. Oh boy, <laughs> she's ugly. And so it already begins. <sighs> Look at these hairy legs. Uh, um, it's winter time already. <laughs> Who's on one? Rainy Yellow? No. Oh, Greg. Oh, he has something for Kiefer. Greg, uh, what's up? How are you, Greg? Hey guys. What's up? What's up, Greg? Uh, Kiefer, I. I'm hoping to convince you you've actually been on Team Lit Kit this entire time without knowing it. I've been on Lit Kit. Yeah. Okay, tell, explain. Okay, so first off, congratulations on all the success on your uh, your podcast. It's been great. Listen to them all. Love Thank them. You. Yep. But would you say, I know the kids would say, but would you say it's pretty lit? <laughs> nah, did I say that at one point? Well, would, would you consider it lit? No. Be described as. No. Oh, all right. So, no. No. All right. Not lit. The, the word lit, I Not don't lit. think exists I wouldn't in use your dictionary. That, no. I would <laughs> never use my podcast as lit. That doesn't come out. All right. Well, just that ruins everything. Oh, did I, did I jack up your joke? Was it a joke? Yeah, because they're also, if you look at your uh, website, it's Kiefer Inc. Testing. Oh, kit. K-I-T. Yes. 
So you you are not the first one to say this to me. Um, uh, and I, I, everybody says, oh, so you are into Lit Kit. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, well, your initials are Kit. Well, that's just a coincidence. Sorry. I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to Adam and everyone out there. I'm not on board. Uh, okay. Another well, keep up with the good. Kiefer's not on board thanks, with, with a round earth or gravity either. All these things also. Okay. So thanks, Greg. Thanks, thanks Greg. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Um, again, 702-586-7857. Um, looking forward to a really good show tonight. Monster Energy Cup coming up this weekend in Las Vegas. Let's touch on that. First of all, I wrote a column today for a couple of different um, sites that I work for. Mm-hmm. Justin Barsha on a privateer Honda, mm-hmm. which I saw a picture, photo of his bike. I think it looks bitchin'. Really? Yeah. I think it looks like shit. Well, Swisscore on Twitter also thinks it looks bitchin'. So. All right. And, uh, and Tim Geyser for Factory Honda is also yeah. in. Yes. Yeah, he just got in yesterday testing today. Those two things I'm really interested in. Is there anything else, Michael Lindsay, I'll start with you. Is there anything else I need to be interested in? I think that's about it. The two of them cover. I mean, we've been waiting for Tim Why for two. Why don't you two... have your thing, your ear? Oh, covered. fine. I'll, I'll put it over there. Do you okay. feel better now? Yes, it just yeah. it bugged you that much. Yeah, it's look... the hair. He's like the gangster freaking DJ Let, status. Let's get back yeah, yeah, to dirt bikes. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. okay. No, I think Geiser's most because what we've been waiting on okay. him for two years. He's been hurt the last two times. He wants to come over here, and he's always been talking about wanting to do Supercross. Yep. Try yep. it. So uh, he's interesting. I think Barsha. You know, him stepping up and doing his own thing, spending his own money, getting his own bikes, not even sitting on the couch and thinking about waiting for a ride. He's doing the right thing like Dean did last year, just uh-huh. showing guys he's interested. And Okay, so I'm interested in those two things. You just said you are too. What else? <sighs> it kind of sucks. I really <laughs> wanted to see how Davey was going to do, and I think some people might have heard he got injured this week. I'm really yep. bummed out to hear that. It sounds like he had a pretty gnarly injury. We don't know the full details yet. Concussions, some major elbow damage. Yeah, broken elbow from what really, I hear, yeah. Really, really bummed for him because I know being around him and A-Ray a little bit, he's been really focused on this last Supercross season of his and starting it off here, and now okay. that just got derailed, so that's a bummer to see. Uh, Kiefer, what else? Uh, besides that, I'm I'm curious to see Bogle. Okay. Um, on the new ride. I mean, it's still a Suzuki, but it's a new Suzuki. And I want to see how he adapts to it and how the whole role at JGR is going. So, M- Marks, did you see Barsha's bike? Yes, I did. And? Not a huge fan. Boom. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Leave. Two Bye. to two. It's two two. Bye. No. Heather, can you take my spot? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean it's two two? Well, you and, and Swiss Car think it's all right. Oh, Michael Lindsay? Yeah. He, don't, don't fuck with me because you <laughs> said it on the way up here. I said it's in the middle. I was like, it's okay. No, he didn't. He said it looks like shit. No, I didn't. Did you see it? It says, okay. Yeah. And? Boom. Some shocking Heather sides with the husband. Shocking. <laughs> um, no, it looks good. Um, uh, yeah, so to me, I'm interested to see Geyser and Barsha. Uh, I think that's cool that Barsha's racing. A lot of guys with his pocketbook and sort of his situation would, would, would sit out, and he's not. He's racing. So, And, man, I, I tweeted it today. I, I think he's going to do something. I, he's going to make news. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know too. if it's good or bad. Or he's going to make news. That's, he's still going to be, be, like you said, the reason him and Geyser are the most interesting is they're the biggest question marks. Yeah. How Geyser will perform, period, yeah. and how gnarly Justin's going to go for it. And then I guess the last one beyond that is Eli got his head on enough straight to be 
I mean, I'm sure a lot of people put him as the favorite. How, uh, how likely do you think it is Marvin can unseat him? I think it's 50-50. Seriously, don't you? I yeah. Mean, I mean, if Eli loses, okay. If Marv loses, lo- Bad starts whatever. Eli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, Same stuff we saw. Uh, Joker Lane is back. It, they made it it's quicker faster. this time. Which, I've been waiting which I like. for that. Oh, it's yeah. faster. Yeah, it makes way more sense this Well, way. then you can use it strategically. If you get a bad start, right. you can actually pass a group of guys. I like or, it better that or way. Or just think about the old way. You would literally just wait till the very last lap to take it or second yeah. last lap. Yes. And you would take it. Or if you crashed early, you would take it right away and then, you know, work your way up. Like, there really was no strategy in it. Now there is. Like, if you're stuck behind a guy for, like, two laps, bam, hey. bam, I got to get Hey, him. And you in know? this case, people aren't going to forget to take it because they want to take it because it's faster. <laughs> you know what? That's the roost. Ex- <laughs> that's an excellent point. I never thought about that. It'll be interesting to see if anybody forgets. Cause Does it twice. It, they won't They won't forget because it helps them. You, you know, know that's what I'm saying? How many guys right. accidentally take it twice because they want to use it so bad? If I was a privateer, <laughs> I would take it first, yeah, first and get out lead. And so the camera's on my ass for at least and a half a lap. And hold up the groups and no, right. go for it right off the bat. I want to ask a question. I don't even know if this is the question today. I hope it isn't. Um, if Let's say Barsha does win a race. Maybe not the whole thing, but wins a moto. A, a main, yeah. Does that do anything for him for January? I don't think so. We were talking about this pre-show. I don't. We're, who's going to make room for him? Yeah, right. I mean, everybody has said like we've all known he's leaving JGR. So every factory has been like Yamaha had a spot, and KTM had a spot, and Honda, you know, maybe could have added a spot. Everybody was like, they looked at Barsha and they passed. So having win one main event in October at a race that doesn't mean anything. Okay, let's see if he wins the whole thing. I don't overall. Think, I mean, I guess you never can say never, but I, yeah. I don't think that would make somebody be like, oh shit. Open yeah. up the pocketbook. Right. Now, I don't think it's going to guarantee him immediately the day after a spot, but it does make him number one choice. If anybody else gets hurt, there's a fill-in. You know he's probably going to be the first person oh, to yeah. call at that yep. point. Yep, absolutely. And uh quick quote from the chat room here about Barsha's bike. I could drop a hot shit on a platter, and it'd be more appealing than that garbage <laughs> bike Barsha is riding. I, I don't know if Marsh can put it up online or whatever. If people haven't seen it. I just I don't like the color combo. It's not good. Can you do a poll? Can we do a poll? Make sure poll. With the bike? Yeah. Yeah. Yay or nay? Okay. Maybe leave out the part To of me, a, here's the sexy part of... shit on a platter. <laughs> that was going to be that. option three. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just yay or nay. The sexy part about a Honda is just its simplicity and its clean looks. Red with a little bit of white. It looks I, bitching. I can't get over the CRF on the shroud. See, it's grown on me. I no, like it. No, it, like it's, it. it's garbage. Really? Whoever said oh. that, whoever put that there was garbage. It should match the flow of the top of the radiator shroud. It shouldn't just go across the So you're the thinking it's less, not as big? Or whatever, yeah, not as big, but just the, the, the way it was just put it straight across the bike when when the tank and the shroud are at an angle, I don't get it. Let's anyway. just put Woody Woodpecker back on the bike and quit arguing. There we go. I like that. Um... All right, so, yeah, Barsha and Geyser. I'm looking forward to seeing how the, that Geyser is fast. Geyser is sketchy. Geyser's, I was watching his little Instagram videos he's putting up. His whoop speed's not very good. Well, no uh, whoops to deal with. Oh, that's Monster true, yeah. Cup. There is no whoops, right? The no, thing I think no about is watching him when they did that SMX Cup last year and how fast him and Hurlings were on hot laps on a track that is a lot more like a Monster Cup, a couple big doubles, a triple, not a lot of serious whoops or rhythm sections. But also, too, well, I guess Geyser's pretty good on hard pack, so. Yes, that's, have you ever seen his track at home? Yeah. It looks like riding Lake Elsinore at, like, five in the afternoon after five <laughs> days without prep. Ugh. Yeah. It's that bad. Um, so, he, I think he'll be a, I think More he'll, like fire roads on a map, I think actually. he'll be a surprise. <laughs> I think he'll be a. Uh, rally racer, then. I think yeah, Gooder, I should think, be. I think Geyser would be really interesting to watch. You know, right. I, don't, I don't know how he's going to do, but interesting to watch. 
Yeah. So uh, Monster Energy Cup coming up this weekend in right here in Las Vegas, and uh, and we'll be checking it out. So um, still coming up with the uh, BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment, the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment, the Race Tech email segment as well. We have the Gear Alloy cold call. I'll call somebody involved in shootouts, we're thinking. Um, we've got the JGR, NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in, and uh, the Truck Hero Question of the Day, all coming up here, and uh, your phone calls at 702-586-7857. If you have um, a question uh, for us, at Pulp Mech Show on Twitter, and the guy in the corner will um, uh, grab it, and hopefully if it's good, he'll, uh, he'll ask it. So, uh, speaking of good, nay, speaking of great, Michelin! Starcross 5 tire. Uh, they're pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter conditions or terrain. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. This tire from Michelin complains a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and... Easy. Easier mounting, always a good feature. Right. Michelin Starcross 5, excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. I would have liked to have seen Chris Kiefer mount all six of the 450s up with uh, Michelin Starcross 5s and then have a shootout. Mm. Maybe then we'd have some different results. That was another dilemma back then. Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com, they can be purchased wherever Michelin tires are sold. Have you tried these, Michael? Have you ridden yep. with them? And what do you think? I quite, I, work they've done, it work. The work that Chris Kiefer himself has done with him is quite phenomenal. A little I bit tried, of work. Yeah. Not just much. A yeah, little a little bit. Bit. Just a little bit. Teddy. Now, I, I haven't tried any of the Love hard pack ones, right but here. I've tried the soft mediums. Quite like them. Haven't has actually hit up Randy. I haven't used this in about a year, but when I tried well, a couple of their intro, it was really good. I mean, he just went to Pink, he just drove to Pink's house like two weeks ago <laughs> to, to mount uh, mount some tires up. So you might want to just. Uh, uh, you I, know, I feel uh, like I feel like he's willing to do so. I'm thinking I should put out some kind of outrageous request and see if he comes through with well, it. Well, he will. <laughs> this is news, so he will be out. He's going to do my 250 shootout, so he'll be out here for a week. Mm. So maybe we can get something lined up for you. Um, there we go. Also, too, we're going to have some Keith after dark. Gosh, we got a couple emails. So. You know what? This is a long show, and that's what keeps me going. It, it is, right? Yeah. If, like if it wasn't for that, he'd be that's out of right. here. Like well, it's not like you got anything to do tomorrow anyways. No, nothing. Right. All right. We're good. Um, all right. So uh, let's get to the question for you, Kiefer. Dale, what's up? Hey, I got a question for Kiefer on boots. Hey, uh, I listened to the uh, shootout on the boots that you did, but all the boots that you did or that came out were a little uh, above my price range. I was kind of looking at the fly boots and the CDX3s. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted, your, wanted your take on what would be the best boot around that price range. Just from what I remember, I've rode with the sectors back in the day, and maybe uh-huh. Steve can clarify this. I don't know if they're still selling them. They are. Okay. Yeah, um, I was going to get them from BTO because they got a better deal than I could get from my shop. Okay. So... Once broken in, I thought the fly sectors were pretty good, but they take okay. a long time to break in. They're pretty stiff. Um, when I put them on, it took me, usually it takes me a half a day to get comfortable with some boots. This took me almost two days. So once broken in, good ankle protection, not the lightest boot there is out there, but um, once broken in, fairly good. And to me, the CDs, the X3 you said, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, they're a little bit narrow for my foot. I don't have an extra, you know, wide foot. It's pretty average, you know, 10 size, 10 foot, but always gravitated, um, towards, uh, maybe you can, what's the T not TC. There's the crossfire three, the TA, the TA is the the TA is a little bit wider of a, of a platform for your foot. 
So I, I like the TA better out of all of those. Yeah. But um, the X3 I didn't because it kind of left some hot spots in my foot. So That one's got a molded okay. sole. When you have that stitched sole, it kind of makes the base of the boot a little bit wider for the foot. Yeah, so if it was up to me just between those two boots, I'd go fly sector. Awesome, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, quick question, how, how and when can I get MXDN tickets for next year? Oh, um, that'll be announced pretty soon, man. Um, yeah, right. should be should be uh, pretty soon. It'll be at Red Bud. They don't exactly have the date yet. I saw October seventh, but uh, I don't know if that's that's not locked in stone yet. So, um, yeah, just keep paying attention to RacerX Online, man. All right, we'll do. Uh, hey, what kind of uh, what kind of bike you got, Dale? YZ one twenty five. Nice. How's your tires looking? They're rough. <laughs> not anymore, Dale. Not here. anymore because Michelin Star Cross five. We're going to give you a set of Mission of Starcross 5s for that sweet-ass oh, 125, okay? Rip, rip. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. It. Stay on hold. Travis will get your information, and uh, you want a set of tires. Later, Dale. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, bro. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Matt, what's up? How are you, Matt? You want to talk about Barsha's bike? Yeah, I was just going to weigh in a little bit. Uh, sure. I saw I saw Barsha's bike also, the post. Uh, not not the biggest fan of the uh, of the look. Okay. Little, All right. Well, a little different, a little interesting. But uh, two things, real quick. Uh, I would just want to say thanks to Kiefer. Uh, I emailed you a question on uh, Kiefer testing. You got right back to me, dude. I, I really appreciate it. Helped out a lot. Yeah. And then, you're uh, welcome. Mathis, uh, I just started listening to Paul Pocky. Uh, God thank bless you. you. God bless you. Dude, um, it's a great, great podcast. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, your uh, Leafs aren't looking too good right now. But three yeah, uh, one, they're down three one. Yeah. Eight minutes left. But uh, you know what? The Ferraro is a really smart guy, Ray Ferraro, who do, who does a show with me. He knows the game inside and out. He's one of the best analysts in the game, and he makes the show, man. He absolutely does. He's a funny guy. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks. Appreciate it. Keep it up. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Sixty six percent say yay. For Justin Barsh's bike so far. So far. We're looking yeah, at so it. Right far. Now. We're, we're so, literally examining 66%. every inch. Mm. All right. So, um, uh, Truck Hero question of the day. Truck Hero folks supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. Uh, comprise of worldwide renowned brands, including Back Industries, Undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, and Husky Liners. Truck-Hero.com. We thank those guys. Big part of the JGR Suzuki guys. Question of the day for both of you. I'll start with you, Kiefer. Yes, sir. This is the uh, Truck Hero question of the day. Why'd you shit on Suzuki in your 450 shootout? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you too, Lindsay. You didn't, don't think this isn't for you either. Both of you. Look, look hey, you want some simple facts? Here's a simple fact. When did yes. you become the general of the RM Army? Here's a simple fact. Okay? Do it. Give it it's to us. It's the only all-new bike for this no, year. No, it's not. Mm. No, it's not. The Yamaha is more all new than the Suzuki. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There are more parts changes on the Yamaha than there is the Suzuki. Fact. I don't want to take your facts and get the hell out of here. Fuck your facts. Fact number two. <laughs> fact number two. You're on my side. <laughs> fact number two. Okay. It's the baddest ass looking bike out of the group. I agree with it that. It does look good. It's fact number two. Except for the cannon. Okay. Except for the cannon. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give Cannons you that. Cannons to the I'll, left I'll, of them. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not the greatest looking ex- muffler. They need to dish that too. Fact number three. Well, there's three. Okay. Fact number three. Justin Bogle won on, 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 a, on a bike this year. Oh, uh, we can say about every bike though. Besides the Yamaha. My, my, third fact, <laughs> my third fact wasn't exactly strong. Anyways, let's talk 450 shootouts. That's, that's, I'm sort of joking, but I did. Leafs just scored. I did like the bike when it came out. I was uh, into it. I think it looks great. I was stoked. But it got last in both of your shootouts. Uh, and we'll talk to Rich Taylor coming up here shortly about it. Um, let's talk shootouts first. I'll go. 
The, win, the winner for yours, Honda. The winner for Vital, Honda. Yep. So let me just start with your first question here, that why the Suzuki got last, and then we can pass it over to him. Just from listening to all of the guys that I interviewed and from my experience riding, first and foremost, it lacks engine. And usually that's not a big um, character flaw in a 450 shootout. But the simple fact that you have these other bikes that are more exciting, have more horsepower, and are just as easy to ride with that extra horsepower kind of rates that Suzuki down. Motor the, not much change or change at all? Not much. Intake cam only yes. and some induction parts, but that's like yeah. you literally right. can bolt in last year's engine. Yeah. So, or, or an intake cam. You can bolt in last year's intake cam too? Yeah. Yeah. Second point. Um, I just read Lindsay's, most of Lindsay's stuff before I got here, so I had some some facts. A lot of guys complained about the shock. Not a lot of guys on my side complained about the shock. Oh, it looks so pitching. Um, it To me, when I wrote it, it works really good on acceleration. Shock. It's a work shock. It works no, good on acceleration. I think it sticks to the ground well, and I like that feel. Where I think people are, are what I think people are feeling is the bike, to me, when cornering or doing anything um, with sweepers, the bike feels hinged. So there's a disconnect between my front end to that rear end. That's why you got to get Michelin Starcross 5s on there because the front tire was garbage on the Suzuki. Okay, well, stand by. I changed okay. the tires. Remember we talked about that? So no. I just recently did all this. Okay. So the fork needs help. I think the fork is soft. Um, the valving, I think, to me, the mid-stroke part of the valving could be a little bit beefier and hold up a little bit more because I just felt it was kind of empty. And so I just felt it was kind of a wallowy feel and was disconnected to my front end. So... I don't mind the shock as much. Um, I just think the front end needs some help and the engine needs some help. Um, to me, the cockpit area, the rider triangle was, was fine. I liked all that. They have a bar band that I can live with now. It's not so oh God, not, the not so foreign. Yeah. So, um, it, the And I said this in my podcast. Would I go buy one? I would buy a Suzuki. I think that goes for any of these bikes. Yeah. yeah. I would go buy one. I would do some work. Dealer, you got a strong dealer. You can get a strong discount. Yeah. You know, any of these bikes are great. But it would, it be, would it be my first choice to buy? Right. No. Um, uh, Michael, what do you think about yeah. all that on that uh, Suzuki? Me and him were talking earlier. And Fab, question of the day. I think the crossover with us on suspension comes a little bit like the average weight rider in mine's a little bit lower. Even at my weight, I'm, what, 30 pounds under you, Chris? I'm 170. 170, so 25-ish. Yeah. Um, for me... The fork, even like he said, the fork is a little bit soft, even at my weight. My complaint with the shock is so like the new shock they're using, BFR, comes from road race technology. Mm -hmm. It's very free in the middle of stroke. Yes, it does feel really good on chatter, like chattery chop, acceleration, little hard pack stuff. It settles really nice. So when really you take nice. that shock apart, the BFRC, yeah. you take it apart, you take the shaft off. Yeah. What's there? Okay, so the big difference between a, that shock and a standard one. So imagine the shaft, it goes up in the body and there's a piston. Yeah, no, that's on a normal, so what's there? It's different. On a BFR... It's a solid piston. It has no ports whatsoever, and it has no valving on it. It's basically yeah. a plunger. It pushes oil up so the shock body. It, is it the size of a piston, a traditional shock no, piston? No, no. It's a little bit smaller because mm -hmm. it's a twin tube inside. I'll have to explain it because if you look inside, the piston's solid, so oil can't go through it. Yeah. So if it pushes up, where does the oil go? It goes into another, that very like large... Like a twin chamber of a shock, almost. It's a twin tube. So the oil goes up into the adjuster, and whatever excess can't go into the adjuster and against the bladder goes up, and it's it's tube inside a tube. It spills over the top, mm. goes down, and it goes down to replenishment and ends up behind the piston. That should move it up two spots in your shootout. No. It's on paper. Cool. On paper, cool. right? 
So Just what like I was going to say is the really cool. neat thing with it, it's road race technology. The interesting part with road race stuff is it doesn't deal with the shaft velocities that dirt does. Dirt has nearly double the shaft velocity where I felt the problem with the shock lifting is high speed rebound. I feel like when the shock is loaded very quickly and you don't have a lot of weight, I feel like it, un- it tops out, basically tops back out a little bit quick. So what he's yes. saying is on compared to on or off throttle. So I'm comparing it to what he's talking about. Yeah. On throttle, better feel. Off throttle, he's, that's where he's feeling that. So that's why I felt Force like it was. Yeah. And, it, cool and it also too. depends on the shaft loss. So once again, if it's real <laughs> low color. speed, if it's really <laughs> low speed, it still doesn't top as bad. It's when you load the shock really fast, it has a lot of shaft speed going down. And if you can't stay on the throttle, if you're on a track that's a little bit slick or the corner's blown out and you have to get out of the throttle after loading it hard, mm-hmm. then it extends up a little bit. By doing so, he's saying, as I would agree, especially on the heavier scale, I thought the forks were soft, and that can also make what I'm talking about soft on the shock. for you at 150 Even a, li- a little soft for me, but right. I could see as the bigger guy, and that would also make the issue I'm talking about worse. If the fork dives, it allows the shock to unload easier, too. It just creates a chassis yeah. imbalance. Like he said, the engine, once again, I have people quote us all the time, oh, you're full of it. 450s are good enough for everybody. It's hard to argue, though, when you have a KTM, a Yamaha making four, five, six more horsepower, more torque. It's more but it's just as usable if not more usable it kind of bums you out and then i think a couple guys of course are bummed on the weight they did all this work and it's the heaviest bike in the class and it doesn't have electric yeah like like to me if you're going to release a 2018 bike and you're looking at your 15 16 17 bikes you gotta work on that weight hey (laughs) when i asked i asked most of my guys that too when did the shootout does it matter when you go purchase a bike does it matter if you have electric star or not and honestly it was split yeah, that's some, not say it's yeah. split. Yeah, so some dudes really appreciate it. Motor, so so, and yeah. new suspension so, stuff, so so. Yeah. Right. What like, I was gonna say though is the bright side with this is you guys said it looks bitching. It does look awesome. The, the coatings thing, on the fork and the shock are bitching. Yes. Yeah. You don't need Comfort. to go get your shit anodized. No. So I do think blue with the gas shock, tank looks fucking. It's not. Blue, <laughs> no, it's a blue cu- cover. plastic cover. Whatever. It looks fucking. Same thing as Honda has a cover over the tag. Yeah, but but. The Suzuki went back to a plastic tank, doesn't have that sick tie tank. Yeah. Honda, yeah. But, Honda okay, needs to go back to a plastic The bright tank. side with the Suzuki is the chassis is really good. I think the shock, like I said, the design's early. I've already talked to a couple suspension guys taking part. I think all of them know kind of what direction to go with it. Fork's a little bit stiffer. The good side is, though, downside with the engine being old is they didn't update it. Good side is... There's literally what JGR is facing this year. They're bolting last year's race engine into the bike. There's a yeah. ton of parts already developed for it. So yeah. there's so, a positive um, there. All your pistons, you're not going to be waiting for pistons. Frame mounts are exactly the same and everything. Um, like, no, like, the engine mounts a little bit different. Oh, so and how are they going to do that? Bolt their race bike motor into well, it? No, well, the same. The engine mount going from the frame yeah. to the head is different. But the rest of the oh, engine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The header. The, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rest engine, literally, so, that's yeah. the bonus there for them because right. they've been dealing with that underside injector for a while. They're literally bolting and talking to like Pike and stuff. They're kind of stoked because they're working the new chassis and the suspension, but yep. they're trying to make motor gains. But worst case scenario, they're putting last year's proven yeah, race and, engine and they'll in. They'll bolt it. on suspension and yeah. you make it work. But okay, so. Frame feel. Truck Hero question of the day. Shitting on Suzuki. This just in. But no, look. Uh, Who else shit on Suzuki in shootouts? Well, we're going to find out if, if uh, Trans World and Race Direct <laughs> I, I'll say it right now. Um, One shootout has given in a fifth, and I feel really bad saying this. I think that's the only fifth yeah. they're going to get. Honestly, you got to feel, you gotta feel for the Suzuki guys, right? Both of you? Dude, we all. Right? I, how many of my guys wrote in their paragraphs started with, I feel really bad doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah, we, when we I all expected and wanted so here's much. Here's the thing. I'll give you an example. When I look at a bike, 
and I see how bitching it looks, it gives me high hopes how it will okay. feel on the track. Well, you know how I feel feeling about the Yamaha. And I, I'm going to give you a quick example. Yeah. When I go walk into my garage, I see the Yamaha, I see the Honda, I see the Suzuki. I'm more attracted to ride the Suzuki, but when I'm on the track, yeah. it goes down. Let me ask you guys this. The Honda won both shootouts. They added engine hangers and electric start. How did they go from losing and, last year to winning and, this year? And suspension settings and spring changes. Okay. Just to quote, make sure you have all the parts in there. But that big of a difference to to jump to first oh. place. Do you in, want to take that first, Chris? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm so, not doubting you. I'm asking. Yeah, no. I'm asking. So if you look at the results um, from shootouts last year, the Honda wasn't far off no. from winning. Um, I can talk about dirt riders. It was really, really close when I was adding up the scores. Um, I think it was two points away from winning. So the the base was there, so to speak, if you want to call it that. Everyone liked the bike, but just a few things. And most of it was diving, pitching feel, soft suspension, which gave it a wiggle. Mm -hmm. So things Honda addressed. And what people don't know out there is these manufacturers listen to shootouts. Why? Because the Japanese holds that in a pretty big regard because that's a lot of their sales, you know, they feel. So they look at the overall consensus of all these shootouts. So they try to fix the problems that need to be addressed. So suspension was a spring rate up. They changed the valving. The engine hangers got softer because that frame's a little rigid. And they added electric start. Um, obviously, the weight they felt wasn't an issue on the track, which everyone can concur. Mm -hmm. I rode it. It doesn't feel heavy. Um, it actually feels almost... If, if you if you went on just feel of bikes on the track, it feels second lightest besides KTM. I think it feels lighter than the Husky. So um, those little things add up, and now you got a balanced chassis, more balanced, mm -hmm. and then you got a winner. So um, did it win? You, did it top each of your personal rankings? Not mine. Not, Not mine either. Oh, okay. No. But it was it was second on mine. Was it second or third? What was first on your What was first on yours, Michael? Mine was Husqvarna. And you don't want to know what mine is. Is Blue Crew? Yeah. Yeah. It went now. We, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. We I don't get paid by Yamaha, everybody. Everyone thinks I'm sucking Yamaha's dick. And for I heard you got paid by Yamaha. That's what <laughs> yeah, I heard. Exactly. And for the record, because people are doubting that Honda's spending money with websites, I can actually quote to you the only media outlet that I'm aware of that Honda spends an advertising dollar with is the one media outlet not doing shootouts anymore, Racer X. Look, you guys, <laughs> people who say that are dumb yeah. because... It's not Michael Lindsay's shootout or Chris Kiefer's shootout. You Kiefer, you had twenty dudes. Yeah. Michael, you had seven, seven. guys. Yep. So it's not like, you know, you're 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 yeah. interviewing these people. It's not like you're I've, taking their words and twisting them. I, I can't mean, speak for every magazine, but I've been around quite a long time. I've never seen anyone that I've known rate a bike first just because of advertising dollars. I I just don't see that. Happen. I would think back in the day that might have happened. I okay, maybe I yeah, don't go yeah, back that yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so Honda. Number one. Yeah. And I, Consensus. real quick, I'll drop the same thing as him. So for me, even being a light guy, I was a little worried about the spring, uh, going up in the spring rate. Even at my weight, it's better because I can just go softer with the sayings. It brought the chassis balance to where it needed to be. So the engine hangers better. The electric start's actually funny. I found this out. I didn't realize this till afterwards. The electric start was for the U.S. new this year. Europe had that last year standard. I actually noticed that the other day. But, um, well, I was going to say, I just lost my train of thought. Are you looking Wonderful. at Barsha's bike? Again? I, I'm up. stuck. We've got Barsha's bike on the screen. I got a, just I got a text from someone. Um, he, oh, same. Sorry. He may not be a pro racer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Rhymes with Schmook Schmeslund. Okay, Luke yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying his name. Uh, he wants to weigh in on the Barsha's bike. N-O. 
No. No, he's, he's not into it. Not into yeah. it. Right. But he's winning the poll right now. So. Good yeah. luck, Schmidt. So last thing to follow up with Chris said, because yeah. people are like, how did it go from third first? It was third on ours last year by only three points. KTM and Husky made small suspension tweaks this year. And the same thing he said. The only thing that really held the Honda back for some of my guys last year was, like I said, even the lighter guys were like, man, the fork's too soft. It upsets the chassis balance. It's a little rigid. And they also did tweak the engine mapping. I thought they cleaned it up a little bit. on purpose. Just um, on map one, they did. Without, yeah, just without a doubt. The best motor is a Yamaha? Yes. I would say overall, yes. Yeah. The yes. actual power yeah. up. Every Deliver- day at one. Delivery, hit, over rev. Easy ride. Like whatever. You, whatever. Yes. And whatever suspension, I feel, too. Yeah. It's it's good all the way around. I think yeah. we don't. I actually don't do quite like a list of actually asking the guy with best engine, like as a quoted reference. But mm-hmm. when I literally just ask guys when we're done, that was kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah, that was a concern. So when I added up all my scores for the three days, best engine and best suspension, Yamaha wins. And it didn't even, it got tied for third. So that's yeah. how close everything is. And, and I'm one of those guys, and maybe you two can help me with this. Kiefer, I'll start with you. Like, what's the fuck's the difference between a KTM and a Husky? I mean, come on. Okay. Like, yeah, so, I, I, I know it's an airbox, and I know it's no, some, it's, you know, I know it's some okay, stuff. Okay, so the but easiest way to look at it, think of a bike in the sense of chassis. You have a cha- your actual frame, a swing arm, and a subframe. The swing arm and the subframes are different on that bike. You're talking mm-hmm. about half of the over half of the flex material of a chassis is different on a Husky versus a KTM. So the, the, the KTM swing arm is stiffer. Yeah. Are they, do they run different springs slash valving rates? They run different valving, not spring rates. Okay. But, they do but even the valving is not that different. I've heard just a little okay. bit. Yeah. They, they started tweaking it the first so year or two. They didn't. Any they didn't. sense of uh, difference between the bikes it comes me, from a flex issue hold on. of a swing arm and a uh, yeah. Let me just start that. Let's say I got two KTMs. Please don't get mad at, at us. No, no. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody can understand this. You seem this. like you're rattled. No, no, no. Okay. I just really want to hone in on okay. this. All right. If I took two exact same, if I went into the dealership and bought two brand new KTM 450s and rode them, you would feel a minute difference. I don't care what you, are, what you say, what you do. I ride same bikes all the time. They feel different. One is, I, I personally rank them. And it's maybe some are larger than others, but you feel a difference. So when you're talking about a KTM and a Husky, which has swing arm, airbox, muffler, all these little things, valving, a little valving, valving yeah, yeah. It, it makes a difference on the track. Yep. Usually I'm a KTM guy because I like a little bit more of RPM response, and KTM has that because their muffler is different. Okay, um, but on some tracks where it's hard pack and square edgy, the Husky's better. So they do feel different, and I think where most, where everyone kind of feels that is engine delivery. Now, having said that, your old guys at Dirt Rider had a vastly different ranking between a KTM and a Husky. That's hard to believe, Second right? Second to sixth place. Right? Here's that, the thing. That's hard to believe. That's bad. Very right. bad. I mean... You, not, had, you had them second I, and tied for third? I don't want to talk shit on Dirt Rider, but like that's so far off. I don't know what they're doing over there anymore. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's, right. it's so bad. Like that bike, there's no way. What was the difference? Than, there's no way Suzuki should be position. Husky. It was hot. Okay, yeah. KTM so, second to third. There's difference, but there's close. Yeah, they're, they're, and, and they're right. like we talked. Yeah. I would say the average of my test riders ranked them within a bike of each other. Yeah. Every once in a while, we do have a person that's like two spots if they really find the qualities of one more right. desirable. There. That's the thing. When I read that shoot, the Dirt Rider one, I don't think that's clear is you read the husky one 
and we all I think we're all guilty of this a little bit. When you when you write your notes on it, you compare it in the KTM to each other a little bit because you're trying to describe to the person why they're different. The hardest part is when you get to the final result is not letting it be a shootout within a shootout. I felt like when I read it, it's like they were talking really good about the Husky, but it's like they gave it six just because it's a little, like in their opinion, was a little bit worse Husky. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's pretty hard to say it was worse than the Suzuki. I, I felt like they weren't very clear on that standpoint if they were, you know. I don't know what, what the fuck's going on there, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's pretty fucked up. Um, um, the Cowie. Air Forks held it back, correct? Yes. I yeah. mean, I read yours. I read Kiefer. I listened to yours. It, yeah. That's the reason why everyone loves the frame feel, and I love it too. Yeah. Like frame absorption, it does really good when there's rough track, square edge. The frame's really good, but what holds it back is the the complexity of the fork. Like I can get a good setting, and then it changes throughout the day. It never feels the same for me, and it always still has a little bit of a harsh feel, which you can kind of feedback through the bars and I get a little bit of a of a deflection uh-huh. feel in the front end. Yep. So they put a spring fork on that thing. Oh, dude, I could see it top three. Do you agree? I agree and they've got some changes in the work. I guess uh it's kinda interesting though, as you look at the KTM and Husky fork, that WP fork in basic principle is really similar mm-hmm. to the Showa fork. But everybody knows is WP's got one air valve and they um Cowie? The show has got the three. What makes it really interesting, he's talking about where guys struggle with the day as the day goes on, how it actually changes on the track is no matter what anybody says, I know a lot of the guys actually develop the suspension want to kind of be like, no, no, no. They do build a little bit of heat during the day. The neat part with the WP is with an air fork, you have a positive and a negative chamber that need to be there to produce the mm-hmm. feel. Well, on the WP, there's a little ba- little check valve or kind of a little divot on the uh, damping rod. Every time that fork fully tops out, it balances both chambers. Mm-hmm. So the big thing with an air fork is if you go up one, two, three PSI, if both chambers go up that same amount, the difference you notice is pretty minute. It's when the chambers get away from each other. On the Showa, yeah. they're separate, and the reason they don't climb at the same rate is the volume of each chamber is different. The lower tack to the upper one, they're they, about... They, they, in other words, they compensate for that. They know what's going to happen. Well, the pro- like, you know? like I said, because the WP, they are different. You try to send them to the same PSI, but yeah. when they're different volumes, heat are gonna the heat is going to affect how much the PSI rise is different where like I said, the WP because yep. it self balances. If it goes up two PSI during a moto, but they both do it. You don't really notice it. Bowers loves it. If you go to the, <laughs> oh, if you go to the show, though, because the chambers have different volume, one might move by two PSI. The other might move by five or six. That doesn't just change the overall stiffness. That changes the curve of how the fork right. actually works. Uh, you spoke about, uh, Rich Taylor earlier. We talked about having him on yep. and how he's probably done more shootouts than both of you combined. Yeah. Uh, ridden by more bikes, uh, than both of you maybe have combined. And, uh, Probable. so we're proud and uh, pleased to bring you our first guest. He is uh, somewhere in Idaho or somewhere X brand goggles owner, Rich Taylor. What's up RT? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm actually in Winnemucca, Nevada, <laughs> sitting outside of the Toasted Tavern restaurant. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Are you on your way You're home? You're BFE then. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we're on our way back from, uh, yeah, we were up in Idaho just uh, messing around. And, and I saw that. A little uh, 10-day vacation, man. Riding some tracks at Hannah you, you used to ride back in the day. That's awesome. They're still there. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, and they're as gnarly as ever, and it snowed, like, the first day we were there, it snowed about almost six inches, um, and then it got kind of warm the next day, so it was 
you know, the track was half snow. And, and this, this particular track is at 8,000 feet, and it goes, like, so steep up and down these mountains, down into this canyon with these big, giant pine trees, and then up on top of this mountain, it's it's the sickest thing you've ever seen. Like, you, you can't even take a picture of it to do it justice. And you have to, like, be there and just be like, oh, my God. Like, a normal person couldn't even ride one lap on it. It's that, that brutal. It's and pretty cool. And Hannah, really just, cool. Hannah just pounding out 40s back in the mid-80s. Yeah. No, he would. He would. He would, uh, yeah, he'd go up there and just, dude, mountain goat, just so gnarly just and just an animal. Could uh, go forever. Rich yeah. Taylor brung, brought to you by Pivotworks. Uh, if it works, it pivots. If it pivots, it works. Grab a Pivotworks kit. Do it right the first time and save some money. 40 to 50% off with the OEMs charge. Your premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels and forks and linkage and swing arm and shocks and steering stems. Love Pivotworks and uh, please uh, 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 use them if you can. They support the show. Uh, Rich, we've been talking 450 shootouts here uh, with Michael Lindsay and Chris Kiefer. You just did one for Transworld. Um, what are your rankings? Give us your uh, your rankings. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I just did. You know what's funny about this? Before I even get into it, yeah, I've actually done thirty years. Oh, 30 oh years. man, 19, 1987. So the 88 bikes were my very first year doing <laughs> a shootout. That's I either did them for a magazine right. or I did them, like, back in the day, Honda and Suzuki, when I was testing for them, they would buy one of every bike and we'd do our own shootout. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, basically for 30 years straight, I've done a shootout of some sort. It's kind of crazy. I don't know if that's pathetic or... or, or kind of cool. <laughs> it could be <laughs> both. It could be both. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it probably is. But, um, yeah, no, we just did it... Um, you know, we, we, uh, my rankings, um, right off the bat, if we just want to jump into it, I, I yeah. actually took the Honda first. Um, my reason was it just did for me everything pretty damn good. The suspension was pretty close. The motor was pretty good. The, the electric start, of course, was, was awesome. Um, I fit on the bike really good. I feel good on the bike. Um, you know, I think I'm a little different. The way I do a shootout, I don't know how how much you want to get into my sort of opinion right off the bat or whatever. Yeah, but, no, go ahead. Um, I, I mean, my my theory is every single one of those bikes, they, every one of them won a moto or a, or a GP or a Supercross this year. Like, there's not one bike that's that's not good. Like, they're all badass. Period. End of story. Like, they're all badass. So my feeling is if you can actually do a shootout in your magazine and people look up to it and they, they think, oh, well, man, you know, MXA or whoever it may be says this is the best, best bike, and it, it really is. Well, first, they're naive. But second, my whole theory is, all right, if you want to do that, then let's jump on the bike, ride it, and then give our opinion. Instead of going out and trying to ride – you know, I'm going to ride for half the day on the Yamaha, and I'm going to mm-hmm. dial it in. Well, if I if I ride if I ride an hour on the Yamaha and I dial it into the way I like it, it's the best bike, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Right, but, right. And if I jump on the Suzuki and do that, it's going to be the best bike. So my whole theory when I do a shootout, I jump on the bike, I I set the side, I set the bars and levers. I'll go out and let them just with stock settings, and I'll ride a couple laps. And then I come in, and then nine times out of ten. I stiffen the forks too quick. I go one click in on rebound, and then I go one click in on rebound on the shock, and then I go out again, and I'll ride 
another maybe six to ten laps, Mm -hmm. and I'm done on that bike, Mm -hmm. and I move to the next one. That way the trap is similar to what I just got off of. Um, Obviously, you can't keep the trap because that still takes quite a bit of time. Yeah. And then I'll go back at the end of the day and ride the first couple bikes when the track's getting shitty just to see kind of where I'm at. But first impression almost never lies. Yeah, I'm interested. That's interesting. on the bike. Um, See, hold on. Let me me stop stop you right there, Rich, for a second. What he said, that is a production testing background right there. Everything you just said. Right. I I can concur because I'm shaking my head while you're talking, Rich, because what you see, the first impression is usually the right one. Because if you're out there too long, you second guess yourself and you start fucking with your head. So your gut feeling, like you said, is that I go out for a couple laps, do something, six laps, boom, that's it. There's your opinion right there. You can go back and double check, but that's it. Go ahead. Sorry. And it's so true. And then it's funny because we, uh, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but we have a couple guys that that test for Transworld that will, they'll spend an hour on each bike and they'll change everything you can imagine. And I'm thinking, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. I don't care. You give me any one of those bikes and I'll beat you on it right now if you give me an hour to set it up the way I want. Like, that's not what a shootout is. To me, it's jump on the bike. If it, you know, again, they're all badass. Yeah. So which one do I like the best is the one I'm going to pick. I picked the Honda this year um, because I can get on it and I feel comfortable. I feel fast with almost stock settings. And 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 I'm done. Um, you know, it's 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 just that's the way I do it. I don't know. I like the KTM a lot. Um, the KTM is kind of the same way. I can jump on the thing. I feel really comfortable. Um, you know, the Honda has has issues, and you're going to find issues with every bike. Just mm-hmm. Back up real quick. I mean, you know, the Honda Clutch is is something I've 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 complained about it since probably 1988. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's like Honda always has a really soft clutch that sort of seems to fade, and it's not. You know, it's the first thing. If I were to buy a bike, I'd buy a Honda, and I would go buy a you know a Hanson or a Recluse clutch yeah. to put in it. You Aren't know, they back to a six spring? And, and they, back to six spring? Yeah. they are back to a six spring one at least. Yeah, right. yeah. So they've changed a little bit, but yeah. Um, it's right. still it's still soft though. I mean, it really is. I, yep. I, it's just that's that's one of my complaints, you know. And then suspension. I mean, if you want to start nitpicking it, the suspension's a little bit soft. But you know what? Almost all of them are really. Right. I mean, all of them I can find something to pick apart. So that's why I picked the Honda. I picked the KTM second, basically the same reason. I can get on it. I can ride it. I, I feel comfortable on it. The motor's good, pretty much everywhere for the most part. Um, I heard you guys when I first came on talking about air forks. I, uh, you know, I think, you know, anybody who listens to me or yeah. reads anything I write, I don't like air forks. I, I think, um, I, I just don't like the feel of them. They, I don't care what air fork it is. It's, it's, you know, some are better than others. Definitely yeah. the WP ones are, are the better direction, but they just have that feel where if you're light on the front end, the front end doesn't work really for me. Um, so, you know, and I can pick that apart, but, but they're not that bad, you know, they, they, you know, the KTM, it feels like it balances it out pretty good. Um, so that's what I pick second. How, mm-hmm. how close are the Husky KTM. and the KTM to you? So this is where it's kind of, you know, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit and say that I really do like the KTM, but for some crazy reason, I 
am so uncomfortable on the on the Husky. I know, you know, they, the, the, the whole subframes maybe got a little more flex to it. The swinger on my nose a little bit softer on the Husky than than on the uh, than on the KTM. The motor character for me is a lot different. It's a lot more mellow. Um, and suspension settings, I'm sure, are different. I didn't get too into it. Like I said, when I do a shootout, I do what I do. I felt so uncomfortable on the Husky compared to the KTM. It blew me away. Hmm. Um, like, literally blew me away. Because I know the Husky's a good bike, and I know a lot of the other guys picked it first. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't pick it last, but I, I had it down my, my scale quite, you know, quite a ways compared to what everybody else had it, just because I felt so uncomfortable. I feel weird when I jump it. I just, uh, I don't know. There's just something about the bike that just it's, it doesn't agree with me. But that's, you know, mm. that's my opinion at a shootout, which is, you know, which is kind of cool that we do shootouts so you can hear my opinion, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so where'd you, rank the, where'd you rank the Husky? Um, I actually ranked it uh, f- uh, fourth. Fourth? Okay. I ranked it fourth. Um, what was third? Well... There's something you kind of, you know, we, we, <laughs> I rate the Suzuki third. And the, now we need to back up a little bit. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Let's stir this fucker up. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, when you've been doing it for as long as I have, you know way too many people. You know way too much about every bike. And and we could kind of leave it there, but I mean, let's face it, I'm a Suzuki guy. So um, do I think Suzuki, you know, is the best bike? For sure not. You know, I know a lot about that new Suzuki, like probably more than most people know. Um, There's a few, there's, there's one thing you can change on that Suzuki and that bike will be right in there. I mean, it's, it has the potential to be that good, but they, they missed the mark on it. So it's not, um, so, you know, I mean, where I ranked it for the, the actual magazine shootout, um, you know, I, I did put it in third because I think it does have some good qualities. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it, it the, the, the Honda and the KTM for me are head and shoulders above everything else kind of right now, for mm-hmm. sure. Hey, Rich, if, if you don't mind me prodding, you said one part. What's, what's your one part? You changed. Well, the... <laughs> Um, I should have said two parts because I definitely, you know, I'm a big fan of the electric start for sure, which mm-hmm. which it should have. But um, the, you know, the shock, um, it, it definitely kind of needs maybe a a, a a new shock on it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it just that that shock, um, that system is is really really difficult to try to dial in. Um, really difficult and to be honest with you i have not found a setting that makes the bike feel good yet well let me um, let me I ask you have, this hmm. um if you can talk about this i don't know if you can even can rich why did suzuki decide on this shock instead of going with the just the standard you know show a shock that we're all used to why would they they introduce this and knowing what i know being inside testing close and and having suzuki have these test riders and the Japanese engineers and and come together of the meeting of the minds and say, okay, this is what we're going with. That's it. You know, that's that's something I'm not a part of, to be honest with you. Um, I got called in to do some stuff after the fact, so everything was kind of already done. If you, I mean, I know you know what I mean. Yeah. But, you know, they they do a lot. 
especially Suzuki has changed things over and they're doing a lot of stuff in Japan, making a lot of decisions. And then they throw it at us and, and say, you know, make it as good as it can be. And you have a couple days to do it and that's it. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I want to be a little bit careful because I, I don't want people to think that I'm swaying my vote or anything like that on the, on the shootouts. Cause I, I really am not. Um, but you know, Suzuki, Suzuki did what they did. They they tested it over in Japan. I guess they had some success with it over in Japan with their test riders on their tracks. When they brought it here with the U.S. guys, there were three of us um, on U.S. tracks, which we know are different than any right. other tracks in any other part of the world. Um, anybody who's gone, especially to Japan, knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it didn't work out. You know, that system of a shock, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, because that system has been around for three or four years now, um, and the, the race teams have all had it. And and there's only been one guy who's even run it from Honda, Suzuki, and Cowie, who who actually ride, you know, run show stuff. And uh, he only ran it outdoors, wouldn't ride it in Supercross. And all the other guys that ride for those three teams tried it one time and then wouldn't touch it yeah. again. So. Um, it's it's difficult. I think they're going to make it work. I know um, the suspension guys. I know Pro Circuit and you know RG3 has been working a ton with it. Um, I'm sure the other guys have as well, and, and they'll get it figured out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they will. And honestly, uh, that bike is a good bike when it's when it's balanced and when it's set up properly. The fork is a good fork. It's very similar to what Honda has. It actually has, you know. Uh, some better pieces in the fork, which which actually make that fork really work well when the bike is balanced. It's just a shame that um, with the stock setting right now, it's it's kind of you, you can't tell how good the bike actually is. But you know, it's going to get worked out. It'll be fixed for sure. Well, I was going to say, I guess I could kind of give people a little bit of a background to what you're talking about in Japan. So that shock technology, everybody one, um, I've written the works versions of those shocks in the, in Japan on a couple tests. I've gone to go with Suzuki as a media unit, a part of, and like I said, in, in Japan, in the style tracks, all the Japanese race teams over there have used that shock and a works version. The riders really quite like it. Europe, they lean towards it a little bit, depending on the track. I think, like you know, Chris and me were talking about the way it handles acceleration shot, more of a chattery track it works really well on. And then, like what you say, Rich, then you come here to the U.S., and as Kyle mentioned, the, the type of way you can load it on some of the tracks here, it's why you don't see the guys run Supercross. Every team's tried it the last three years in Supercross. Um, talking to some of the show guys recently, I mean, they're making ground with how it works on that style track. But Villo is the only person ever lined up on Supercross with it. Did two rounds, took it off outdoors. I've seen Baggett and Grant use it a little bit. But like I said, it's still the works version is really good. The production shock's different. I think, you know, they're going to find a little bit more carryover because the works ones I've rode are better than what we rode on the production bike this year. So, like I said, I think there's definitely some parts and some things you can that people will figure out Maybe, how to do yeah, to go the right direction because there's clearly a version that works that has enough dudes in it in Europe that they like it, um, but they're just bringing that technology to production version. The production trim is a little different. Uh, moving on, Rich, uh, both of these guys here say the Yamaha is uh, by far the best motor. You agree? Yeah, the Yamaha motor is badass. It's It's – it's a rocket for sure. It's night and day faster than like the Husky crazy faster. 
Like you get off the Husky and jump on the, or get off, get off the Yamaha and jump on the Husky, and it almost feels like you're on a 250. It's that big of a difference. Um, and it's good. It's and, really good. And then and this whole computer thing, it's funny, just real quick. Mm-hmm. I was up here in Idaho, and my, my buddy Rob just bought one. Um, and actually, we called Kiefer trying to figure out how to do the, the app that they've come up with. And oh. in, insane how bitching it is once you figure it out. Like, so out at the track in the middle of freaking Idaho, and we're sitting there messing around with this thing, making the bike run completely different. It was really, it was actually really, really cool. It, yeah, it looks um, cool. It yeah. does. It looks neat. It looks, it looks user friendly. Maybe not for it's Richard almost buddy, well, <laughs> well. No, it's like it's so easy to use. The guy was second guessing it. He's like, "That's it's in there." I'm like, "Yeah, you fucking did it. Like everything's I, good." I was helping a dude yeah. at the track there. I'm like, "You just press that one thing and accepts. Don't I have to flip a switch on the bike or anything?" No. Just press that, yeah. and the, the map's in. You're good, dude. Um, and then, Rich, too, yeah. what, what these guys were saying is uh, put a different fork on that Cowie, and, and uh, Kiefer, you said it could get up to third. Yeah, spring fork, I think it could be up there. I absolutely, totally agree. You know, it's kind of funny because I, I, I've always rated Cowie kind of down, like the way it turns and just the way the bike feels. And the, the last two years, man, I know the bike's the same. But I don't know if everything's just changed to, to something different, but I, I really like the Cali. The motor's good. Everything about it's good except mm-hmm. that fork, you know. Um, no, I agree. Uh, totally, totally agree. Put a spring fork on it. No, the, good to go, man. Now, the rumor is 419 E-Start, uh, spring fork, and a hydraulic clutch on the Cali. So, brand, brand new. Yeah, and uh, a so, lot of engine updates, and I think a new chassis. Yeah, so it should be maybe be the most. Cha- I look forward to both of you two shitting on it next year, like you did Suzuki this year. <laughs> oh my word! So but, hey, uh, if I R- do, I'll really R- cry. R- I'm T- a green dude. RT, R- oh. I'm really bummed out because the Suzuki looks the most badass bike. It really does. Dude, aren't they bad looking, dude? They're so cool. Right, and now. then these two guys, it got last in both <laughs> of their shootouts. Dude, so, I wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah, I have a feeling uh, Trans World would be six as well. Oh, poor Wheeler. Has anybody checked on Wheeler lately? I had dinner with him a couple days after we announced our results. Who? Poor, poor Wheeler. It goes straight to voicemail. Sorry. <laughs> For you, maybe. <laughs> um, Pivotworks bringing you Rich Taylor on the show. Uh, email james at pivotworks.com for a discount. Do it right the first time and save some money. Pivotworks bringing you X-Brown Goggles, RT. RT, before we let you go, X-Brown Goggles, uh, some new colors coming down the line? Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, we're, they're on the water right now. we got uh, you know some new colors, new, new look. We actually have... <laughs> kind of funny we've got a new over the glass goggle which is our basic it's our it's our gox goggle but we went to a like a 25 millimeter thick face foam and it's a super plush face foam and i'm like oh man i need to you know i need to try these things i don't wear glasses but i was just up in idaho wearing them and they i'm yeah here i am being a salesman but they're the most comfortable goggles i've ever put on my face i'm just like oh my god i'm (laughs) never gonna wear anything else these are like i mean just so plush and comfortable. It was crazy. And they're the over-the-glass goggles. I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I do this, you know, five years ago? Yeah, yeah, really. I feel like over-the-glasses so. models, They used everybody used to offer them. Remember the Smith SMTs? Oh, yeah. And Oakley had some? Because I wore glasses when <laughs> oh, I yeah. raced. Hey, my dad wears so. glasses. I had to oh. dig and dig to get him a oh, set yeah. of goggles the other day because his old Oakley, finally the foam, like, totally fell. But, and he was going to just, like, I'm going to glue it back in. It was straight. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'll get you set. And then I started looking. I'm like, <laughs> Wow, these aren't that easy to find anymore. No, there's got to be a market for them for sure, RT. That's a good job. That's, dude, as soon as those get here, tell yeah. me. I'm going to buy a set or two. My dad needs some. Uh, Pulpamex17 no, is the dude. code to, to save it to the X brand, EKSbrand.com, of course. 
Hey, Dredd. Yeah, we're, uh, they're a little they're a little late on the water, but they'll be here uh, beginning of next month. And, and yeah, no, I mean honestly, that goggle is so comfortable just for a normal beard too. It's right. crazy. Hey, uh, congratulations on your works championship, Rich. Yeah, Gary. I love it. it? Gary's a dude, man. Yeah. That guy is so badass. Gary Sutherland. He's you, just, you might even win a hair and hound just, championship hey, along and with if it. If your goggles can make it through a works race and a hair and hounds race, ooh, that's. Yeah. And on Gary, anything anything that makes it through Gary is quality. Yeah. Well, that's it. That guy's an ass. I made I made a joke a couple years ago. It's the choice of champions everywhere. X brand goggles, choice of champions. If you don't wear X brand, you won't win. So you won't be a champion, right? Right. Exactly. That's it. That's the bottom line. Um, All right, RT, we're going to let you go. Thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for your support of the show. As usual, as always, we appreciate it. Um, And uh, thanks for the talk. 30 years of test riding. 30 years, everybody. (laughs) Dude, how about that? I was thinking about that on my drive from the middle of Nevada just now. going, Oh, my God. Hey, real what quick. What am I doing? Hey, before, <laughs> before, before you, uh, 40, before you I, know what it. What am I doing? Before you get off the phone, let me ask you this. Back in the day when you were testing for Honda and stuff and you did shootouts, did anybody sweat you? Uh, you mean like other companies? Yeah, like if you were like, I don't know who you were yeah. with back then, Dirt Rider or whoever you were with. Everyone was like, yeah, hey. No, I, was with, I was with Dirt Rider and I was fully blown Honda Test Rider and, and was for about probably five years before finally, um, back then it was Carl Kramer and Tom Webb or the editors and they're like, you know what, we're, we're catching too much heat. It was mainly um, uh, Schneider. Uh, uh, Scheidler. Scheidler. Scheidler that was <laughs> yeah, Scheidler. And he was the and... coolest dude. And he would give him shit about me. <laughs> well, but it was like a joke because he and I were pretty good. Like, we were friends. Yeah. And he, so he would just, and he would, and if you knew him, Gary Scheidler, he was just, he would always just stir the shit. Like, he was the, he was the prod. Like, he was always trying to stir stuff up and get, you know, you know, that was just his his character and and so sure enough once it all came out enough he then yeah they they banned me for uh for a while yeah. oh man but uh, uh, yeah you, you definitely and you know I, I don't really blame them because the hondas were good then you know the late 90s they, we were pretty you know or actually the mid 90s that it was winning a lot of shootouts and so you know i, I don't blame them whatever yeah. it's all good it's all good uh, i was always pretty honest Best production bike you ever that ever blew you away? Is there one that comes to mind? Is there a production bike that was just amazing? I think I've asked you this. I had to have asked oh, you this at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to. I mean, the '93 and the '96 CM250 was freaking incredible. I mean, those bikes, yeah. those bikes were just badass. I mean, they really were. I mean, those are the ones that kind of just definitely pop out in my mind. Those things were really good, really um, good. The '93 is is the one that you know McGrath yep, loves so much and raced sure. it forever. I personally kind of like the '96 chassis better, but that yep. motor and just the whole character of both those bikes were those were good, man, for the day. Uh, awesome, man. Well, thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Have a safe drive back, and uh, and thanks again, man. See you, Rich. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we'll, you so much. We'll for talk time. to you guys soon. All right. See ya. Rich Chan, everybody, from X-Brand Goggles, uh, brought to you by Pivotworks, talking about some 450 shootouts. He's he's one of the guys that I try to like model myself when I was younger because I knew I'd never be a, like a professional racer, so it was always Rich and Doug. I always you know, followed those two guys. Um, yeah, and, and you can't go wrong with that either. Uh, Gear Alloy. 
Love these guys at Gear Alloy. Pulpamex17 is the code at SoCalSuperTrucks.com to save for some serious savings, including great pricing on a wide selection of tires, complete range of custom wheels, tires, and suspension accessories at SoCal Super Trucks. And you can get the Gear Alloy there, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep. So Gear Alloy wheel style for you with over 20 different wheel styles. The Gear Alloy team, they sponsor the Rocky Mountain ATV MC team with uh, Millsaps, Baggett. Well, not Millsaps anymore. Baggett, Bloss, and Dakota Alex. And uh, Bloss will be racing this weekend at the uh, Monster Energy Cup. And the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team with Ricky Russell and, and others. Uh, GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. This is the Gear Alloy cold call segment. Since we're talking about shootouts, since we're talking about different bikes, yeah. you brought up maybe... Calling our our friend of the show, right. former 125 Supercross champion, Travis Preston. Yeah, get the other side of it. Now working at Yamaha. He's working at Yamaha. At either is he pissed at either one of you? I hope he's not mad at me. I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I, think I think so. I know who he would be pissed at. I hope it's not me. All right, let's call TP, who by the way is uh, is biased towards <laughs> Yamaha and, and and admits it freely. Gear Alloy yes. cold call. That's I where mean, the paycheck comes from. Call. I mean, RT, RT talked about Suzuki. Right. <laughs> it's called the Gear Alloy cold call. Hello. Travis Preston? Who's this? It's a Steve Mathis from the Pulp Mech Show. Oh, hello, Steve. How are you? How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm so, so excited. <laughs> Thank you for picking up the Gear Alloy cold call. Michael Lindsay from Vital MX and then some guy named Kiefer is here. I've heard of Kiefer before. Okay, yeah. so we were Hi, talking. Michael. We were talking hey, uh, some 450 shootouts with Rich Taylor before we called you, and we've been talking 450 shootouts the whole time with both of these guys. You work at Yamaha. You believe Yamaha is the best bike, but guess what, Preston? It didn't win either of these guys' shootouts. Does this affect your friendship with these two? No, no, it, it doesn't because I have ridden. Um, a lot of bikes and yeah, the, those bikes work well. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it just depends on the track, the situation and mm-hmm. the uh, rider. Um, now both of these gentlemen, fine gentlemen and rich Taylor said that the motor on the Yamaha is by far the best. However you want to do it. Peak horsepower, uh, uh, tractability, uh, roll on over rev, um, any way you want to slice it. Yeah. The Yamaha motor is the best. So congratulations on that, Travis. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was not just me. There was a lot of help from, you know, Dustin Nelson and Steve and mm-hmm. yeah, they, they uh, had this, uh, Japanese engineer come over and we just did so many ECU settings over and over and over to, to try to have that good control down low. Mm-hmm. But then still have it strong pulling up top. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it, it really worked well. Um, Pingree was in here last week. David Pingree, another 125 Supercross uh, winner, such as yourself. And and while we love Ping and we love Racer X, especially me, um, he doesn't believe in shootouts. He doesn't do shootouts. Doesn't want to do shootouts. What do you think about that as an OEM, as a guy on the OEM side? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of new to the shootout thing. When when I was racing, I I just didn't follow shootouts. I didn't pay much attention right. to shootouts. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I be- yeah, hey, you know. sorry to interrupt you. I bet you wish you would have paid more attention when MDK came with some money for a KTM ride. <laughs> I really bet you. Right. I, I bet more of those husky days. I bet you wish you would have been like, "Oh, wait, let me read something here." 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it no, I for for me as a test rider, um, I think it's great because it's great to hear their their feedback and comments because you know then then these are things that we can keep in mind when we go to develop the next model you know and i think a lot of people get they don't really think that the the japanese um side of things really pay attention to magazine shootouts but you can say that they do correct yeah yeah they they do and you know all test riders i think for every manufacturer they know what the bike does wrong but you know, it's always good to to hear those points validated. Mm-hmm. And then also, when you have, let's say, you know, six people complaining about the same thing, then you know, okay, this is the top priority. This is maybe the thing we need to focus on first. And then, you know, also gives you things to work on, and then it helps you prioritize the yeah. things as well. Well, we were talking about, I mean, I, these guys are shitting on Suzuki, and, and, <laughs> and it sucks for Suzuki. But... um it's pro- and Rich Taylor just said it's probably going to get last in the Transworld shootout. But for reals, when Vital MX and its seven guys and Kiefer and his eight hundred guys, and and um, and Rich Taylor and the Transworld guys, when they say the Suzuki is the worst bike, and again, Kiefer, you said at the beginning of the show, yeah, you could win on it, you could ride it, yes. Relatively speaking, it's the worst bike, right? Um, Preston, when you hear that, it has to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, you 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 can't if you're an OEM, you got to be like, well. Got to start over. Got to start over. We got to look. You know. Yeah, it's 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 tough because um, you know I did not have a chance to ride many of of the new bikes before these shootouts started. So I hear you know a couple people people commenting of how close these bikes are, mm-hmm. but then some people make it sound like they're you know wide apart. And you know, I've ridden I've ridden some bikes now, and yeah, I'm really surprised how close these bikes are. Yeah, they really but, are. They really are. I mean, it, that is a cop out, but it's true. This isn't 19, yeah, it, this isn't 1987, right? Where the RM 125 yeah. was 10 horsepower down on a, on a Honda. Right. You know, that's, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So yeah, it's just um, that, that. Which bike do you think is going to work best at REM? Ooh, Preston, which one do you question. think? Is, I mean, because that's we need to know which of the six on Saturdays at, at the REM track <laughs> are going to work the best. Well, who is riding the bike? Okay, uh, he's sixty plus years old. Wears an orange helmet. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you he's probably going to like the KTM. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. He's got 17 in the back of his truck on the way home. So and we, as, as, as many orange boxes he could fit in the back of the truck. But, but you know, I'm not surprised because, you know, the, the KTM has made, you know, oh, good yeah. changes. And, and it's a good bike. I just think I'm, I'm kind of surprised about um, stability. You know, I I hear some people commenting about it, but just not as many as you know. The Honda to me still has that same mm-hmm. character of kind of being a little unstable at at, at high speed because right. you know that chassis feels you know kind of stiff and rigid. Where and then where the the KTM has the opposite effect, where that chassis you know is a steel a chassis, steel frame, yeah, yeah. And you know maybe it needs to be a little bit more rigid. I admire Yamaha for being like, you know what? Take your BFRC shock and take your triple air fork and take and shove it up your ass. 
We have a fork that came out in uh, what? Oh nine? Oh six? Oh six? Yeah. We have a fork came out in oh six. It works really good, and this is exactly what we're putting on every bike. They, and did, it, and they did actually update this year, finally oh, a little bit, but, but not the major bit. Generally speaking, though, Preston, you guys are like, yeah, this is really good. We're not gonna try to gimmick you people up and get an extra eight hundred bucks out of you Correct. or something. You know, I like that, Preston. Yeah, well, I've I've talked to Butler about that, and you know, of course, I wasn't around then. And mm-hmm. he, he was he was telling the story that you know they, they tested it numerous times, and they just always go performance first, and they could never get the air fork to perform better than the spring fork. Yeah, so that's why they 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 never chose it. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and you can see uh, Suzuki and Honda back to spring forks because they work better. Everything's going back <laughs> spring fork, I would assume. Right, right. We we think the spring the air stuff will be a fad. Right. Well, I'm wondering that with KTM Husky, that's why I keep wondering is how long they'll continue on with theirs. It might be a couple of years for they. Clip. Well, KTM will be the last holdout, just like yeah. they were with their non-link PDS. system, their PDS system. They yeah. they didn't want to go yeah. back, and right. finally they did. Yeah. I talked. Now, to, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Preston. I have a question for the panel. Yes. Um, on on the Cowie, have you guys heard any rumors if if, if the Cowie's coming with the spring fork? Nineteen, yes. Oh wow! So we just said this earlier. They said maybe hydraulic clutch, spring fork, electric, and electric start, fork. updated engine, update frame. Um, Preston, I was speaking to a Yamaha gentleman at the USGP who read what Chris Kiefer had to write about the new eighteen YZ four fifty. And yeah. he was very disappointed in that Kiefer was like kind of like, eh, chassis wise, chassis wise. Um, that this gentleman, who shall go nameless, but he works you know closely with the team, said to me that uh, everything's different, everything's changed, uh, all the flex points, all the chassis, everything else on the frame is so radically different, and, and they're getting a lot of feedback about how great it is. And in the production form, he was surprised that Kiefer was like, eh. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I mean, no one's perfect, Steve. You know, I, I really just think Chris had an off day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? happens. Happens. It happens. It happens from time to time. It yeah. happens. Ask my wife. It Crap. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I see Cooper ride it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um, and, yeah, it's just they they love it. Plessinger loves it. Um, yeah, so. and just, just Kiefer. Well, yeah. To, to combat that, I did uh, rate it first, shockingly. Yeah, I did uh, win Kiefer's personal shootout in his own list. Yeah, and everyone thinks yep. that, that uh, you know, either I'm paid by Yamaha or I'm just buddies with Travis, so I'm just saying this. And and sure, Travis could attest to this, is I'm actually harder on my buddies than I am people I don't know. So I pretty much give Travis the brutal truth all the time. And uh, with a couple changes that I made that I found out before, I'm sorry, after intros between shootouts, the changes that I made actually really helped the bike. So when I made those slight changes at shootouts, it made a difference. Um, Michael, do you think, so So, a theory that I have and many others, mm-hmm. and this is, of course, you know, I'm sitting on the couch, so you're actually riding the motorcycle. But I really, the, the Yamaha 450 is a bit of a controversial machine. Pipe yes. down, Preston, pipe down. <laughs> um, I believe... Taller riders, bigger riders do ride it better, such as, uh, I don't know, a guy on the phone here that won a Supercross title. Do you think there's anything to that, Michael? 
I I do agree that a little bit. Me and Chris were talking about that on the way up here because of our our shootouts were really close. The only difference being in the final results was they had a tie for third with Yamaha Husky, where we had a little bit more clear finish. Husky third, Yamaha to fourth. And one of the biggest thing I noticed between mine and Chris is when I actually listened to all of his guys versus mine. You know, we all know what like kind of the average 450 rider is, 180 pounds, five foot ten. I would say Chris had a few more guys in his group that were above, while the more average on mine are ta- a little yep. bit below, including myself. And I think that you know, guys, saw about oh, what if different riders? I could see it being if we had a little bit, a little bit on the slightly higher average side, we would have had maybe a better overall finish yeah. for the Yamaha because all my small guys were just kind of a couple things about ergos. Even though you know the Yamaha made a huge step in the right direction with the chassis, the seat height, couple things, the bar mounts, little things, guys like yeah, man. If if it was a little bit smaller for me, I'd feel a little more yeah. comfortable. I think it it took a big step in the right direction, and it's a lot closer for an average guy. Because like, you know, Chris, you're a little bit bigger. Would you say the new bike fits you better than the old bike, even at your size? Or uh, honestly, for me, uh, it fits me. I actually like think the old bike fits me better. It does. Okay. Yeah. So um, just. Going off real quick before Travis jumps in, the seat to me is soft on the Yamaha. I, agree. Yeah. I hit the gas tank a little bit when I charge into ruts hard. Man, he uh, is on your seat, Preston. He has been on your no, seat. I, I agree with Chris the, on the seat from thing. From the start. Me, yeah. No, me and Butler had yeah. this conversation the other night. We just talked on the phone real quick about 250s, and he was asking me 450 because a lot of my guys said, man, it feels a lot thinner when you stand up. But when you sit, something about it kind of yeah. squishes out. And that was my soft. thought. The seat's just a little on the soft side, so it kind of squishes down. And the way the seat tapers, I feel like it's hmm. a little on the soft. Well, GutsRacing.com will uh, dial you up. Pulpamex is the code. Get Guts Racing. Oh, seat man, phone. he just wanted that plug. Um, <laughs> anyways, Travis, can you fix the seat for 19 for, to stop these guys in their precious little bottoms? Oh, poor little dude. Yeah, uh, we, I'm... I'm I'm gonna see if we can work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, what do you think, Travis, about the bigger bike, bigger guys feeling more at home on the Yamaha? Is that is is that something that you want to comment on? Um, yeah, I've I've heard that in in the past, and and maybe I could could see that in the previous version. But you know, in this version, it's mm-hmm. 19 millimeters lower in the rear. My oh. short legs greatly thank you for that. 19 is so, a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah, so it's definitely, you know, I think easier for a, you know, shorter person to, to handle it. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's tough to say. I would, I would say, you know, at least on my comments, the one that some of the small guys in my group thought was um, the seat is definitely a huge improvement. The overall height from the center of the seat to the rear of the seat. Uh, a couple of my guys struggled a little bit with the bar mounts. Even though the seat taper went so much lower, the bar mounts went up five millimeters. I know mm-hmm. for anybody that's wondering, that's a real simple change. The old part number goes right into the triple clamps. Personally, of course, the way we do shootout, that's a non-changeable item but something really simple that somebody can do that's a little bit on the smaller side to get the bars down. It's um, a real real quick, easy change. Because the actual bar bend they use is very normal. It's not a weird height. It's just the bar mounts were a bit taller this year. Gear Alloy Cold Call with Yamaha's own Travis Preston, former 125 Supercross champion. Are you doing the World Vets? No, you know, huh. I really wanted to. Kiefer I've, bailed. I've, I've been... You bailed. Jeez. <sighs> I know. I've I've been feeling really good on the bike too, and you know I ended up selling my house. I wasn't planning on it. And Such bullshit. 
I know. So, so I'm taking it hard, too. I'm not happy about this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No more high des? Yeah, dude. And honestly, like, he had Sunday dinner the other night, and it was, I feel like that's the last time I'm going to see him. Was it like the last supper? Did yes. you feel like it? No, no, no. I told him I'm going to come. I mean, I have to, you know, escape. Here, I could not handle all those buildings down there. I have to you, escape up to the desert on the weekend. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me for a second. <laughs> Listen to this. He Here's the deal. Two things. One, he didn't even tell me he sold it. I found out from a third party. Whoa. Okay. Oh, wow. So wow. I, I kind of felt like I was betrayed a little bit because I didn't hear it from him. I knew it was going on the market, which we had a con- in conversation about, which I didn't approve of. He did it. It went up and it sold in a fucking day, which I didn't know about. Did you make some money on a TP? Yeah, well, here's the deal. It's I, I priced it way higher than all the realtors said, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really thinking anything was going to happen. It's on the market for not even a day, and wow. Wow. and Gone. they made an offer by 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, mm. and I didn't tell Kiefer within two hours he flips out. He found out the next day. <laughs> I should have did some stepbrother shit you know? and came over with some dead bodies or some shit and put it on the front. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, saddening for Chris Kiefer to find this out. Anyway, I, my buddy is going to bail, so he's not a high desert guy anymore. Which, and he's been a high desert guy since we were little, and he's gone. It's bullshit. <sighs> still living in that warehouse but, or whatever. Hey, you know what? Though, don't we're, don't sweat it, Chris. We're still going to ride together. We're still going to hit some races. I just can't make the vet race. Yeah. Um, all right, TP, we're going to let you go. Uh, thank you for picking up. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all the hard work with Yamaha. Um, in our shootout talk that we've had, we're going to have more of this tonight to break this all down, see if we can get uh, Lindsay and uh, Kiefer trading blows at the end of the night over, over bank, bike rankings. What kind of blows funny. are we doing? <laughs> blow. You want to see what's in my backpack? <laughs> uh, where, I mean, did you feel like Michael Lindsay could maybe come around this year on the 250 shootout? Preston, or do you feel like he's going to... Good one, Steve. Hey, 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 hey. This is back to personal list versus what the overall group thought. I gave it third. That's not that far off. Couple of magazines went KTM Husky for second. Uh, (sighs) Come on, I'm not that far off. I blame the others. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, TP. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to say? Just say it's okay, man. Just say it's okay. Uh, uh, thank you, Preston. Hope all is well, and um, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you for picking up. All right. See you, guys. See ya. Yeah. Travis Preston, everybody, in the Gear Alloy cold call. Get your truck in gear with gear. I don't alloy. think I'm ever getting invited to Sunday dinner. Mm, it's a special place to be. It's really tough to get in. Don't know if you can make it. Um, well, it sounds like there won't be any more Sunday nights. No, nope. it'll yeah. be me and my wife and my kid. Unbelievable yep. how we did that to you. Yep. Yep. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Jeremy McGrath is still coming yeah. up. Yeah. Kyle King. Bentley coming right up uh, on the show. Uh, 605 and 5 Freeway Meet. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock. This is Honda World Downey. We thank those guys for coming on board. Uh, I have a sweet Ridgeline in the driveway, and if you want one of those or you want a CRV or a Pilot or an Accord or a Civic or anything else, the folks at Honda World can hook you up over, thir- over about 30 minutes any from anywhere in L.A. Free first-time oil change. If you drive a Honda and you mention Pulp MX when you talk to the service department, you'll get a free oil change. Steve and the guys down there at Honda World Downey can get you the best price on a new or used Honda. And, and we thank those guys for, uh, for coming on. And we thank um, Roost MX also, Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. Uh, they used Roost MX, I believe. Alex Ray will be on there for 450 next year so, in Supercross. Yeah. It's looking that way. Our buddy A-Ray. 
And uh, I think they are keeping Taft. And they told me the other guy, but I don't follow amateurs enough to know. Do you know, oh, um, Michael? Um, no, I'll think of it in a minute. Let's keep the show rolling. I'm trying to think of who they're on Yamaha. Okay, anyways. Uh, it was Justin Cooper's buddy or something. He yeah. rides with Justin Cooper. I yeah. don't know. Anyways, RoostMX. Use the code PulpMX uh, when you're checking out to save yeah. at RoostMX.net. Uh, custom pitch shirts, custom stickers, uh, wraps, uh, uh, anything you need. Their official line of Cobra stuff as well. If your little guy has a Cobra and then he needs uh, some cool-ass stuff from Cobra, the RoostMX folks are the authorized Cobra people out there. And we thank RoostMX.net for uh, coming on the show. Hey, speaking of yep. Ray, I think you know we're talking here about how good the 18 Yamaha is I think we need to start a petition that A Ray can ride to, to you know do it for the Duke. He needs to ride his bike at Monster Cup. Mm. Will they do that? I don't know. Maybe the Duke can say who gets to ride his bike. I doubt that. I don't think so. <laughs> Have okay. you met Keith McCarty? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, um, I know. All right. Uh, so we thank the Roost MX for coming on, and they bring you our next guest. This man uh, uh, was a mechanic for Christophe Purcell for years, uh, worked at Monster Energy Pro Circuit. He worked at Moto Triple X. The last few years, he's been managing the RCH Suzuki team, which, of course, folded up this past uh, uh, Supercross and outdoor season. He won a title with Kenny Roxon in the 450 class. Uh, he's a good guy around the pits. We've known him for a long time. We're happy to have him on. Kyle Bentley. What's up, Kyle? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Steve? What's up, everybody? Hey, Kyle. Thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. I was shocked when I saw you ask me to be on. I thought once you're done, you're done. Nobody wow. You around. After this phone call, I probably won't answer your text anymore. <laughs> Just after this one. That'll All right. be it. Um, well, you no, got, I, expect you you, I expect you to be a heavily involved fantasy uh, motocross uh, player still. Oh, yeah, you should see some of the spreadsheets I got going on for this coming season in fantasy. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait till Jerry Robin breaks your heart again and again and again. Yeah, he's he's that guy in your phone that says don't answer. You know, you have him short as don't answer when they call you. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, don't pick. Do not pick. Poor Jerry. Um, hey, so what's uh, what have you been doing? What's going on with you? What's happening? Nothing. I'm, I uh, I hung her up, and uh, I've been in uh, in Riverside, my hometown, and and I forced my mom into retirement and t- took over one of her uh, businesses she had going for thirty five years. So okay, I'm just enjoying it. So that's really what's going to happen. That's really what you're going to do. Yeah, I got. I signed my uh, my oldest. He's three and a half up for some. Uh, Top flag football, and he had a game on Saturday. Nice. And I'm I'm coached now. You should see me on the field. I'm fierce with a three year old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you know, I heard this is what you were gonna do. You told me this is what you're gonna do, but I just took that. I just chalked that up to you're frustrated and angry, and and you will have a job in the industry with doing something. But maybe not. Maybe this is really no. what you're doing. Yeah, I'm done. I actually enjoying it, just hanging out with my wife and my kids, and. And actually, I, I just uh-huh. raced this past week, and I did the works race up at uh, Atalanto. Oh, okay. shit. I must have missed you. Yeah, Kiefer was there. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I raced Saturday. Nice. It's hard to miss me. I'm like the biggest guy on the track in shift gear. You can't, <laughs> you can't miss me. Um, well, awesome, man. That's good. And what kind of business is it that you're doing? Can, can you tell us? Yeah, it's just a, it's a deli here in Riverside, California. And it's, like I said, been been open for 35 years. Yeah. My mom's getting up there in age, and and I told her that it's time for her to retire and for me to take over. So that's what I'm doing. Thirty-five-year-old deli. That must be solid, bro. Man, like Sammy's. it's got to be some good food. Sammy's. Yeah, quality, quality sandwiches. You know, tickles eating there, Ricky. You got like um, you got like boar's head meats. Yeah, are we doing boar's head. Oh, uh, higher quality than boar's head. There's a lot Ooh. better stuff. That's like 
that's just a, a, a well-known name brand, but we have oh. better meat than that, all-natural stuff. Yes. Really? I'm going is, down Is there. your Genoa salami greasy? Because I find a lot of it is greasy. I like the dry stuff. Yeah, we have dry and Genoa. Genoa is a little fattier, and then the dry is a little bit of a harder salami, so... Okay. Yeah, we have it all, Steve. You got to come down and uh, and try it out. Is it Seven Oaks? Buy you a sandwich. Is it Seven Oaks Deli? Better break Seven Bust Seven Oaks. Like, yeah, we're kind of the same thing, but we've just been 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 around a little bit longer. Is Seven Oaks the one in Corona? It's the one by Tesla. Yeah, right yeah. By yeah. Okay, yeah. My yeah. That's pretty good that. there. I mean, honestly, yeah, I probably ate. An- I've already eaten 800 Seven Oaks Deli yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, so we're 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 literally just right down the street from Milestone. So oh, okay. I'm in there. I got my number one plate hanging on the wall, and I got guys come in from you know Malcolm's and Chaparral and say hi. And oh no I'm, way! I'm there, I'm there during the week, so that's badass. We have come to come on in and see me. Yeah, Dude, I know that, where I'm stopping. One so down right at Milestone now. Is it yeah. okay? Let me ask you this. So, if RCH is still going, you are not making sandwiches. Yeah, if RCH is still going, I'm, I'm, still, I'm okay. still running the show. So it was more of a case of just I don't want to get another job. I enjoy I, I enjoy working at RCH. Uh, nothing about the team so much. Like you know what I mean? That that got you out of yeah, it. Yeah, no. Like I, I, I probably could have. Like I, I'm a really stick and ball guy, sports guy. So my kids are getting up there in the age where yep. I want to be coach dad, and and I probably could have stretched it out probably another two years. But since RCH folded, and I wasn't going to go start somewhere new, so. Mm-hmm. I kind of just started a little bit early. Um, are you? It's been a little bit here, Kyle, but I know, like, I got fired for some jobs, and I was super bitter uh, getting fired, and, and I wished everybody would, would you know, well, I wished everybody would, would die in a house fire. But after time, it, it kind of passes, and you just go, oh yeah, I see, I understand it. Where are you at in this bitter breakup phase? Are you bitter? Are you happy? Do you are you now looking back in, in fondness, or are you still a little like angry about everything? Well, it depends who we're talking about. There's there's some animosity towards some people and some still some some uh, unfinished business. I mean, we just won the second to last national. Yeah, with with Justin Bogle. So like, kind of a bittersweet. You know, we we're, we're still you know, push raising the bar of what we were able to do, and we're just told you know we're not going racing the next year. So. You know, it's stuff that's out of my control. We we showed up every weekend. We did what we were supposed to do, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of tough to swallow. But I understand business, yeah. and and you know, yeah. I, I live with where we're at. It's insane to think about a team winning the premier class in the sport two weeks before they fold up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, teams, guy that teams would, yeah, bet their house on to win. Yeah, you know, teams would give their left nut to win a race. You know, and yeah. and if you win a race, it would keep you going for another two years. Chasing that winning feeling, but not yep. you, not you guys. So obviously that's a Suzuki yeah. decision because you know it's a budget decision. I would assume coming from the top from the Suzuki, like hey, we can't afford this, so we're gonna move the RCH money that was there and move it to JGR. They just couldn't find a happy medium to split the cost between you two. Is that something? I don't think it was. No, Suzuki. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we actually were funded ourselves. You know, the whole time we never took a dollar from any OEM. The whole time, okay. Hart Huntington and RCH was in business but you know the last year we kind of ran into some hardships and and we lost a couple sponsors and we didn't have enough funding to go racing so we kind of put a burden on suzuki and kind of told them hey this is what we need you guys basically need to come up with the money for us to continue and they were happy enough to do it and found some money you guys Mm -hmm. saw the big boat engines in the the pits and you know they they found some money for us to go racing and 
it wasn't a big surprise that we needed to find the money to to keep the thing going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we had from November of 16 to the present to find dollars, and and we yeah. we weren't able to do that. So, um, I don't know what happened or where where it went wrong, but yeah, the bottom line is we didn't have any dollars to go racing, and we actually operated on the least amount of money that we've ever operated on this this last season. So. Oh, really? Huh? Jeez. And yeah. And you had success too with Bogle winning a moto and Tickle making podiums yep. and. Um, yeah, yeah. Now look, so. uh, Ricky and I don't talk much, if at all. Um, but you know, and, and Hart, I haven't talked to Hart for a long time, so excuse my theory here, Kyle. I could be out to lunch, but um, you know, both of Hart and Ricky are hugely successful financially. They have a lot of connections in the industry and and inside and outside the industry and everything else. And I and and you guys went from having. Four amazing sponsors when you think of uh, Jimmy John's and Dodge and two casinos, four heavily funded sponsors to mm-hmm. nothing in the span of a couple years. But I, I I think, Kyle, and again, don't get yourself in trouble here, and, and I could be 100% off. If Hart and Ricky really wanted to go racing, I, I find it hard to believe they couldn't find an outside guy or inside guy to pay some bills. And so I come back to the fact, Kyle, and again, I could be wrong, that neither one of those guys had the passion enough to keep it alive. What do you think? Uh, no, they, they're, they wanted to go racing, but like in any business, they don't want to spend their own money to do it. So right. They wanted to run a profitable business and, 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 and turn a, a profit and, to go and spend their own money and expose themselves to all the expenses. It just wasn't, I guess, worth it to them to, to do that. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Obviously they could fund the team to go racing. It wasn't, no, I don't mean out of their pockets. Never. No, no, definitely not that. I don't mean that. I mean like in the sense of all their connections and, and WMG and all Ricky know and all the people Ricky knows and everything else. I, I just, I mean, I guess they were, were they trying to shop it? Those two themselves or, right, you know what, what I mean? Saying. Like, yeah, I mean the the people that were shopping the, the the team. I mean, obviously had the right to to add Ricky and Carrie into the equation. I mean, that's how we sold sponsors was right, right. having the guys. So I mean, I don't know why or how it went wrong, but it just it didn't it didn't go. I mean, we were talking to people. We you saw we had the Microsoft logo on the bike mm-hmm. at one, by one of the races and. And you know we were trying to put things together, but just at the end of the day, it wasn't it wasn't adding up. So I don't know I yeah. don't know how or why it went wrong, but it just did. Yeah. That's not my side of the business, and, so. and I let the guys handle it. I just ran the race team and and focused on doing the best we could out on the track. Scary when RC Hart and a, and riders like Tickle and Bogle and Kenny winning the title, and you can't get funded. Scary for yeah, the state of the not sport. Not good for the sport. I think I did a print article with Racer X maybe a month and a half ago, and mm-hmm. I, I, I basically said the same thing. Like, we had two of the most visible guys in the industry, and we literally could not sell sponsorships. So right. I feel bad for other teams that are trying to do what we were trying to do with two of the most popular people in the pit. So, mm-hmm. good yeah. luck. I mean, there's something, something's not right, and something's not making sense. So they need to find a better way to, to keep these teams alive. Or find more Mike Genovas. 
Right, with <laughs> lots and of money. Like we said, it's the problem with Ricky and Kerry Kid do our own pocket, but they're they're no. smart businessmen. Oh, yeah. They're not gonna. I wouldn't expect. So, I wouldn't expect them to. No way. If you want to make a million dollars, go racing. Go spend three or four out of your own pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, looking back at your career, there obviously the Roxon 450 title stands out. Uh, what else? What else were you proud of? What else did you think of uh, when you think back of of the successes you had with the team? Well, that's kind of my joke is like I did, you know, I think I did 17 years in the in the industry and, and I got $6 worth of plastic number ones hanging on my wall. <laughs> Congratulations. <Fuck it>. Great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming. Well, wait, you got um, a pulpy, didn't you? Oh, no, that was RC won the pulpy. Never yeah, mind. I accepted it on RC's behalf. You did. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You can, yeah, yeah, you can no keep problem. that still if you want. I wonder where that thing is. Oh, I got it. It's on my, it's on my little trinket wall. My- <laughs> oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's front and center. Um, you know, basically just, you know, the camaraderie with the guys, you know, on the day-to-day, you know, going to battle each weekend, trying to trying to do the best we can and, and, and better ourselves each weekend. That's what that's what I miss. I, I, the, the competition is why I did it. I, I love going out there and, and trying to overachieve with what people expected us to do. Mm-hmm. So with a guy like Tickle, you know, we set expectations and we go out and get a podium in Supercross. Nobody expected Brock to do that, so that that's an accomplishment. We won, yeah. we won that battle, you know, going and winning a race with Bogle, you know, or a moto. You know, people didn't expect no. us to do that. We we did that, so, so that's what I'm going to miss, you know, just overachieving what people's expectations were. Hey, I was going to say, though, I mean, you got to be proud for what you guys did, like you said, to bring Brock to help him get to where he is right now. I'm sure you're personally stoked for him to see him get the ride that he does next year. Yeah, I've, I've talked to Brock multiple times since he's got his new deal. And, mm-hmm. you know, I actually released Brock out of his contract early so that he could get going and start that venture on on the KTM. So I'm very excited for, for him to get that ride. And, and also, Justin, to get, you know, the JGR ride, you know, that's awesome. I, you know, I... I appreciate all the sacrifices that they made for us and yeah you know anything that we could do to help them uh you know uh, better their career we, we were happy to do it so i'm excited to see how they do next year and and i'll be calling them and sending them text messages just like i was their team manager um it seems like uh most of the guys from what i understand looking at your team landed on their feet aaron johnson got a job with cowie uh, Kaipo, uh, well, Kaipo's gone for a while. Kaipo's uh, KYB. Kaipo's KYB left for a while. Um, who else did I just hear got hired? Truck driver uh, went to. Yeah, Brian went to JGR to uh, drive the lights truck or whatever you call it, the 250 yeah. truck. And, and uh, I heard Grant got a job at uh, Yamaha. I oh, think he was going to turn wrenches for Davey. Okay. And I heard just now that he crashed. So, yep. Yep. That's, that was, that's a real bummer. Um, Mikey Jermaine, Brock's mechanic. I think he's either going to JGR to be on the 250 team or going to go to Florida. Yeah, I think I heard he went to JGR. That was it. Yeah, that yeah, was it. Yeah. yeah, that's good for him. And and a couple of the guys we had in the shop, you know, Richard, who did a lot of our fabbing and, and machining, I think he's either going to go to Cowie or Pro Circuit to do, do some stuff with him. So pretty much, you know, all our guys, they're all, you know, really good guys. So mm-hmm. They're going to land at their feet wherever they what go, a- and they're going to be. At any team they they land on. What about? Hey, buddy. What's he doing? Oh, Watson. What's he? Uh, what's what? I just talked to him today. Uh, he's <laughs> he's around. He's he's trying to you know muster up something. So he's got some uh, 
He's yeah, got multiple hands in a lot of different pots. So oh, he does. We got. You'll be seeing him. Yeah, we got. We're, I'm trying to get him up here. We're going to try to work on getting yeah. him up here and co-host again. So. Yeah, um, yeah, you should. He, he he's good. Hey, okay. um, so it's kind of. You guess you kind of answered my question earlier. You went racing over the weekend, but knowing this industry, how it chews you up and spits you out. Do you are you still like motivated? Do you still want to follow the sport? Do you still want to you know wake up on the weekends and like you said, maybe go ride your dirt bike? Yeah, I, I sent emails to to all the guys at all the different magazines to make sure they got me on their mailer list, so I still get the magazines. Uh, obviously, I play fantasy motocross and supercross, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching the sport. I turn it on just uh, to stay involved and and uh, yeah, I'm gonna do the full work series next year and and try to get a championship. Maybe uh, so. maybe we'll get you in the shootouts next year, like yeah. a bigger man's opinion on the 450s. Yeah, the Clydesdale. Yeah, you, you never get a big guy's uh, opinion on the motorcycle. So, yeah. yeah. We can maybe do uh, that. What, what are you weighing in now? What are you tipping scales at? Oh, probably like 315. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do this. Um, <clears throat> I run the 6.4, you know, the 6.4 shock spring in the back. <laughs> yes. Ross told me he got when, – when Ross was doing my bike, I said, uh, did you get a, a spring? And he's like, I had to get it off a locomotive. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, thanks, Ross. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, hey, so yeah, so I mean, it sounds like you're in a good place, Kyle. Like you're you're very content and happy with your decision, and like you weren't looking for a job and then couldn't get one and went to go to the sandwich shop. Like, Ugh. like you know what I mean? Like you're you're in a good spot. Yeah, no, I always had a plan. You gotta you gotta have a plan just in case something happens. You never know when something's gonna happen. So. We were we were proactive and we had a plan and and yeah just uh, it was uh, a little early but yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with everything that's going on right now so I couldn't ask for anything more. Are you going to rent out your HP place again? Oh, uh, Steve, it's Newport. Noops, HP, I mean Newport. It's like the Bloods in the Crypt, they don't get along. I know, I know. <laughs> well, God, I, I mean, after Wygant rented it, I can't imagine how much you got to jack up the rent to to make up for the part that he you know screwed you down on the price. Yeah. Yeah, Hanny, Hanny, Hanny was in there for a little bit. He just uh, moved out, and he actually just hit me up the other day. He wants to move back in. So. <laughs> Shocker, yeah, shocking that Hanny's life is in chaos. <laughs> yeah. So. Dude, I'm jealous because I've talked to my wife about this. There's three things that I love. Dirt bikes, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing that I love so yep, much. Yep, that. Yep. I fucking love Ridgelines. Ridgelines? <laughs> and sandwiches. I fucking love sandwiches. <laughs> Like, if there's something that I could eat every single day of my life, is sandwiches. He loves sandwiches. And Kyle, I had a sandwich I, I, when, I when you told house. me you owned a deli, it lit up. Like, I lit up. His eyes are so big right now. Wow. Peter, come, come by when you ride Milestone. Get me in the shootout. I'll cater. Dude, I'm telling you right now, like, I'm all about it. I wanted to open up a sandwich shop. I want to come down this here. Went, this went uh, sideways. Dude, uh, I it love sounds it. like you two are going into business together. I just love sandwiches. That's the best thing ever, sandwiches. You can't fuck with it. What kind of what kind of do you, do I have a choice for for a roll or a bread? Right, or, yeah. Do I have choices? Yeah, we do, we do French roll. We do wheat rolls. We do. Is your French roll soft? We get some sourdough. <sighs> do some fry. We do everything. Is your French roll softer? Like soft? Yeah, it's a soft soft French roll. God dang it! <laughs> Somebody calm Kiefer down here. <laughs> and you got like pepper jack and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, we got all all the cheeses, all the meats. I'm, I'm starting to feel like fun. Chris is a little more excited for this than after dark. Yeah, Dude, I love sandwiches. I can eat sandwiches every day. 
Oh, yeah, boy. Come, in, come on in. All right, I'm in. Where, where is it? Tell people our listeners if they want to go. What is, what's it called? Uh, it's in Riverside. It's called Butch's Grinders. We're, okay. we're downtown Riverside. Like I said, we're about 10 minutes from Milestone. Uh, Kiefer, just point, Kiefer just pointed at his wife, like, mark this down. Mark <laughs> yeah, it down. Going there. So. Snapped at her first. <laughs> what? He snapped at her he first. Snapped yeah, at he her. snapped at her. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Um, can, can people get a, a Pulpamex discount if they come in? Yeah. Say, say, uh, say you came in from Pulp or say you were riding at Milestone. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. Awesome. That sounds good. Um, well, hey, Kyle, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I still want to catch You guys talk about Team USA already? Uh, let's do that. We got yeah. some time. Let's talk about it. Um, you are adamant about these guys missing this race, and I and I couldn't be further on the other side from you, Kyle. We're yeah. we're friends. We've been friends for a long time, but you know, you're Canadian. yeah, you're Canadian. Exactly. Yeah, but I feel yeah. the same way about my Canadian racers. My, there's Canadian guys that bow out. They don't they don't line up. Like yeah, I, but like I keep telling you, you're Canadian. It's it's a totally you different. Guys have never been in the position of winning. But you don't. Yep. I mean, what are you Ever. saying? We're not patriotic. I mean, just non moto. You don't go over there with the expectations to win. You don't have that 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 high expectation. We we as Americans have high expectations to go over there and and win every time we show up. It's not like we're going over there and it's it's uh, America against twenty eight other countries. It's it's America against Europe. Yeah, but I mean, I get what you're saying, but patriotism has it. It doesn't matter how you're going to do. It's it's signing up and serving for your country that makes you uh, upset about these guys not going. So how you do to me doesn't really matter. I mean, Canadian guys, Canadian or Americans, they don't go, you know, and I get it. We're we're leaders, Steve. We we need to go over there and we need to win. And and we need to to take the best guys and. And you know we need to get the guys to to want to go. We got to rally rally the guys out here, and it starts with with management to get these guys excited about going. No matter what the sponsors have to say, it, it, you see all the top guys show up from Europe, so there should be no reason that that the guys here from the states can't can't go one more race. Well, the worst thing is Kyle is next year the the uh, destination is scheduled for one week before the Monster Cup, and. From what I'm hearing, the the Eli Tomac won't go again. Mm. Yeah, we 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 need to get people excited, and we need to we need to we need to revamp the the, the team. And and just like any sport, when you go and you've been stagnant for for four years now, you need to make changes. There six has to be six years, six years of yeah. not winning. Hey, so it was a topic of last week's discussion. I actually listened to the one you did with uh, with Ping Mathis uh-huh. talking about the actual running of the team. Kyle's saying change. I'm curious, Kyle, do you think that we need to change the management side of the team even, or what's your well, opinion on that? Well, I, I'm a team manager. I, I was never contacted one one time about any of my riders. And then granted, we had, you know, Bogle and Tickle, but Bogle was riding really well, and, and nobody once contacted me and asked me if the team had any interest in sending anybody. I know other prominent team managers in the sport who you think would have some say or at least be contacted for their opinion and they they were never contacted so my question is is who's picking these the the, the team right yeah and 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 i'm not going to divulge names but the guys that i talk to that are my friends that are team managers you 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 would expect that they would have been contacted so mm-hmm. i just i don't know what's going on or how it's, how the team's being selected but i don't think we're doing we're doing the right way, and and I think that, well, that we're, we're we're making mistakes, and and that's why we're our results are suffering. Well, certainly Covington was a, a mysterious pick, without a doubt. 
But yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I talked to J Bone about it because Pike was certainly in the running, and J Bone's like, I hope they don't ask us. It costs a lot of money, and I'm like, oh well, wow, okay, all right. That was never asked. What's that? I said, there's one team manager that was yeah, asked. Yeah, no, no, I know, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I get it, man. I don't, I don't know what's happened, but you got to remember too, Kyle. Like, uh, in the early '80s, the guys didn't go. You know, Roger had to get a B team to go, and Bradshaw and Stanton said no. Ricky Carmichael said no one mm. year. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. so I get it, man. Like, I, I mean, I go every year. I've gone ten years straight. I pay my own money to go. It's a great race. It's fantastic. Um, I. It's- it's the most exciting race of the year for me. I, I I look forward to that race every every year. I recorded it and watched it, and yeah, it's 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 not good. It was embarrassing, and it's embarrassing every year that we don't win. In in my opinion, we go uh, there. I know these guys are great riders. Yeah, these guys are great riders over GP there. GP guys are fast. I I understand, and we should have higher expectations to go over there and whip their ass every single year. <laughs> I mean, I think they want to. It's just a matter of it's not working, you know. Like, um, you know, we've had USA three out of four years too have in- injuries to their riders. You know, yeah. I mean, if Anderson yeah. doesn't get landed on, they probably win last year. Right. I mean, I would think so. You know, that's, and that's that's, that's you, you never know. Yeah. Um, Ping Ping was saying last week on the show, like, yeah, he, th- he thinks it might be time for Roger to step aside. To me, I'm like, I'm like, get the three I'm best not- racers every year, and we'll see how Roger can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Rogers the 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 reason. I'm just saying somewhere there's a disconnect yep. with the figures, the high figures in in the AMA pro racing mm-hmm. and and team managers where people aren't communicating to select the best team that mm-hmm. could possibly go. I mean, I, I would agree with you. Adam Cincerello, if he wanted to go, he can ride a 450. Jeremy Martin got second place at Daytona. He was never asked. Uh, well, from what I was told, Honda said, we just want to send one guy. They did ask about J-Mart, and Honda said, we'll send Sealy or J-Mart. We don't want to pay for two guys, so pick one. Mm. That's what I was told. But I will 100% agree with you, Kyle, that the enthusiasm and the interest in the pits, not with the, not with the fans, but in the pits, is at an all-time low since I've been on the scene. Yep. Since I've been yeah, on the scene. Need- Bring back Beaker, the team cheerleader, get him excited. <laughs> and, and Ping has a point. He said the guys don't pit together anymore, you know, something that Mitch Payton was saying, and yeah, that's true. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. So it's all it's all sponsorship and, and money. Whenever you find a problem, you usually can find money lying there somewhere in between it. So Yeah, no, you're you're right. So um, you don't think it's our generation at all? Uh, this new generation coming up as uh, Possibly, but it's 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 the older generation to responsibility to get the younger generation excited about going and doing it. Right. Uh, on so another I, on another note, did you, did you see Justin Barsha's bike for the Monster Energy Cup, Kyle? Yeah, I like it. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's our poll at right now, Marks? Uh, it's positive for Barsha. Last I checked. Okay. Yeah. Michael Lindsay and Marks and Kiefer hate the bike. Uh, Kyle I said it's okay. I didn't say hey. I said I'm it's on. Okay. I'm on the board that looks great. And, and yeah, it looks fine. I mean, it's, it's a great effort for a privateerly funded team to to go out there and, and do what they have to do to, to go racing. And I think the graphics look fine. What's the poll at, Marks? About sixty-five, thirty-five. Ah, okay. Of, of liking it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. I see. The, I said. I see the okay. finger. Quit That's offensive. Yeah. Just over there. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's a it's a great color scheme. 
Yeah. Red, so, wine, blue. What happened to your Patreon? Red, white, and blue. I mean, you can't get much better than that. These colors don't run. Do you have an, a red, white, and blue sandwich that we could make that, over there in the deli? Yeah. American hoagie? Yeah, we, we, we serve bomb pops nonstop out of the freezer. What? That's the only ice cream bomb we pops. have. Red, white, Ice cream. Rocket. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. You're not American. You're Canadian. <laughs> this goes back to the start of the conversation, doesn't it, Kyle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't man. know about the ice cream truck driving down the street and you running out getting a bomb pop. No. It's red, white, and blue. In Canada, they're just in the snowbanks. They just leave them yeah. in the snowbanks and you just go get them. That's it. Um, hey, yeah. uh, buddy, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, Good luck with everything. RoostMX.net, bringing you Kyle Bentley on the show. Uh, moving on to Sandwich Life. And yes. uh, down the road, Kyle, let's do a podcast where we get into depth a little yeah. bit more about your career. Triple X days. Jimmy yeah. Wilson. Whoa. Jimmy yeah. Wilson. Jimmy Wilson, really? Jimmy Wilson, right here. No shit. Yeah, Jimmy's the one that got me involved in the sport back in... 128. Number 128. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Kyle went to Jimmy Wilson, to Moto Triple X, to Pro Circuit, to RCH. Yep. Yep. That's his climb to the top. Jimmy Wilson did with the, let, the SoCal let, gear. Uh, the Lions Den with his with his camera. You know he's taking top secret photos if he if he has his camera. Who? That guy can spot anything on a motorcycle. Who? Lindsey. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, me, I was gonna thank you. You weren't too uh, compared to some of the team managers. You weren't too hard on me oh, when I came happened? by the pit. What happened? I just do pit bits. So uh, some, some of the team managers aren't the biggest fan of mine when I'm around their bikes. Kyle was always really cool about it, though, um, buddy. What the hell happened? <laughs> he, he can spot anything on a bike if it's changed from one weekend to the next. He'll, he'll pick it out and he'll tell you that he found it. But I mean, okay, so the team He's managers. Really good. Eye. That's awesome. Yeah, but team managers aren't happy. But. You have a long-ass lens, so you could just stand right outside well, the tent if nah, you wanted to. Not some of the stuff I look for. Sometimes you got to be like on the ground looking at linkages and sensors and well, okay, stuff then up under I get the them being a little mad at you. Yeah, I get that. Now, Kyle was always cool about it. He was either be certain things I'd ask him if I uh, where, where we stood on shooting or not shooting. He was always cool and stock, honest. And stock nice clamps turn it. rocks in season around. That's what I read. It, here's yeah. I like that's one of the things yeah. I love about Vital. What's the best thing about it is the pit bits because I'm a techie guy and that's one thing I look forward to the most. Well, that, that's that's what I look at every Monday morning, you know, and I get on Steve when he doesn't post it because I'm looking at all the other manufacturers' right. bikes to see what what I could pick out and what they're doing and and I, yeah, I thought Michael did a great job on those. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, um, now you're just going to be reading the site like all of us, Kyle. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, well, thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Uh, let's keep texting and, and set up a date where we can do a longer yeah. form podcast. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, man, that's, uh, that's awesome. And we got, um, something for the monster energy cup that we need to get you involved with. And uh, I'll send you, I'll shoot you a text, uh, about that. Yeah. So let me know. I'm involved. If, if, if there's gambling involved, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Fit right in. Uh, absolutely. Uh, thanks buddy. Appreciate it. See you, Kyle. All right. Have a good night. All right. See you. Kyle Bentley, everybody, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Every he's time moved. I hang out with him or saw him, he's he moving on. Fun. Like, and he's good, you know? Yeah. Not bitter, you know? Just, yeah, that's it. I'm glad that he still likes to ride and he's into it. So that's why, why I asked him that, because usually you get burned out so much and just stomped down that yeah, you're just right. over dirt bikes. Right here. Exactly. Well, not yeah. over dirt bikes, just like. Well, no, I can, I can yeah. understand it a little bit, yeah. but I'm just glad he's not like I that. I mean, what do, what do we got to do to get you on Kyle's program racing next year, Steve? Uh, well, this is I, I announced my retirement at Anaheim last year that this would be my last year covering the series. I might have to postpone that a little bit. I might have to keep doing it. The the money tree didn't. You're grow, just like Lockhart. You just keep coming back like Lockhart. You didn't. 
Yeah, new beginning. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. No, you got to be like Cubby. You just got to silently be like for the year, just step away out on top. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I ever stop, it's not going to, I'm not going to have like a farewell tour. I'll just be like, yeah, I, I got another job or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, appreciate it. Kyle Bentley, Rich Taylor on, uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX, Chris Kiefer from Kiefer Ink Testing, and Pulp MX. We're going to talk about that 450 shootout some more. Uh, get down to, uh, to brass tacks with that. Jason Thomas will be on a little bit. Um, Jeremy McGrath is coming up. Race Tech! Race Tech suspension emails. Thanks to the folks at Race Tech, uh, by the way, uh, for all that they do for us. Pulpamex17 is the code for that. Race Tech Privateer Island podcast coming up this week also. Um, so please check it out. I'm just trying to determine exactly which guy I'm going to get in touch with, but um, give a little bit of a, a look at those guys. Uh, October 21st to 27th, the Race Tech Technical Edge Suspension Seminars. Michael Lindsay will be there probably. Uh, uh, I'll be busy, but I've been to one before. Have you? Okay. Yes. Uh, they're fantastic. A lot of people in the industry have used them to uh, <laughs> to get forward. Since 1984, Race Tech has been breaking through the limitations of OEM designs. They specialize in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups. Discover my more top privateers. Trust Race Tech and mention Pulpamex to get a special listener discount. We're going to Go to commercial after MC. It's been we haven't gone to commercial yet. That's why I'm grabbing a water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's some emails uh, for all of us here. Okay. Um, Danny sent this in. Think of all the times we wanted to see a Roxon versus Dungey battle or the Tomac versus Dungey battle, but they come out of the turn with ten people between them, and they're too spread out uh, by the time they're first and second. It's a snooze fest. Then we wait a week and hope it works out better at the next round. I would call in about this, but I know you'd probably hang up after you heard uh after you heard the next five words double row starts like arena cross double row starts. send all the top guys into the first turn together i know it's like saying the rich get richer and the poor get poor but it would make for better racing sounds gay yeah i don't think that's gonna work i don't think so either i get what he's trying to say but i'll tell you what i what there there is a topic that we could talk about as far as okay, so they're putting the greats in at Supercross next yep. year, mm-hmm. like the USGP, like like the. Why do you keep moving the mic? Like because I didn't want to be in the way while I was drinking water. You You've doing been doing it all day. All okay, day. Fine. I'll all quit. day. I'll quit. I'll quit. All day. Get back to your question. <laughs> okay. Little Kirk's over here. Um. What? Nothing. Um. Uh, so you're the ones getting upset at everything. We got greats now, so yep. a perfect. Everybody's gonna have a perfect launch pad. Yep. Mm-hmm. So no more like. Hey, uh, this this uh, Pike was in this rut and he went sideways and destroyed it in and before the gate. No more of that. We got starting hooks, uh, starting devices by our friends at Works Connection, WorksConnection.com. Um, now we got grates, we got rev limiters, we got traction control ECUs. Like we're taking the skill out of the starts, elbow position, throttle position, chest on the bars, shift points. We're taking a lot of that out. So well, we're making the starts more equal than they've ever been. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in a way. But the So one, is that good or bad? Uh, well, one thing I would say in the sense of what the greats are going to do, it not only changes where the guys take off from, but it also changes the line right over the gate. It could clean up, you know, like you said, somebody going super wild and cleaning out three dudes right off the start. So it would at least keep things a little bit cleaner in that sense. I disagree. I feel like it needs to go back to its regular starts, and that's part of the whole thing is like a, trying to find a, a skill, trying yeah. to find well, a good rut to pick, and that's the benefit of qualifying. Yeah, good. no, no, I definitely yeah, don't disagree yeah. with and, that. 
And and you know you're not going to start this. You're not going to stop this ECU stuff. That's the, yeah. the horses out of the barn. Uh, maybe we can get rid of the start devices at a pro level. Easy, Eric. Not at works connection level, but at amateur yeah. level. But maybe uh, we. As, you as know? being the short-legged guy over here, can we at least have? Can we get it legal to actually have blocks and not have to be like toning hydrox and stuff? Because sure, we can <laughs> that, do that. That's about um, be the only one. Because I think that's the one thing. If you're if you're like my situation, that's the one thing that freaks you out. In most of the riders or um, more towards my height. Yeah, I would say like somebody should be penalized for height level. You know, right. they shouldn't yeah. be. So Start, yes. if you had so, starting if starting blocks came in, I could agree right. that starting launched control device um all right next email is from john quick question when a rider gets fined from the ami from the ama fim pike reed zacco what do they do with the money i've always been curious if they hoard it themselves give it to asterisk medical crew what's Al- actually alpine star but yeah it goes to alpine star right the fine yeah, i don't goes know that. the medical yeah, crew it goes to, it goes to yep. medical unit uh craig said this in hey steve racing is racing unfortunately team usa didn't have the race but those gp dudes are fast my question is, since Covington was in the open class, realistically, could he ride any size bike that he wanted? If so, why wouldn't he have ridden his 250? Since he didn't have any time on the 450, there was a big possibility that he would have been faster on the 250 or a 350. Mm. Hunter and Osborne, Hunter Lawrence and Osborne were both up there on smaller bikes, and I'm sure Covington would have done better. Just asking if he could have ridden any size bike he wanted. I think he could have. It's yeah, it's an MX3, it's, yeah, you can. Sure. But the start? It would no, get killed. Zacco got killed hammered, on the start. Most. Hammered off the start. So... Um. All right. Uh, this guy, a couple key for up to dark ones. Mm. Um, this guy still here. didn't get ex- those. You didn't get as excited about the sandwich. Um, hungry. Let's get our next guest. He's uh, won a few supercross races. Yeah. Let's, let's, we really can't meet. Let's, leave. Let's finish that man waiting. Let's finish these emails after. Let's get to uh, Swaymaker. What's up, Swaymaker? What's happening? Yeah. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. Uh, Ridgeline Life. Love it. Love you got, it. You got a new one. Um, you got a new one. Uh, no, it's an 08, but... Yeah, still, no, hey, listen, to, you're welcome to the club, you're welcome to come to the meetings, we, we respect all so, of you. So, I'll, <laughs> I'll quickly squeeze this in, give me, give me some ammo for the haters. Oh, what are we talking about? What, what, are, we, what are we talking the about? The Ridgeline haters. Oh, I mean, whatever, there's no talking to these idiots, they just don't understand. Too, the bed's too short, bro. That's too short, bro. Bed's fine. I, I need another four inches, that's it. That's right. what she said. Exactly. Anyways, um, outside of riders, like you guys talking to Bentley there, it sounds like there's a handful that leave with a real bitter taste in their mouth. Will it just eat you up and spit um, you out? I don't know. There, it sounds like, it sounds yeah. like you guys know a few anyways. There are. There always are. But isn't there anybody in any walk of life? Whether it's the, the I think de- any the, job you do, yeah. The deli business or, you know. Yeah, any you job know? that doesn't probably go as you dreamed Here, and planned out. Here's the difference, though. This all started as a hobby slash fun thing for all of us to do. And obviously, we wanted it to migrate into our job. And then we do that. And then what we Mm. find out is, holy shit, it's hurting (laughs) our fun factor into our job, right? So maybe you don't want to talk about it because you talk about it all fucking day. Or you ride bikes all day. Maybe you don't want to do that on your own time now with your buddies. So you kind of you get a little disconnect there. And uh, and really, yeah. when you think about it from a rider point of view, like unless you're Ricky Carmichael or or the guy on the line, Jeremy McGrath, you don't get yeah. the, you don't get the, you don't get to call your shot on when you're done. You get told you're yeah. done, or you get hurt, or your your skills diminish. And you get told, hey, sure. you're done in this sport, so guys get a little bitter, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some privateer Later. dudes there's some privateer dudes that I see on social media that I'm like, Man, how could you be mad? Like Right. You know, yeah. you just, you're riding a dirt bike yeah. and you're so, making some yeah. money. 
Anyways, yeah, but uh, hey, no, for sure, it's hard. It's hard for guys like us to to, to view that because we love it so much. But I'm not holding up the king. Have a good one, boy. Right, thanks. Thanks, Waymaker. See ya. See ya. Uh, all right, everybody. Vortex Racing uh, sponsoring the Papa Mech Show. The V3 handlebar, 29% stronger than the competition. And the sprockets that Cooper Webb and uh, Davey Millsaps use as well. Uh, Chad Reed used them last year. Uh, a variety of lines of things to get at Vortex Racing. The brake lines, the V3 oil filters, cycle straps. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com for a hell of a deal. Babbitt's Kawasaki uses Vortex bars and sprockets and a bunch of other things to uh, dominate arena cross. And we thank those guys for coming on and they are pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. This man, simply known as the King of Supercross, there's no other way to anything else to call him. Jeremy McGrath, what's up, MC? How are you? Oh man, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, thank Jay. you, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, 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 man. It's, of course, it's a uh, it's a big week. Monster Cup's coming up, and it, it yeah, is. we get to get to go see some racing. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You have a question for uh, Jeremy McGrath? Give us a call, and we'll see if we can squeeze you in. He's brought to you by Vortex Racing, as I said. So, MC, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, truck racing looks like you've been pretty busy doing that. Yeah, it's been. A- it's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good truck racing season. Pretty good summer. Um, it flew by way too quick. I didn't get to ride my dirt bike as much as I wanted, but uh-huh. the weather's getting good now, and I'm starting to ride quite a bit more. In fact, I'm going to go ride tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, truck racing's been keeping me pretty busy over the summer. Uh, how dangerous is that, man? Like, uh, I know you know I'm not, not nowhere on the level of a supercross race, but I mean, do you yeah. do you wake up sore? Do you have problems? Do you do you no no, you know, no. none of that? No, okay. <laughs> it's fun. That's a fun, that's a real funny question because I, I would say in the auto racing world or in the truck racing world or whatever, you know, uh, may, it may seem like oh man, it's hot. You know, you're hot in the inside the cab of the truck. There's no windshield. You're getting roosted. Uh, you know, you're wearing a really hot fire suit. Yeah. Uh, so you get you get really hot in there. But as far as as, as far as as far as physically demanding, yep. no, no, it's not very tiring, and and I, you know, there's nothing can speak to the level of what Supercross and Motocross is about. So, I, I would never ever sit here and try and tell you that truck racing is physically demanding. It's uh, what it does do, though, when you're in the heat of the battle, just mm-hmm. like you guys all know, when you're in the hornet's nest, you know, your your mind gets stressed out, so you get a little little tired from fit, trying to think and trying to do everything right, and mm-hmm. uh, you know as it's a super fun sport, very difficult, um, way more difficult than I ever imagined. And, uh, you know, the tracks are nine tenths of a mile long. And when you're running around at, with 900 horsepower and, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour in some cases, the track suddenly becomes small like a supercross track. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it gets, it gets really busy out there and it's, uh, gets a handful sometimes, but, I'm enjoying it, but it's it's still nothing like dirt bikes, man. Nothing like dirt bikes. Yeah, no, really, right? That's what that's that's the thing. That's the thing that gets us all there. Um, so I saw the Red Bull straight rhythm two stroke thing, and the first thing I thought of was, where the f is McGrath? I know Jeremy from Red Bull has got to <laughs> He has to have reached out to you. Like this is we got we got RV and Ronnie Mack and 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 Chad Reed, and you would be so perfect to grab a two stroke and and go down the, the straight rhythm. What's up with that? Well, first of all, here's the deal. I'm just <laughs> about to wrap up my first Pro 2 title in off-road racing, which is like seven years in the making, right? Okay. So I'm super pumped about it. And then all of a sudden, Red Bull Straight Rhythm comes out. It's on the same weekend. Oh, so, damn. so I'm going to be... I'm going to be 
when you guys are all at Pasadena or uh, Pomona, Pomona, Pomona Fairplex, yeah. enjoying Red Bull Straight Rhythm, I'm going to be in Arizona. Uh, just kicking butt. Rap, kicking some butt, wrapping up my, my first truck title. So, unfortunately, it's, it's gosh, man, they're on the same weekend. And I, oh. I mean, I, I think I went out and started my two-stroke just because I'm like, you know what? It's, I got to – it's like throwing a shot over the shoulder, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, the right, homie. Right. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Because, yeah, I mean, it'd be – would you do it if it wasn't? Like, would you be interested? I think – I mean, it wouldn't take that much for you to, to line up and do yeah. it, right? Yeah, I think it'd be all right. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd probably scare me a little bit. I mean, sometimes oh, the rhythms it. and stuff are a little bit, but, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, my bike's ready. It's sitting there. I'm, I'm ready. I've been training quite a lot lately and riding a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I think I could get out there. I mean, uh, you know, to say that I can compete with any of those other guys maybe um, would be, you know, maybe a little far-fetched. But anyways... I, I think it'd be interesting. I'd yeah. certainly want to go down there and try it, practice it, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, I'd be awesome. People would dig it for sure. You know what I mean? I, I think it'd be great. And, uh, yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, there's got to be something up. I know it's not the monster Red Bull conflict. There's got to be some reason why you're not there. So now we know. Truck race. There we go. Yeah, I know. It's it's Unfortunately, it's the final race of the series. And, man, I, I can't miss it. So Nope. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, that would be – you know, definitely would be cool. I was, I, I want to go because I want. I heard uh, Villapoto and Reed were going to match race, and I'm like, man, I want to get down and check this out. <laughs> yeah, they are. And then I, I saw some. Uh, what I see, I saw Sleater's story today, and he had his two stroke warming up on that thing, and I was like, oh man, everyone's getting getting in on this. Yeah, I know for sure. Stank Dog is 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 in too this <laughs> weekend, so it's uh it's a go for all these guys coming out of the woodwork. Um, yeah. MEC this weekend, so. We, you know the deal. Joker Lane is faster this year. Three main events, um, one million dollars if you sweep them all. Now, pretty good chance that Supercross next year adopts some of these uh, adopts uh, some some races that have three main events, and uh, and that, that that really is cool. What I do think. you got? What okay? What do you think? So you like it? In, in, yeah, in my opinion, I think that the uh, I, I think. We don't get to see the stars enough, and you know what? As a, as a huge fan of the sports team, I mean, I love it so much. And for me, I want to see the stars ride somewhere. So I I, I really like the Monster Cup format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that in Supercross the the regular series does not need a Joker Lane at all. But mm-hmm. it's kind of fun for Monster Cup. But I like the I like the format. The three main events is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, it might be a little hard for the beginner fan maybe or the average fan to kind of figure out the you know the overall at the end of the night but mm-hmm. uh i think for us it's gonna be cool i agree i think it's gonna be fun and and switch it up let's have some races yeah, like some i heard like this what I heard. you yeah. guys tell me you guys tell me if this is true i heard that um next year in on the starts they're adopting also the metal great for yeah the we're just talking true? about that yep, yes that's true yeah, absolutely well man i, I don't know i, I think that that I'm not so sure on that one. I'm not sold on right. it. I think it's a, I think it's cool, but I, it takes another element out of, you know, uh, how much can you dumb down the sport? You know, this sport's right. hard. Yeah. And in my mind, it's like, well, why are you going to make every single person a good starter? Right. So, yeah. but, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little uh, hesitant on that one, but definitely stoked on the three-moto format. It'd be pretty neat. Uh, uh, 
you know, that's going to be pretty neat as, for us as fans. And well, I'm excited to get out this weekend and check it out. The one thing I w- about the starting pad is, like we talked about, everyone has Stark devices. Everyone now has a starting pad. Everyone has rev limiters and ECUs that, you know, with shift points that help them out. Do we need all 22 guys in the first turn at once? We need some guys to be better at starting <laughs> right. yeah, and worse to spread things out into the first turn. The last thing we need is to make things more equal uh, in fifth gear, fourth gear coming down in the first turn, you know, so that's all. Yeah, yeah, I think, I guess, you know, I mean, everyone can be crazy and not let off, and, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it really is just going to make, make guys start it, uh, everyone start a little bit better, and I guess for Eli Tomac's sake, it's going to be a good thing, you know, right. He's, he kind of sometimes struggles with the start, so sure, get, get him in the game a little bit more, but. Who do you um, got, who do you got for the win uh, Saturday? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, it's hard to bid against Eli right now. I, I, I don't. I haven't even seen the start list to be honest. I, I saw Roxon riding a couple of weeks ago when I was at Paula, and uh, he looked pretty good. Obviously, he probably wants to race, but they're not going to let him race for a while yet. But yeah. um, Muscan, like? Muscan's coming. Is Muscan coming? Yep. Yeah. Um, Geyser. Oh, that's good. Uh, Anderson. Anderson. Anderson will be there. Anderson. I mean, MCO, I think you were at Honda back in the time Barsha was there and worked with him quite a bit. Are you excited to see him do his own deal and kind of come back out and show that he can do it? Well, you know what? It's it's funny. I think uh, it's it's pretty cool that Barsha's making the move on his own. Um, you know, but when I was at Honda and he was at Honda, he, he was complaining a lot. When he when he was there too, that's part of the reason why he left. I think probably, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I think as you get older, you know, you just need to take some responsibility. And I think you see that with a lot of riders. You see, it, you you've seen a lot of uh, stuff along the way with Chad, who, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. I always have been, but you know, at times, uh, you know, it was it was everyone else's fault. So mm-hmm. yep. you know, I think, and and all of us know, as we get older, you know, you learn to accept the bad parts of yourself. And I think you accept a little more responsibility and you realize, Hey, maybe it wasn't those guys or, you know, maybe I needed to work a little bit. Maybe I need to do this, whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, it's cool. I think that, um, you know, Barsha is making a statement by getting out there and doing his own thing. And he's, he's probably, you know, the one of two things he's going to realize that, uh, he, he does like a Honda or, or two, he's going to realize that he had it a little easier than, than he actually thought he did. Um. So, Go ahead. Um, you know that that that's that's cool. It'll be good. I mean, having yeah. a big field there is good for us. Yeah. Fun. I was going to say another thing. I was interested in with your current deal with Kawasaki. I know you know your brand ambassador. Role, you get to work with the Team Green kids a little bit. I know you've been busy with the truck racing, but have you been able to work with any of the kids? Cow usually has a lot in that All Stars race. And what do you think of that event? Well, I think it's a great idea. Um, I haven't worked with any of the guys and I mean and by the way the truck racing series is cool but it's only once every five weeks so I have plenty of time to go out and stuff. Um, the hardest part for me on the working with the team green guys for before this all-star race we were set to go out and do it and then schedules kept changing around and all this stuff uh, and all that and all these things so um, with that being said we it, the schedules never matched up so right. anyway I was I was t- working with trying to get it going with Rand Holiday, but then, um, yeah, it's never happened this time. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see when you talk about Chad. I, I know him pretty well, and I, I said, I think you need to stop changing things on your bike. 
And he's like, no, no, no. You always, and I'm just like, I think you should stop testing. Like, stop changing things. Just ride your bike for once. <laughs> he's not having it though. Well, MC. He's you know not what's having funny it. is it'd be an in, it'd be an interesting question to, or an observation. I would say is back when Chad was just crushing on the Yamaha. Um, you know, was he changing his bike every week like that, and still winning every race every week? I, I think he probably liked his bike pretty good, and yep, and probably was just winning. So yeah, no, I I, I, I think yeah. there's something to be said too as you get older, and I'm sure maybe MC can attest to this. You get older, you start, you almost feel more, and you almost nitpick things a little bit more because you kind of know what you like, and then you start overthinking everything, and then you're always searching. You know? Yeah, I think you're. I think certainly one of the things you always search for is is the feeling you had when, like, for instance, like me or or Carmichael or anyone that's won races quite often, whatever, local races for, for whatever level it is, you know, you're always searching for that setup. Like, oh, man, my bike just felt so good during this time period, and you're always trying to make it feel like that. And, um, you know, Chad is such an awesome rider and he's had so many great experiences with different teams and stuff. He's got a lot of, you know, thoughts that he has to pull from and a lot of memories to try and get his bike always set up. So it just seems like, you know, some of that stuff can be, you know, over, you know, overthink, overthought or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And, and like, and to your, you know, to your point is, you know, that that can be a detriment too, right? I mean, right. that can hurt you because you're just always thinking instead of worried about riding. So, um, is what's the deal with Chad? Do we know what he's racing? What, no, what's I mean he's racing a YZ250 at straight rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's probably only because he hasn't signed a deal. Right? Yeah, he he's got a Honda. He's got a KTM and a Honda at his house, and he's been spending more time on the Honda lately. But uh, I don't think the factory guys can put anything together for him. And I think Astafan at WMG has been trying to put together a, a side well, team, but I don't think it's worth, it's not looking good. I thought for me and just out of my own, you know, sort of laying it down how I thought it would go. As soon as Millsap signed with Yamaha, I thought for sure, Chad, they would stick Chad right in with um, Baggett as his teammate on the Rocky mountain ATV team or whatever. Just a uh, gear deal, real gear deal more than anything. You know, that team's a WPS fly. Guy. Oh, because yeah. they're fly and yep. shift or whatever. Yep. Fox contract. Yep. So, um, mm. Hey, so you mentioned Kenny Roxon earlier, and obviously, you know, you're not his doctor. You, you don't have medical advice, but all of us guys that talk about the sport and write about the sport for a living, you think he's going to become – can he come back and be 100% Ken Roxon again? What do you think? I think he can, and here's my reasoning behind that, is he was he's young. Uh-huh. I mean, I remember getting hurt when I was younger, and, and you know, <laughs> right. obviously it wasn't to that degree, but yeah, – yeah. uh, you know, I mean, you bounce back, and those those feelings that you have in your head and stuff go away a lot quicker than they do when you're right. 30 years old or, you know, 32 years old or 35 or whatever the case is. <clears throat> I think um, I think Roxon's going to be fine, man. He's young. And I, I also heard that, you know, he could have chose to, you know, not ride. Maybe he had a payout going, you know, insurance-wise and yep. stuff like that. And he's, he feels like he can do it. And, and yep. trust me, I saw him, and I, I saw him riding at Paula. Like literally, like two weekends, two weeks ago, uh-huh. and I was like, "Whoa!" He was flying, and he, he's standing up everywhere. Like, didn't even look like he was trying. And well, that's, so, I, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I hear rumors that his, I don't think his arm goes back straight and stuff like that. But right, uh, I guess who needs a straight arm when you're riding motocross? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right. laughs> How often do you need that? Yeah, I got right. a question. Back in the day, we all know that you and Fro weren't fans of each other. 
Um, yeah. What was the beef back then? I, I guess I didn't hear the story, if, and, and I apologize if you told it a hundred times, but I guess I don't really know it. Uh, I mean, there was a ton of things, you know. <clears throat> I mean, you guys all know Jeff, right? So yeah. imagine, that, you know, he just, he was real arrogant all the time and just kind of a prick. So, um, you know, I mean, and then what, what what the major beef for me was is his writing etiquette. Uh, he he had no, the way I saw it, and mm-hmm. this is obviously my, my point of view, and, and Jeff and I are friends now. It's not, look, it's not, yeah. I, I can't hold a grudge like that. I mean, I, I, I like what he does. I'm a huge fan of his, his stuff on TV, and, you know, the guy's, the guy's great. But, um, you know, he his writing etiquette was something else. It was a bit like Barsha, but maybe worse. Mm-hmm. He was have no problem cutting over on your front wheel on the takeoffs and jumps, um, you know, doing the lookovers and taking you out and just doing a start and totally cutting over on you. So there was absolutely no writing etiquette. And, you know, there was – there's always – there's certain etiquette, but there's always unwritten lines. I mean, there's certain things you just don't do. And, I mean, I've been caught up with it with Lusk a few times, mm-hmm. but uh, – and even LaRocco a few times. But, you know, not always. Fro's the one guy that would just put my life in danger. And, and unfortunately for me, he was just fast enough to cause me problems at times. Mm-hmm. So – um, for me, that was that was really what what the beef was, and you know, once once the media gets a hold of a little bit that, you know, they they drive a wedge in between. Yep. You know, it was kind of like when people were, you know, trying to media was trying to make it like me and Carmichael were like enemies and stuff when he first came up and all that. I mean, I love that kid. We we've been friends. I've known him since he was eight years old and. Right. His family's great. I mean, we never had a problem one, but it, they just, you know, everyone made it seem like that. Now, um, with Jeff, it was different. You know, we really, we just really didn't like each other. He was just, you know, complete. Yeah. He was just out of line on the track, and I, I thought it was dangerous, and it never stopped. So um, that was that was my beef, really. I did that story on your 96 season that was almost perfect and on RaceRacks Online, the oral history of it. And, man, we got a lot of uh, – a lot of um, – uh, compliments about it and people loved it and people were also they loved your honesty mc they're like i can't believe he said that i'm like oh, he, he said it there it is it's right there on <laughs> yeah. paper <laughs> so, yeah no you know? It's, uh you know what's fun for me these days is you know i still love dirt biking like all you guys i mean it's it's my it's been the best thing ever in my life really and you know i have still so much passion for it but the but the beauty of it you know being older i can say yeah exactly what i'm thinking i don't have to like politicize any of this stuff because I'm getting paid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's it's fun to just sort of be myself and tell it how it is. And yeah. that's what I always tried to do throughout my career. But sometimes you had to water stuff down a little bit, you know, and, right. um, you know, it's just, I think, you know, sometimes it, people get upset a little bit at some of the little things I say, but you know, I'm just trying to tell the truth, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like you don't have the credentials, <laughs> which, to, which is, to, which is something we don't get a lot. Exactly. These days, no, right? Right. I mean, it is like love it or hate it. It's still I appreciate someone that wants to tell the truth. And yep, I mean us as fans, that's all we want, really. I agree. Cooper Webb said some things that made me shake my head, but I I admired that he said it and I respected it. I'm like I don't agree, but good for you. Good for you for saying that. You know what I mean? Um, we need that. So, yeah. Yep. We had an interview with Pastrana the other day, and he basically echoed the exact same thing about basically questioning him about what's missing yeah. Moto now. And he's just like, man, personality, truth from the guys. He just was talking about how yeah. blown away he was just to see where riders yeah. have gone in that direction. 
Kenny's good. Well, yeah. 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 I, I think it sucks. The days are lost of, you know, the Pastranas, the Wyndhams, you know, myself, um, you know, even Carmichael to a degree when later on when he was able to speak a little more freely. Yeah. Chad Reed, of course, was, you know, always a great one to listen to. Um, but it it's, you know, as a fan, and we, I think our number one request out of all of us, even you guys, anyone, they they all want to learn to know and get to know yep. the writers, and mm-hmm. and how do we do that? And we do that through the interviews. And I think that I have to say, and I've said this already before, but if I was a sponsor, I'd get Matt, I'd get I'd get mad at someone for saying my name on the podium because I really I really I want the adverse of what's going on right mm-hmm. yeah I want it to be exact opposite um so the interviews you know are just terrible these days and they <laughs> need to get better um what's your take on the MXDN uh situation uh, read a lot about it I've written about it I've talked about it all of us uh Ryan Dungey skipped a couple years in a row of course Eli Tomek has skipped the last couple years uh other guys don't seem to want to go where are we at with this race MC well, I think financially, you got to look at it financially, which you probably you've probably written about it already. But you know, um, for instance, take take some of our guys from here, the guys that are KTM sponsored. Mm-hmm. They probably financially, the team is what I'm speaking about. Yep, mostly, yep, the teams yep. have the financial, you know, wherewithal to to do it much easier when they have the factory KTM team in Europe or whatnot. Um, you know, Han has always supported the, the motocross nations really well. They it, you know, it was one of those things. Some of the other teams didn't don't support it as good because it's finite, You know, it's expensive. It's yeah. a big race. It's expensive. You got to ship a lot of stuff over there, and you know, we can't really blame it on all the riders. But I would say that a guy like Eli Tomac, if he wanted to go, I'm sure that Cowie would totally support him. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, it's unfortunate because you know we always and I see all the interviews and stuff. We see all the everyone speaking about how. You know, in the past, riders would just do or die anything to race that race, and and yep. some of that ha- certainly we've lost. You know, and I, I'm guilty of it too. I raced it two times that I was invited to it. I think three times, mm-hmm. at least three times, maybe four. Yep. But uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of have mixed emotions about it. I think it's really up to the rider. It's, uh, I think it's a bummer, and as a fan now, it's a bummer. But all the guys who decided to not go this year, they were stoked, right? Because I mean, look at yep. the mud and all that stuff. It didn't work out very good at all. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't think you I can hold it against you, them. Yeah, I, I think they're fine. Yeah. I, I think they're fine. It's six weeks after the last national, and if you want a vacation and you want some downtime, you've earned it. Twenty nine races, you know. I, I'm okay with these guys skipping. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It sucks. I but. think, uh, what do you guys think about having motocross the nations right after the U.S. Nationals? Or, or wh- when is the last GP race? Well, when, when can they do it? Uh, like, when's the soonest they could do it? They, then, pretty much what they're doing they, right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're, oh, this, really? Yeah, the schedule's really pushed back. They've added a lot of rod, or a lot of races. It used to be 14. Mm. Now it's 18, Well, and the other thing, too, with the GPs is it's kind of like following F1. When they do the flyaway races, they need the week break. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's a 19-round schedule. Well, when a bunch of those are flyaways, you're adding a lot of break weeks. So the GP schedule is starting Strong earlier than out. ever, yeah. but it's also ending later than ever. 
Yeah, it's really spread out, I guess. Yeah, it's, it really they they do it when as soon well, as they can. You my know? biggest question, the one I know you've talked about, Steve, and I've read some of the dates for for destinations. It has moved a little over the years, but not drastically. The biggest one to me, I always question is why is you know what's our peop- maybe your opinion on this, Jeremy? Too is do you think Monster Cup should be a little bit later in the year when more of the guys have started Supercross testing? You think the race would be better in November, or do you think the riders would be more upset with how they do their boot camps and stuff? What do you think, MC? Ah, shoot. I mean, that's a good question, too. I think for all the riders, they probably think Monster Cup's a little early. But think about the manufacturers. Uh, One of the reasons, maybe, is if something happens at Monster Cup, they still can have some time to get rejuvenated or get healed for that, for, for, you know, Anaheim or January 1st race or something. So maybe that's one of the reasons. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, again, there's no perfect answer. I mean, it everyone's trying to force more supercrosses all the time then yeah. then which we all love supercrosses but at the same time trying to figure out how to get motocross nations in finish the gps i mean we got a straight rhythm what if what <laughs> if they did what if they did motocross nations before the gps were finished yeah i think those guys would be like what the f right, right. yeah i think yeah well they probably thing, would but so yeah. much crap yeah, same thing with they, they probably are the promoters of the event yeah right? exactly yeah you yeah, street yeah. you street giuseppe's your yeah. guy that's that's your guy yeah giuseppe's like no we're not doing that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not doing that Let, let's have another yeah. masters of motocross after that maybe but, yeah exactly. Uh, exactly um well, well hey man uh thank you for your time jeremy really appreciate it don't no, want to take I got a, a question oh, oh, okay all right yeah. i've been dying to know this okay all the years, your whole career, when you look back in your videos and the photos, what's your favorite gear setup that you wore of all time? Good question. Sure. Oh, man. You know what? This is an awesome question because I – and there's King not style. even one – I can't give you one answer. Do I have to give one answer? Give me the, their top three. No, you're the king. I'll give you, you, can you a, say whatever you want. I'll give you top three. Yeah, okay. I'll give you top three. Um, I mean, first – I didn't know it at the time, and I'm not counting this in my top three, but the peak Axo gear back in the day was pretty sweet. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can look at that now and go, wow, that was pretty cool. Um, but I think really, uh, I mean, my 96 Fox gear was so sweet. I mean, that was the orange, kind of the ready, you know, red-orange, you know, with the mm-hmm. white and yellow oh, yeah. or whatever on it. That, that was pretty cool. Um, I think – the year that I wore the all white no fear at Daytona when I won Daytona on the yeah. Yamaha, yes, 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 it was like vented and all white. That stuff was so far ahead of its time. It was cool. Yep. Um. So yeah, those top two for sure. Let me see what my uh, third one might be. Um, I'd go if if it was me. Mm-hmm. I'm going MC No Fear look. I, I love the sorry Pete Fox and all that, but the No Fear yeah. 99 stuff. Dude, somebody yeah. did a No Fear topic on the form their day. Some of the stuff that K Dub and MC right. wore. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Man, there's some classics. Yeah, I think that. it was 90, 98. No Fear was a little suspect, but yep. in 99 and 2000, yeah. like when we we had the white and the black, and then yeah, of course you remember the uh, remember the Anaheim. We had the, I had those gold No Fear pants yes. and jersey. Yeah. I don't remember that, but, but that, okay. <laughs> that kit right there, that kit right there was my favorite all-time kit. Yeah, see that—that's what I was thinking when I when I asked this question. I had the no fear in my head. Do you have some of that yeah. old stuff still, MC? Like all of I know, I saw the I saw your your uh, you have the the mock-ups in your garage or whatever the dolls with the yeah. or the, the yeah. mannequins. Yeah, with, I have the mannequins set up. But do you have a lot um, of it, or do you? Is that all you have? 
No, I have tons of gear. Like that's one thing I am a rat pack. I every year after each season, I pack a whole gear bag up and throw it in my attic. Oh, okay. So that's why I had boots, and you guys all know I'm a helmet. Like, yep. I keep all my helmets. So I have, <clears throat> I have like 45 helmets here, and then I have another like 15 at Troy's office. So wow. Um, but I have gear, like I have gear from every year of like. To, like I have my peak gear and I have all my Fox gear from every year. Oh wow! I even have my oh. number fifteen Cinesolo gear. I have yeah. all that from when I was. That gear was pretty sick too. Um, yeah, that was it. That was the kidney belt days right there. Yeah. So do you have so, now? Do you have the one twenty five Axo? Yep, I have one twenty five Axo, and I have the number one peak gear Axo, which was next for Supercross. Yeah, yeah. And I have I have every year a Fox. I have. Most every year of No Fear, the thing I'm disappointed in, I've been talking to Sirwald a little bit like through text trying to get that gold set, and he's like, man, I got it in my attic somewhere. I just need to find it. And you're like, so, dig it up. Dig it up. It's funny. He shot me a text the other day, and he's like, just so you know, I haven't forgotten. I'm still looking for the gear. I haven't found that gear yet. But anyways, I have the, I have the white, the all white. I have the black. I have all the helmets to go with every all of it. Oh, that's um, Right. So and you know yeah it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool I mean I got a lot of stuff okay. you were always the I, I guy and you were always the guy to me when growing up if I wanted to look for fashion and what to look like on a bike as far as putting gear together that was you're the guy yeah thanks dude that was, um, that was, okay. those were pretty fun I mean we had some funny funny meetings like and like discussions when it came to like kit setups and stuff like that I mean just before the races you know it's yeah. like. Because yeah. we were all geeking, we were all geeking out on it too. I mean, right. remember Gabrielle back in the day? I was the first one. The Gabrielle made like, remember he made gold Alpine Star boots for me. Yep, yeah, I do remember that. And he, he, like, I always had like trick one-off stuff, and and I think that was just kind of part of the Showtime deal. You know, I was trying to look cool all the time. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, no, I agree. Everyone was yeah. like, "Hey, you see what he's got on or whatever." And like, the helmets were always, God, they're sick. Yeah, but I think it, you know, that really helped. Like psych out the comp a little bit too. You know, you came to the gate with your like no, 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 you really tight looking setup. Everyone was like, "Damn, look at him again." I'll tell you what psyched <laughs> up the competition, MC, and I can remember this like it was yesterday. This is what psyched the competition out. Anaheim one two thousand. Whoops, you could drive a VW Bug through, and you come out first <laughs> lap of practice, and he goes gah, 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 across the top, and and we're like, "Oh, we're fucked. Everyone's fucked. Everyone's yeah. done." <laughs> like seriously, I don't know if it was I like remember that. Session. You did it. I think you had to mentally be like, "Watch this, guys! First lap. Watch this." Because yeah, well, we were I like, mean, "I remember." I totally remember that, and I remember Trackwalk. And I was like, "His button was on my team at that time." And we we're like, "Dude, these whoops are so awesome! They're so huge." They were big. And I remember like seeing Larocco. He didn't even ride through him, and I was like blown over the tops of him. I was so pumped. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean that that always we always had a competition. Me and Button and Wyndham too. Um, we always had a competition to see who could jump and do all the sections on lap one without even looking at oh, it. Oh, jeez. So awesome. that was, for us, that, after practice, we would always get back and laugh, like, dude, did you do that? And we're like, yeah, or, or yeah. no, I chickened out or whatever. So we'd always get a good laugh of that. But it was always high heart rate situation because you're always like, all right, I got to do this section first lap. Yeah. So it was always, uh, you know, now it's a little easier because it was, 450s are a little stronger. Oh, you can kind sure. of do stuff pretty easy. But yeah, no, uh, we, we used to have some fun with it. 
Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you for your time tonight. I really yeah. appreciate it. Very it's cool. good to hear you again, and uh, we'll see you this week at the Monster Cup, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for having me on, as always. And uh, Hold on. we got one. You know, I, I, got, I got one really trivial question for you, but I think right. the Pulp Nation could be slightly important. Got an ongoing <laughs> argument. We have the term best dress versus lick kit. Where do you stand on this since you're Showtime and the King of Style? Best dressed or lit kit? What's the nickname for it? Yeah, those are the those are the two nicknames we got between Kiefer Necknap. Which we, team when we are try you to taking? Base it on which guy looks the best. We're, we're really arguing over this term. Well, I think in today's status and all the kids and everything, lit kit is appropriate. Thank you. Lame. I, Thank think, you. I just think that's how it goes. But I think that I'll, I'll take the title of best dress. I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you the king. Night. I got suck it into yeah. now. I got the oh. king. Keeper's got it on that one. Oh, hey, Adam's night is ruined. Um, now we're really going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks, yeah. MC. Appreciate it, man. Thank All right, you. guys. This has been rad. been fun. I'll see you guys this weekend. Thank Sounds you. Good. See ya. Thank you. Jeremy McGrath, everybody, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Email Jake at VortexRacing for all your needs. Uh, always good to have him on the phone. He's good. Absolutely. Good dude. Let's take a commercial break. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Finally? Fuck. Thank you. I'm sorry, bro. We got. I wanted to take one earlier. The guy in the corner said, no way. All right, everybody. We'll take this. He's just a slave driver. Yep. Right back with Michael Lindsay and Chris Kiefer. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. 
the new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race Tech suspension and engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. 
I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Race the suspension and engines. Make it happen. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right Gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services 
are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit pivot works has what you need to get your bike or atv handling like new for a fraction of the price of the oem parts if you race ride for fun or just like restoring bikes like mathis pivot works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement after almost 20 years of business pivot works is still the leader in oem quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits and PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. 
We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or broll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking here. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, Truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki, you can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer.
back, everybody. Pop Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Chris Kiefer. Hello. And Michael Lindsay in studio. Thanks to McGrath. Good interview. Thanks to Taylor. Thanks to Bentley for all coming on. Thanks to Preston, too. Hey, baby. Let's, uh, let's finish these race tech suspension emails. Uh, Stephen Chris, I need some advice. I plan to compete in the Boise Enduro Cross in the VET class. Last year, I qualified for the VET main, but with Destry Abbott in there, I'm digging my chances of winning are close to zero. I need advice on two things. Should I just enter the VET class as planned? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. should I enter the Trials Cross class on my modified CRF 70? I don't have a trials bike, but trial cross rules says say the bike has to have a wheelbase less than 55 inches. Mm. Do both. Regardless of what class I'm in, what I come across is a desperate fanboy if I raced in cargo shorts and a pulp shirt. No, you would look awesome. You would look awesome. Do I just it. want to know what Chris Kiefer's advice is on enduro cross and water pits. Uh, you try to stay away from them. That's what you do, and not crashing them. Like Austin Koba is going to be doing the Pulp MX Boise one too. Koba is. Yeah. 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 I have I have one good picture of you from an enduro cross, and I'm pretty sure it's when you like endoed into a water. You were laying in the water pit. Yeah, I was like first lap probably. <laughs> all right, Damon sent this in. Uh, Dear Pulp, I listened to all of Kiefer's 450 Shootout podcasts, and I have to say that they were very disappointing. Mm. Ooh. During the interviews of the riders, Kiefer would lead the rider into mm. the answer that he thought the rider should give. Wow. He would not let them finish their answer and would finish their answer for them or lead them to an answer that he wanted to hear. Very unprofessional of him. There were no lap times given, no horsepower figures. Kiefer even went so far as to put down shootouts but put out by other magazines. Kiefer needs some schooling and journalistic etiquette. Damon. Wow. Damon is a hater. Oh, Not happy. Some harsh words. Deep, Damon. He said, what did I say? What did he say I said about other outlets? About what? You put well, down their shootouts. Well, I've there never... was only one of those at the beginning, and I agree with uh, said words. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, in my podcast, if you listen, Damon, I said, if you don't like mine, that is fine. Go with the person you trust and stick with them. If you like Michael's, go to Michael's. If you like Jody's, go to Jody's. Whatever you need, you just go ahead and do that. I will say, because some guys, I remember when yours first came out, somebody on the forum posted the same comment. Oh, I feel like Kiefer's leading, and it was right before I tuned into the first one. I was like, huh, I wonder what they mean. And I listened to it, and I think some people really mistaken what you were doing, because I understood it really quickly, because I run into it when I have to retype out some of my guys' stuff, is Mm -hmm. everybody does have different words sometimes for describing the same stuff. And I noticed you were trying to do a really good job of making sure guys stuck to certain keywords so everything like you said would uniform. translate yeah, yeah uniforms because there is guys that use pat like different words to try yep. to describe the same thing i noticed that too yep and i'm totally okay with that but i can see where if you're a little uneducated like damon is yeah you think that's leading and i and i person. and i understand that too yeah i get that but exactly what he said of what i was doing i try to use testing terms or try to yeah. say, oh, you're saying this because this. And, and this try goes to ex- back to one of your suspension podcasts you did yes. early on. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of testing terms that we all, that you guys can learn how to use that go well with the shootout. So I feel like I was trying to use that. So all right. I'm all sorry, right. Damon. I'll try Ra- to do a better job. Yeah. Race Tech Suspension, use the code PulpMX17 to save with Race Tech. And uh, Kiefer, you're doing an upcoming podcast uh, and uh, article on the Race Tech guys. Yeah. 
doing a doing a, a bike setup for you. So we're looking forward to uh, to talking about that. Also, too, looking forward, October tenth. So tomorrow night, Moto Nine movie. Uh, these things are from Armo. They're amazing. The trailer for Moto Nine has dropped. It's out there now. So please check it out. These uh, these movies are great. They're they're phenomenal. Uh, tomorrow. Blake Baggett, Christian Craig, Jimmy Dakotas, Aaron Plessinger, many more. Uh, Motorsport.com giving away $500 gift card. The movie releases November 21st on all the major platforms. Mo- at Moto the Movie on social media, so go follow them to follow the, the, um, the tour schedule. Uh, MotoTheMovie.com. It's a 20-stop nationwide premiere. Uh, I saw Moto 8. It's pretty damn good. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing the folks at Moto 9 and what they can do. It was Moto 8 with what? Seven deuce deuce. Yes. Two? Okay. Yep. Also, two on board. Fly Racing giving away a complete set of gear per show. Folks at flyracing.com. Each year, they develop, they test, they improve the products in the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. The first to integrate the BOA system, Fly Racewear offers unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that make it an industry leader in technical racewear. The BOA system now on two lines of gear, and uh, we thank the folks at flyracing.com for coming on the show, and please support them if you can. We are giving away a Fly OGO backpack uh, to a uh, lucky caller that uh, has a lucky commercial word. Next commercial break. Got it. Speaking of uh, fly racing, JT, what's up, buddy? How are you? Not much. Can we circle back? Did you call Damon Bradshaw uneducated? Uh, oh. No, why? <laughs> just Damon, not Bradshaw. Oh, Damon. No, yeah, just are, uh, email. Are you sure about that? Yes, I would never call <laughs> Damon Bradshaw. It was a, a guy very upset with Chris Kiefer's uh, shootout. So That's um, a, hell of a hell of a risk to take. It is, not you're right. Knowing not knowing if it's Bradshaw or not. Or Damon, <laughs> Huff, or Damon Huffman either. God love Damon Huffman, right? And he's packing. Yeah, he's LAPD. He'll cap your ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, JT, don't worry. Uh, Chris Kiefer has his Team USA hat on right now. Yes. This nation's hat. He is on the team. How angry does it make you? It doesn't make me angry at all. No, Mathis. Mm, kind of low. Not happy. Kinda... Not happy. Not stoked. But... I mean, I have a couple of them in studio here, you know, j- just as props or whatever. So, I get it. Um, he doesn't have the sweatshirt or the shirt or the. Why pants. would you be angry? Well, you're not on the team. Okay, that's the, the hot button subject. All weekend long in this nation. Oh, it was. Yes. So I just chimed in at the right time about asking you, you for help. You did. You did. Oh, you I re- didn't know that. You really did. Yeah. <laughs> you just need so. to be another plus one hundred that were there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, thank I mean, you, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Max. Max Steffens. Our, our you, buddy Max. at Fly Racing making yes. that happen. So uh, he, you're on the team. Um, JT, more interesting MEC topic. Um, Barsha or Geyser? Um, I would say Geyser for sure. Yeah. Ooh. And how do you think he's going to look and do? Uh, I think uh, I think he'll be really fast in practice. I mm. think, you know, he... On a track like this, it's, it won't be that crazy technical, and it's not like he doesn't know how to jump jumps anyway. Uh, but it'll be really hard pack. It'll be flat turns, uh, which are both something he's great at. Um, it'll be pretty fast, which Monster Cup typically is. And these guys are great at putting in one lap. Uh, the interesting thing will be, you know, when he gets into a race situation, he's in traffic and having to put these sections together, you know, in a race, um, maybe that changes, but, uh, I think he qualifies really well. And then, you know, if he can, uh, if he can hold it together, he has a chance to, mm-hmm. to be near the front. Um, but I think he'll impress some people with the speed. I really believe that. 
I think Barsh is going to do something, JT. <laughs> something. He's going to hole shot. Okay. Oh. That'll count as Barsha something. Barsha will hole shot one of the main events. I'm on. I'll go on record right now saying that. Um, I just think he's motivated. He's going to be hungry. He's going to, you know, he's on. A, he's be on a different bike. Like he want to show everybody, like what's up. You know. Is he good? Yeah, on that, hard pack, that hunt. Yeah. Well, that he's won that it hunt, once. Yep. Yep. He has, and that Honda is so great on the starts, and he is such a great starter, and he's been practicing on the those greats already. And from what I saw of him on his Instagram, if he gets any a start anywhere close to what he's practicing like, he whole shots easily. Ooh. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if he can uh hold on and maybe take one main event win or something, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll win. I, I would say I would bet against him winning any of the main events, but I do think he whole shots. Does he at take least one. does he take anyone out during the course of the event? If he hole shots, you're, yeah, pretty good odds because you know he's not going to give it up easily. Right. Yeah, he's going to fight like hell. Yep. Uh, 702-586-7857. We've got a pair of Monster Energy Cup tickets to give away to the third caller right now. All right. Uh, we got a listener. Uh, I forget his name. Um, hold on. Damon. Well, it wasn't Damon. Uh, I should have had this information already. Uh, Steven. Uh, Steven couldn't go to the race. He bought two tickets. They look like they're pretty good seats. And uh, he gave them to us to give away to you people. So thanks to, thanks to those people. Uh, so Steve uh, has a pair of tickets that we're going to pass on to a third caller right now. 702-586-7857. And uh, please check it, uh, call, and uh, you can win the tickets. Come with pit passes too, by the way. So that's pretty sweet. Make sure you can go too if you're gonna. Win. Yeah, don't be a jerk ass. Just just be able to go, okay? So don't forget about that. Uh, also, too, I want to say thanks to a friend of the show, Benny Santiago. Um, Santiago. Yeah, poor, poor Benny. Yeah, get well soon, Benny. He was skateboarding, got hit by a car, and dragged underneath it or something. What? Yeah. Yeah, he's messed. He's pretty messed up. So, so explain this. Who's Benny and how does he know? Benny's what? a Moser, Moser buddy. Okay. Uh, we know him well. He's been at many races over the years. And oh. he, he's been in studio here a couple times. Um, one time I think he snuck a photo of Heather's boobs. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, not, it, they were covered. They weren't like, yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, get well soon, Benny. Yeah, get well soon, Benny. That sucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, like I said. Hopefully he does well. Third caller wins a pair of uh, Monster Energy. We got we're good. Okay, we got our third caller. Marks has it handled. Thanks to the folks at, uh, thanks to Stephen, I should say, for the Monster Energy Cup tickets. Um, so yeah, JT, the shootouts. We were talking about shootouts earlier, and you were with Michael Lindsay in Japan riding the factory RMZ 450, um, which was. which was uh, looked like fun and everything else. The, these two guys and uh, a few other people have rated the Suzuki last, though, unfortunately. But it's number one for looks. It's number one for looks. Yeah, do you think, Michael, in hindsight, do you think that that was a strategic move by Suzuki to have us ride the, the race bike and not the production bike based on what's happened since then? Uh, I would always say so because, I mean, you saw as well as I did. They had production bikes we could have yeah. rode when we went to the so factory. When, they, 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 say, yep. they did the same thing when we went over there for a 250 a couple years ago. It's like, oh, we don't have them. Here, ride this really cool works bike. And works bike's pretty awesome. And then we found out later in the trip there were production bikes around. Like, they got a couple of them out, and Ricky rode one around the test track there at Suzuki and stuff. But I would, I would agree with what you said. It seems but a little strategic. I don't. 
I don't think so. I don't see the point of that. Like, you're riding an unfamiliar, super stiff factory motorcycle. Like, that's not really... It's made for the elite rider, you know? Like, so why would they think that that would be better than a production... Like, everybody's going to get on that factory bike and be like, hey, it hits too hard. Suspension's too stiff. Like, I'm going to let these guys take it, then I'll, I want to say something last. Okay. So go ahead. No, you're, you're, you'd be wrong, Steve. Okay. So the factory bike was awesome? Incredible? Yes. It wasn't like a U.S. factory bike. Uh, they don't have good fuel there. A couple other things. Like, it wasn't that gnarly of an engine. The suspension settings they run there were actually a little soft in some regards. Like, the works bike we rode was pretty fun overall. So maybe it was tuned for for you guys a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was his race bike, his outdoor, the outdoor race bike. Yeah. Here's Here's my thing. I feel some of these manufacturers, at times, and most of them have done this, Oh boy. To soften the blow Great radio. of what, just like JT said, um, either it could be being at a shootout, being super friendly, being accessible, making sandwiches, whatever it is, they know how Sam good... Sandwiches? Sammies, exactly. <laughs> they know how good their dirt bike is just because, just like Rich said in his interview, they have all done internal shootouts to see where their bike is, okay? They kind of know. Um, when they go to production, if it's good or not, I feel like this was kind of a, a little move to be like, here you go. Here's what we're giving you. Just remember this when shootouts come and you're about ready to rank our bike, what we've done. I'm not saying that's what Suzuki did, but I just feel like if they knew this bike wasn't that good, which most likely they did. You think they knew that though? Dude. You know, as a test guy, their test guys knew that, okay? And maybe the Japanese engineers internally over there didn't know that, but American, Suzuki, they have an idea of how well their bike is before they go. Yeah. You know? Okay. But the other thing I'd say about that trip is how American Suzuki, like, we, they don't get really, at least on their claim, is they don't get claim, any say on what we do there. It's kind of Japan brings us there. And it's, I do know part of what they kind of pitched the entire time while we were there is, they were trying to give us a perspective on Suzuki. They were talking so much about, you know, the positives of the brand. Look at this race bike. I think they were trying to kind of give us an implement like, hey, yeah, we haven't been doing well lately, but look at what we can do. But that's kind of that disappointment let down when you get to the bike. It's like they're trying to kind of put in your brain like, like hey, we, we can do really cool things. But then you get to the final product and you're like, yeah. Well, you kind of want to under-promise, over-deliver. Yeah. yeah. And know? it was a little more... I want to say well, the opposite over... That's why you almost don't want any kind of hype around the bike and just let the bike come out and it is what it is, you know? Because all of us, and this was yeah. kind of the consensus of everyone, I, I can't wait to ride it. I want it to do so good. And then you ride it, you're like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. you JT, JT, do you remember where you ranked the 17 RMZ450 when you rode uh, the shootout and Keeper fucked you over? Uh, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a 16. Oh, was it two um, years ago? Oh, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. He's coming yeah, back, by the way. Yeah, it was, two, it was two years ago, and I want to say I had it second to last. But, you know, the the funny thing with that shootout for me was, based off of what um, how Keeper had it set up at the time, it was really around in stock trim. So we were supposed to grade them on how they basically handed the bike over, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were, you know, we could write in our comments of how we could have adjusted it. And then we had a chance to actually make changes and write it more, but it was really about stock trim, how, uh, how you would buy it off the showroom. And then, you know, you grade it off of that. 
And I just remember the settings that they had were so far off of what a baseline setting I felt should be like, hmm, interesting. Uh, which made the big difference for me. So that, And I also had the Husky and the KTM like really, really far apart. Um, which makes doesn't make a lot of sense, but it was it was off of the baseline settings. Like they were, they were set up completely different, um, which you know makes a lot of difference in in how it handles and rides and all that stuff. So he's uh, that was really more it than anything because I you know I was so familiar with the Suzuki, I knew what it was capable of and how it could be. Right. But the way they gave it to me was uh, was pretty far away from what I would think would be a good setting. Uh, he's coming back, JT. Come back. Yeah, I want him to come back for two fifty. And I offered it to him, and I just—I was going to tell him here that November thirteenth is the week. So, oh. anytime that uh, okay. week, you know, let me know. So, does he have to wear a fly? Yeah, work on it. He can wear whatever he wants. Okay, All right, just checking. And if you're not available that week, but you're available the week before, that's when Vitals is going down. So no, 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 no. You already took A Ray. I never actually. Yeah, you fucked us on A Ray. You to A. How do we go? The A Ray thing is totally. No one has ever argued about A Ray as much as this in his life. In A Ray's life, let's face it. For the record, I did ask JT when we were on that Japan trip if he'd be interested in doing one. He did give me the okay then, so I feel like I may have gotten the superseded okay. He is pulp only. Um, JT, uh, Millsaps looked like he crashed, broke an elbow, uh, knocked himself out. Real shame, man. Real bummer. I don't, I didn't, I'm not a doctor. Uh, and I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn last night, but what's a broken elbow? What's that? Where are we at on that, JT? You got any idea? Right here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it depends, you know, because if it's just broken bone or if it's dislocated, you know, dislocation or torn ligaments or. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't got a ton of detail, and I, I don't know anybody that really has. So um, I know it's not good, you know. Yeah. It, and anytime you're messing with a joint like that, it's it's a bad deal versus just a straight up broken bone. So um, it's kind of a bummer, you know. He just gotten going on the Omaha, and uh, it's kind of crunch time for the season. And yeah, and even if he even if he can get back, it's kind of been the same thing for the last few years. He comes in hurt and unprepared, and you know things don't go as as well as he wants to. So yeah. definite bummer. It's tough to think of a guy who's racked up more broken bones than David Millsaps. It really yeah. is. He and that comes, it's funny. Go ahead. It's well, it's funny when you watch him ride. He's never out of control. No, like I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw him out of control. And yet he's still, you know, just like you said, he ends up injured and has pretty pretty big get-offs and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just seemingly out of nowhere, man. Like, everything's fine, and then, it, and then something happens. And it's, you kind of wonder, like, how do you how do you have these big crashes? That's kind of why I always feel you got guys that are that smooth and perfect. When it goes wrong, it goes really, really wrong. <laughs> That's how – so I broke my elbow, and I shattered my elbow, and I have this big plate in here, and it, I shattered it in January – and this is all the movement I have. So this is fully extended. This is all I got. Yep. And uh, I had to I had a, signed a contract to race for KTM in June in Canada. And I started riding um, late April. So it took four months for me. So, yeah, four months, that pushes Davey into February. And, uh, I mean, we've talked about and he's mentioned it straight up. I feel bad for him because this is supposed to be the last year. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Who fills in for for him? That's immediately the next thing you start thinking about, right? We were just talking about it on the way out here. And, and what about and what about Moto Concepts? They think Weimer will be ready. Weimer thinks he'll be ready for Anaheim, but that's good news. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they get somebody, you know, for give Jake a month on the sidelines to build back up. Right, you, you don't know? want to just hop in January right. and start going. So be interested. Maybe maybe Barsha ends up over there. 
for a little bit or something. It'd be so Mike Genova-ish, JT, to, to grab a third guy and put Barsha in there. That'd be so more yeah. concepts. <laughs> what if Barsha ended up back at Yamaha? What if, what if Mookie went to Yamaha? I don't think uh, I would. Eat. No. I, unless the I would, thing that James is working on fall, like, really completely dies, I see him sticking with bro. Bro yeah. ain't doing nothing. Yeah, I know, but, well, you know what I've heard. If he wants to go racing and there's a factory yeah. vi- a bike available. I would put put Buki on a Yamaha before Barsha, like mm-hmm. the odds, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't see Yamaha saying, yeah, Justin, come on over, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't see Justin going over there. So, but who knows? Desperate times make for desperate measures. Uh, JT, have you heard about Roxon going back to Fox for next year? I don't know if we've talked he, about it he or is. not. So. Yeah, and, and that's been the plan all along. Right. So yep. um, that was the plan even before he went to shift. You know, he was going to be in shift for one year and then go back. So Yeah, it'd be interesting. To, Interest, uh, interesting things over there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a – look, those guys are marketing geniuses. They've been around the sport for a long time, but – uh, just something. My first glance is like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Going back and forth. Yeah, going claim, back and forth. I don't claim to understand. I don't it. know if sales have gotten any better because of him going to shift. But how can you measure it after one year? Well, right? I'm not measuring. I'm just saying oh. I'm at the tracks a lot, and I'm sure Michael can look yeah. too. He's at the tracks. I don't see any more people wearing shift gear than than before he was doing that. I yeah. don't see anything. I think it was a rough year too, Mark. And I mean, they didn't. They kind of had all these LE things planned around him. These super high end gear. And I know there was a lot of internal argument once he got hurt. It's like, well, do we put our this super high gear that we were saying was made for Kenny? Do we put it on a Bowers? And they kind of felt like not not to talk down, but I was like, is that like putting down this super high gear we're working on? They were trying to figure out for a while what to do with that stuff, and it messed up all the releases. Um, but then their reason they're bringing him back to Fox this year is they're working on a a new high end goggle. Kenny's going right. from. Even though he's technically a Fox athlete, well, he's wearing Oakley. Long story there. Um, that's kind of part of relaunching A1 was to bring him back in Fox because he would become this head-to-toe Fox athlete at A1. Like they're basically making an air brake copy. Kind of basically an injected yeah. molded right. lens with a clip and stop. Yeah, right. a big strap. Yep. Hey, um, uh, speaking of LE gear, how we looking this weekend, JT? Ooh. We're ready to roll, son. All right. We are ready. Fly to gear, roll. best out there, bro. Um, looking yeah, forward the to only, the only, I mean, yeah, we, the only tough part is we just, we're missing so many guys, man, with bag it out and, um, Zacho not riding. We're just, you are missing a lot of our star power, but that's all right. We got, we got a lot of guys in it anyway. Yeah. Seven deuce deuce. You're good. Do you have Benny, Benny racing this weekend or? Yeah. Benny, Benny will be there. Yep. 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 Um, I gotta get me some of that. Who else? JT Grant, Josh Grant. Andrew, yeah, Josh. Uh, he can't, I don't know if he can't he, wear the LE stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be allowed to wear it. Um, but we have tons of guys, and then we have all of our uh, amateur guys and our super mini guys. So there will be plenty of it over the course of the but, weekend. Well, back up. Why? Why is that? Cowie likes the green. Cowie's on the. Oh, Cowie's yeah. the new Yamaha yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Now? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, let me, uh, JT, I'm kind of curious on this one. I was talking to somebody at Honda this week, and we were talking about brand ambassadors, and, and Canard came up. And I know Canard always has a home, of course, with Fly, but, I mean, from when you guys talked to him, does he, are you guys plan anything cool with him this next year, or do you think he's going to be kind of like a sabbatical year away from Moto? Do you, you guys have anything planned with him? Or um, I could see something like that happening down the road, but as of right now, there's not a whole lot going on, so... Um, I'm not sure exactly what Trey's plans are. I think he's still trying to sort all that out, you know. 
Um, but I definitely would never rule that out for sure. He has a pretty long history with us, so we'll see. N-Fab.com, JGR Suzuki check-in. Thanks to the folks at NFAB for uh, making great steps, light mounting solutions and bumpers for Jeep, truck, and SUVs. Uh, great proud sponsors of the JGR Suzuki team as well as the NFAB and Pro Yamaha off-road team. Uh, email us if you want a discount on anything NFAB, N-Fab.com. you got a truck, you carry your bike in it, or a Jeep like Wygant. Check it out. Check n-fab.com out and see what you like, uh, and we can help you out. Thanks to those guys. Here's the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. So, what do we got? We got Bogle racing this weekend for the guys. We got Pike is out, uh, just not racing. Their 250 team is Phil, and Justin Hill was announced, which mm -hmm. we knew. Other two 250 guys, Michael? Any ideas? Sewer they're working on? I don't know what's going on with the whole Suzuki factory team falling apart. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if... Yeah, I heard the same issue. I guess Matt's not going to get a spot. Matt apparently is going to be with Ronnie Stewart on a Suzuki. Okay. What about Cunningham? Because they seem like they wanted to stay loyal to him after he kind of bounced around. It's just the results weren't there to keep him? Or? JT, I haven't heard Cunningham's name mentioned once for that spot. Have you? Uh, no, I think he's working on a, a different deal, but still on a Suzuki. Oh, is he working for rent to get Renz the open spot at Traders? No, he would be on a separate team, uh, separate Suzuki team. I, I, it's probably not my place to talk about it, but okay. I know there are things in the works with him and Bichelli as well. Okay, yeah, because Ronnie's got his, he's still got the, the Yosh Suzuki truck so, at least. So two more guys. I think Sewer is one of those guys. Sewer, and then the team has some connection with Peters. Would it be Kyle Peters, their spot, maybe? I don't He's so. one of the guys talking about that same program, too. I, th I thought that Sewer was on uh, 450 Cali next year in Europe. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, I didn't hear that. No, no KR, okay. unless yeah, KRT is expanding. Are they so, expanding to three so, riders? Well, he would be alongside DeSalle, right? DeSalle. Tixie's out. Tixie's out. But I thought they already announced who was replacing Tixie. I thought so, too. No, I thought it was Sewer. I thought it was Sewer and DeSalle on KRT 450 next year. Uh, okay. so I could be wrong, but that's yeah. what I thought it was. I mean, um, the whole Suzuki Worldwide thing's weird. The so okay, so if if Sewer is out, mm -hmm. who do we like? I don't think Bichelli is in. Or I, I thought Bichelli would be in, but he's out, and Cunningham out. I haven't heard any Peters talk. Phil and Hill, and they need two more guys. Well, two more, and only uh, back to what the original announcement was. And I asked J-Bone about this. They're only guaranteeing that two of the 250 riders will right. have an outdoor spot. Yep. Phil, of course, is 250 indoor, 450 outdoor. So the third, the last 250 spot we're talking about might be a Supercross-only ride as well. I, so kind two, of thing I, think about. I have a little inside. Well, Ooh. please share at any time. Come on, Nugget, man. Bowers is talking. Mm -hmm. Bowers. Yes. So when I was Tyler... Why was, not put Tyler Bowers, a, a monster, a bear, on the slowest bike? Hold on. I'm just not as bad as you think. Uh, he was talking when he was doing shootouts with me. He's like, I'm still talking to JGR, and it's still it's open to do just a Supercross-only deal. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know where those meetings went or if they had them or where that, but that was the direction he was headed. I'm a bear fan. Me too. But he didn't have a good year on a Yamaha. He did not have a good year. But man... No, he didn't, and he told me he didn't really care for the bike. He had some problems with the team. Um, he wanted to change some things. He couldn't. Um, he was kind of pigeon hell. He said his bike wasn't the fastest bike out there. And, of course, you know, just like you said, he's a bigger guy. Obviously, he's going to get more support through JGR. He's going to have a better bike. And here's the thing. If he does, let's say he does get the, the job, does he? is he a podium guy? I would have said so going into last year, and now I say no. 
And none of these local races that he's done here and there are meaning shit. Him winning. Well, like what? I mean, he's one that up north. What was uh, it? JT can help me out the, there. The PIR race? PIR. Yeah, no, I'm not really counting that. Thursday Night Motocross. Right. So, something <laughs> just um, popped up the on. Slam, the Slam, all these other little things he's been doing. He's been winning. Yeah, something just popped up on Kiefer's screen, and I can't believe I forgot this because I heard this this last week. Mitchell Harrison's available. He went there for a tryout. Yeah. He's been good. He's been good. Yep. Star had to cut him. Pretty for crazy. He doesn't have a ride. He's been good. Phil, man. Uh, Phil shot me a photo of them at lunch last week. I totally forgot about that kid. Yeah, because he's I out, mean, out of rides. So. Not a tryout though. That's it. Like, and nothing. that kid's a nice kid. He's not a douche or nothing. He's a good. I don't dude. know him at all, but yeah. um, all right. That's been the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. We so we didn't really get any answers. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more speculation. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's a good ride. That's two spots that are open for good rides. I will say because think about we, Harrison. Oh, good. Think about Harrison in his second year. He almost won an outdoor moto. Right. And he's not going to have a ride. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, I, get something, but yeah. If, if you talk to Phil, even I was gent. We got to ride Phil's race bike when we were back at JGR. And I will say I have never, ever felt that because of what the Suzuki 250 is stock. I have never felt that big of a difference from a production bike to a race team bike. I've gotten to ride some HRC bikes, some other cool stuff. Before or after you put it in a mud hole? That was the Suzuki 450, and that was a crash. <laughs> Me and Kiefer went over this on the way Easy, Blackwater. It's all good. Swamp. swamp. I got called the Swamp Beast that week, a couple other things. But I did get to ride the race bike the next day, the 250, and okay. I was Just very checking. pleasantly surprised. Easy, Tommy. After Norton. I, heard, after I uh, saw how hard Michael was sending it in Japan, I had no, I, I, w- I wasn't surprised in the least when his bike was in the swamp. It could have been us. Hey, they would have, they would have said, "Hey, Michael Lindsay ended up in a swamp. Michael Lindsay took out a, 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 a fence. Michael Lindsay uh, uh, launched off a berm into the next uh, into a JGR NASCAR shop." You would he, have, he ran here, over Coach here's Gibbs. The part, though, he ran over I think, Coach Gibbs. Here's the are part. Are you looking I, for a factory ride when you're doing no, these no. things, or what here's, are you doing? Here's, well, I'll get back to what you said. The funniest part was, though, as I hike up the hill and Spencer passes me, and he's like, what's up? I'm like, dude, weeded my brains out. Bike is in the swamp. And he goes, which one? There's two on the property. I'm like, I explain which corner. He goes, okay, I'll go get the skitty. He goes, gets it, because a couple guys are going to dig out. He's like, no, if it's in there, it's screwed. Goes, gets it, comes back, goes... Don't feel bad. I've dug two bikes out of that thing in the last month and a half. Because Spe- of the pictures are heart of gold. He hey, just made that up. Exactly. No, no, because they showed exactly. me pictures. He showed me Nick Gaines's bike ended up in it, and then I think the other one might have been Phil. That's not the point. The point it happened to you again. That's the point. Again, what? Where is this a milestone? Again? That was a completely different situation. You cut the track and you hit mud holes. I rolled off the track and it was stuck. Quiet down. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, before we let JT go. Let's do the btosports.com tweet at Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweets at Travis. BTOsports.com, nation's leading retailer, anything you need for your bike or body. Great guys. They've got what you got. They got what you need, whether it's on a dirt bike, whether it's on a mountain bike, whether it's on a UTV, a quad, anything else. They feel your passion down there at BTOsports.com, and we thank those guys for all they do for us. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out. Don't write on that. Okay. Uh, PulpMX.com. 
uh, or just mention Pulp MX when you call or uh, type in Pulp MX uh, into into the notes section, and uh, they can uh, they can help you out and give you a discount. Anything you need from uh, BTOSports.com. These are questions submitted to Travis at Pulp MX Show on Twitter. He picks the best ones for myself, Michael Lindsay, Kirst Kiefer, and Jason Thomas. Let's do it. Kiefer, this one's from KTR. Okay. When you do the living with feature, could you please add up all the costs with, within that time span so people know how much these bikes really cost us? Absolutely, I can do that. That's a good, it's a good statement. I will consider it, and I will put that in my notes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Very good. Uh, this is from- uh, By the way, JT, Kyle Bentley was on earlier and talking mm-hmm. about what he's been doing. And uh, he's he's he, he bought his mom out of a sandwich shop in Riverside, mm. and he's making sandwiches at thirty thirty year old deli thirty been in business for thirty years, at deli in Riverside. Wow. Anyways, that's not the point. That's kind of amazing. The second most the, the most that's the second most amazing thing. The most amazing thing was Kiefer going on for seven to eight minutes oh. about his love of sandwiches. I fucking love it. Just <laughs> sandwiches, bro. Hey, there's there's one thing you can eat every day. What would it be? Quesadillas for JT. Quesadillas, ketchup, ketchup quesadillas. Mm. Pizza. Yeah, I, man, I don't. I, yeah, it's bread. It would be something with bread because I miss bread so much. Heather <laughs> makes the most. You've had them. Heather makes the most awesomest turkey, bacon, mayonnaise, I've honey had mustard. One. I've had one. Oh, she was making one when I walked in. The okay, house but today. I, nev- I never. Kiefer went on for seven to eight minutes about sandwiches. <sighs> Loving sandwiches. They are good. I haven't had a sandwich in, I couldn't tell you how long. I, I, it's been a, a year or two. Oh, my God. I, right. I could not be, I couldn't do it. Couldn't next do it. next question. This one's from Neil Belter. How much money do you think Barsha has in his Monster Cut bike for this one-off deal? Surely 20 to 25 Gs. The average Joe no, wants to he, know he details. Doesn't, he, well, doesn't, he doesn't pay for that. Well, yeah, because the suspension was... Yeah, suspension was provided. The bikes have been loaned to him by a dealership. I don't know if Jamie charged him much on the engine side. Yeah. I mean, um, JT, by the way, Barsha's bike, yay or nay on the look? I don't personally love it. Boom. Well, 65% of our Twitter uh, listeners, the Twitter votes said it was good. Suck those people. Yeah, because they all like Barsha, and that they all like anything a pro guy does. Doesn't really matter. All those people in the chat room are ninety-five percent dildos. Um, that's enough. So one yeah, the money change that with a Twitter in there. The somewhere. money, <laughs> the money. He doesn't have like that's not what he's got sunken in. Barsha's probably on the line for his plane tickets. Who's his mechanic? Um, the TCR one of the guys that's helping out. I can't remember that. Uh, that's on the forks. I think is his TCR dude. Okay, so he's paying a mechanic. Paying a plane ticket, hotel. Yeah. Barsha's probably like two grand in. You don't think he had to pay for his bikes? No, a no, dealership no. loaned him to him. Yeah, they, oh, loaned. Yeah. Loaned or oh. provided. Um, so he's good. Yeah. Pennsylvania that used to help Durham. What's he got? He's got Showa? Showa provided yeah. his suspension. He's basically got a work shock and a kit fork. So the stuff that we could buy, a The kit stuff fork. me and you have personally have. Fork. He, yeah, the fork and then the shock we have that they're billet bodies. Those are the ones he has. Oh, okay. All right, next question. I worked him up. Willie Nico wants to know, Steve, will you be coming to the Australian Open this year? This might be the last chance to get punched in the arm by CR22. Uh, no, because I think at some point I'll be around drunk Chad again, even if he's done racing, and he'll punch me in the face then. Right, JT? <laughs> I mean, 
That's normally his move. Uh, fair bet. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to Sydney Open. No, I'm not going. When is that? Uh, I don't. November, ish. It's like yeah, second weekend giving, in November. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Honda or, or KTM JT? I have no idea. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it at all. I don't. I don't even know that he's been riding very much. Red Bull straight rhythm, two-stroke days. Did you see I almost had him to come to the shootouts? I did not. I uh, I just tweeted it at him, and I go, hey, since you're doing your own shootout at home, you should have came out here and did ours. He's like, uh, sounds fun. Too bad you didn't get a hold of me uh, a week or two <laughs> earlier. He would have came out. He would blow yeah, that, up. That's, uh, that's a nice way to say that it was never going to happen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got my hopes up for a second. There's no chance he's going to ride production bikes. Gonna just, really? Nah. That's what he's riding right now. He'd blow them apart. He's riding two production bikes at home. He's got suspension stuff and pipes there and stuff. Pipes and productions near those bikes have kit suspension in his house right now. But they're done. They're modified. He's got to ride... Suzuki's BRC shock. Or B- <laughs> BRC. That's a burrito. BFRC. Burrito? That's a burrito. Can I get a BRC burrito? BMC. Beans, rice, and cheese, B-F-R-C. son. B- Balance free rear cushion. But you said BRC. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? All right, next question. BLT? Uh, this one's from Tony Cutler. Question for Kiefer and ML. How would the KTM 350 have gone if it tested more so in lap times against the 450s as Vital were using Lit Pro? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, we did that last year, and it was oh, brown mid-pack for most of the guys on lap times. I think it got fifth in our shootout last year. We didn't admit it this year because it didn't change. I'll bring them back in next year when the bike changes again. But it was mid-pack for most of the guys on lap times. Big thing, if somebody can hang it out one lap on all 450, they can set a better lap time on it. Yeah, we did that at Dirt Rider, too. We had uh, Lip Pro come out, and we did KTM 250, 350, 450. Had both guys, I should say a few guys, do lap times, just laps on each bike. They didn't know which they were faster on, and then we asked them, hey, which do you think you were faster on? And then we provided the results to them, and most of them were were right. Only a few of them were wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. This is from Todd Krieg. We're flying to the race this weekend. What are three restaurants we must hit while in Vegas, besides Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out? <laughs> um... Five well, guys. Cabo Wabo, a terrific Mexican place on the strip. Uh, JT, you got, really any, not. you got any suggestions, JT? It's really not terrific. It is. It's, it's terrific. No, it's it's terrific. Not. Well, give us some exactly. suggestions then, smartass. <laughs> you sound angry. <laughs> Look at his eyebrows. His uh, eyebrows are real mad right now. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's, fucking, it's, it's, an, it's a great restaurant. It is. Everybody knows it. And JT's just being a contrarian. No, it's it's average. I mean, it's a normal Mexican restaurant. Like it's whatever. It's Sammy Hagar's place. You love it, but it's it's normal. Whatever. It's you get Mexican. quesadillas everywhere. What do you know? Okay, that's all, all you yeah. get is quesadillas. Taco. What restaurants do you like here in town? Uh, Lakeside at the Win is spectacular. Do you want a really good restaurant to go to? Batista's uh, Italian place is really good. Carbone is really good too. It's for Italian. The stratosphere is janky as hell, and there's a chance you could get stabbed. But at the very top, there's a restaurant called Top of the World. It's awesome. It's very expensive, but it's good. The Rio Buffet. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> I'm serious. I've never been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Babe, right? Yeah. See. 
All right. Seafood. It's legit good. Marks, you have anything? No. JT, no fi- at Hard Rock? Uh, yeah, no boost. Good. JT, five guys are in mm-hmm. and out. In and out every time. Yes. All right. Uh, this one's from Jesse Harper. I have a 2015 CRF 450 that flames out quite a bit. When I get on it hard from low throttle, it feels as though I've just flooded it. it. Happens when I start it and go to give it gas. Is this a fuel issue? Any ideas? You said 2017. Is that what he said? 15. 2015. <sighs> when, 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 what, when he's on it, it flames out. When, what, on the bottom end, he flames out. Yeah. No. When I get on it hard from low throttle, it feels as though I've just flooded it. Can, and then he says it just flames out a lot. 2015, 2016 Hondas, you need to turn the idle up a little bit. Yeah, decent. Um, those do flame out. Um, the clutch actuation on that kind of helps that situation where you think you have the clutch pulled in far enough to to tap a rear brake or come into a corner and you don't, and it just kind of flames out. So. Yeah, but he was saying when he gets on him, gets on it, you know, low end. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, honestly, change your spark plug. Spark or common so, one, something dumb like a that. Common one that a lot of guys really have since we've gone EFI bikes haven't worried about with as bad fuels we have now. It's the same thing as your eject getting slightly cogged. The injectors can get a little bit of gum up in them. Trying to use like one of the Motion Pro, they have a little kit to clean out the injectors. I was actually surprised when I take apart a bike we've had for a year and how, clean how injector. How gummy they're up. A lot more crap comes out than I thought. Right. All right. That's something to maybe look at. This one from Simon Finn. So the factory edition KTM is a few months away from its revealing. What do you expect to see? New chassis, new bodywork. It's already out there. You can see shock. it. I mean, it's been on your site. Yeah, they've been testing it. No new engine for the 450. They're going to reduce some stuff, but the engine's already really light and really good. But they've got a new chassis and a new shock, and they're able to hide it under the old bodywork when they ride locally, but it'll have updated bodywork and updated uh, I set heard, frame. I heard Mo Morris has been testing aluminum frame. Uh, I haven't, I, I will, I don't know, maybe some weird prototype test or mess around with, but the bike, the FE that's coming out is no, definitely no, 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 I don't mean, yeah, not coming. Yeah, I mean, testing, I, you know? I mean, yeah. I feel like, listen, talking to the KTM guys, they definitely explore a lot of options, so I haven't heard anything like that, but when 100% put it past them. The huh. other interesting one, though, is, I don't know if you guys mentioned it, there's going to be a uh, race, I think they're going to call it a race edition, there's going to be a Husky 450 this year as well, so Ando has the new Underride and Supercross they're going to sell. All right, next question. This one's from Jerry. Jerry. What's, what's more likely to happen? Barsha wins Monster Cup, or Barsha and Pulpamex bury the beef? Mm. JT? I'd say 0% of both. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Thomas just can't he can't he can't pick an option he can't you know he's gotta be he's gotta be out there. I say so. better chance wins Monster Cup I agree Wow I, I mean I think hey why does he have if, beef with you I don't know if he wins this weekend will you bury the beef with him I'm Kill not, two birds with one stone I'm not bearing beef into anybody like Ping's talked about it I'm not doing it No listen soaking poke. Um, okay, Eli's better than him. Marvin is better than him. Anderson is better than him, okay? But it's a three-main event, one-guy crash. Like, it's not crazy to say he would win. He's won it. I know, but I'm saying this yep. weekend. It's yep. not... You're right. You're it's right. not insane. I, I, was, I was trying to be funny with the 0%. It's, right. There's definitely better than 0%. I still do like right, your answer, right. though, anyways. I do not think he will do it, but there is a 
you know, a chance. The field isn't that deep. I tell you what, if you if you watched him at like, you know, the USGP, <laughs> pretty uninspiring ride. Yeah. So yeah, he needs to be a lot better than that. Yeah. Ten bucks says he will talk to you next year if he's doing his own thing. Watch. No, no chance. Watch. Uh, He'll need to talk to you. Somebody tweeted, Kiefer, you got to hit up Capriotis when you're in Vegas. I hate to break it to this dude, but Capriotis is not just What's a local. Capriotis? It's a, not a Vegas local place. What it's is a, it? It's a sandwich. Jennifer Capriotti? Maybe it is. Maybe if you don't know what it is. You ever heard of Capriotis? No. I thought they were everywhere. Yeah. Never not, heard of it. They're not that good. I live in a Sperry, bro. Huh? JT's, JT's never heard of it either? Nope. nope. Is it local? I went to the uh, the Sizzler <laughs> in Pittsburgh before. <laughs> That's high class there. I think they had Larry Ward's bike in there back in the day. <laughs> yeah, for reals. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trevor Riley wants to know, I'm getting a 450 next year. I'm a mid-pack B rider, about 200 pounds. How do you go about picking a brand without riding them? I've always had Cowie. Your opinion. You listen to the shootouts. You listen read the to KeeferInkTesting.com. Yeah. Don't listen to Vital. Yeah. Listen Vital to Ink. Go. I'm going to be much better. Go to both Vital MX and Kiefer. You'll get a lot of info that way. Honestly, I mean, I would go for like if there's a dealer bike. Like we talked about this beginning, they're all good okay, bikes. David Pingry. If there's a no, 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 they're, they're all good bikes. <laughs> unless you're like Johnny Pro. If there's a local dealer that's got a killer price and great parts and service, and you like the guys, and they they have Suzuki's. And you two fucks rated it last? Here's the deal. Go get a Suzuki, though. If he's really in the market and he's open, he doesn't know what he wants, there's... Okay, so you have Michael's guys that he use. You have the guys that I use. Find a guy that's near your weight, your riding ability, your height. Listen to what he says. And maybe that will help you. Is there a significant price difference between the bikes? Um, there's actually about a thousand dollars from the cheapest, the most expensive. So I not, think. not, not so yeah, it's eight, to me, that's eight not to nine hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not yeah. significant to make yeah. a choice. You know what I mean? So yeah. no, the the thing you gotta look at is parts, okay? Because yeah. that's where the markup is on everything. KTM and Husky parts are expensive. Do you know what other one is actually oddly expensive? I'm sorry to say it is Suzuki. some of the weird stuff. Suzuki, the yeah. brake pads, the clutches. There are certain Suzuki parts that are just really finish off with the bearing. Just I, I'm not kidding. There's certain things they're really normal on. Like yeah, KTM's cranks are expensive. A couple key like the you big components, fr- but there's some Suzuki weird into stuff the, into the gray. But you're digging. Hey, yeah. KTM, I'm over here being transparent and honest. KTM clutch levers are like fifty bucks. Yes, they're <laughs> clutch lever. Jeez. But then a Suzuki brake pad is like fifty-five bucks. There's so, some weird yeah. stuff. It, you can everybody can find a different way to argue. Obviously, oh look how cheap this crank is. There's some weird stuff with some OEs. They're really expensive for some reason. Why would you ever go buy an OEM brake lever or clutch lever? Because <laughs> uh, it's a KTM and you probably need to. <laughs> I'd get it from. Come w- on. I'd get it from WPS. Yeah. Yeah, that's silly. That's uh, crazy. Or BTOSports.com. Use the code PulpMX. All right, next question. This one is from Michael M. It's for ML. Is it nice to know you can start a thread on Vital and get sucked off by a bunch of fifty-year-old dudes whenever your ego takes a hit? <laughs> I saw wow. this one earlier. That's, That's awesome. I will. I, mean, I will hand it to him for creativeness there. Sucked off. Can, can you read it again? Read it again slower. Let's let's let's. Hear. I feel like I read that. Let's, uh, let, let's take it in. Come on, one more. What what is it? Is it nice to know you can start a thread on Vital and get sucked off by a bunch of fifty-year-old dudes whenever your ego takes a hit? Hmm. Oh. Keep her after dark now. Yeah, we're going in. <laughs> well, I was in a gangbang. <laughs> That's the wrong kind of gangbang, bro. 
Um, Go ahead, Mike. Are we actually answering this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we want to know. Well, let's put it this way. I'm sorry that most of the people on my site have my back. I don't think they have my front side like it's suggested oh, there, but they front. have my back. Yeah. And I don't know, that sounds even back. worse. <laughs> I'm, God, I'm done. Good one, JT. Lipstick on your dipstick? <laughs> uh, this one's from Trevor. With the addition to the two-stroke class at Straight Rhythm, does that bring more interest to you and guests? For everybody, probably. Uh, who's that for? God, I'm afraid to answer this question. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of two-strokes, riding them personally oh careful if you say that on my site you're the yeah, devil i've already done that <laughs> right so that's why i'm I, saying i did that one day i still haven't lived it down um but to me watching that race seems exciting to me well especially because of who's competing it, right. it's a good combination so yes for me yes for me steve doesn't care no nah, he's doing something else looking at copriati's locations <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than being on your phone during the show no, this guy tweeted again. Hey, JT, uh, what do we got to do to get you out there in that two-stroke race at Straight Rhythm? Pray. <laughs> uh, that's it for tweets. All right. No, they're all over California. They're in Walnut and Whittier and Culver City. Well, since you're over there talking about restaurants, that's way, I got... That's way far away. I got, no, 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 no. I'm just, I just typed in a random uh, 90210 post uh, zip code. This is the only California one I could think of. Yeah. I, got a, I got one real quick for you, JT. Hold on, hold on. Straight uh, Rhythm? I want to answer the Straight Rhythm thing. Ah, whatever. Like, who cares? Very <laughs> the insightful. Question, the question's passed. We, okay. we Great radio. Right. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. Thanks to BTOsports.com for uh, making that happen. And uh, JT, can you get the LE fly gear at BTOsports.com starting next week? Or what? Should be able to as of uh, Friday. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Michael? I had one for JT since right. we're talking about gear and everything. Uh, maybe a little insight for general fan. Who was the hottest um, rider that was up on gear contract this year that you think everybody chased after and maybe threw most people threw their hats in to try to get? Oh, that's interesting. Because um, uh, I was thinking Dino was the one that popped in my head. Yeah, you know, we were we were definitely interested in Dino. And I'll be honest with you, he did so well down the stretch that he kind of priced himself out. Uh, but I think the the hottest name that's kind of it's still ongoing a bit was uh, is Anderson. Oh, is he real? Okay, uh, I thought he had locked yeah. down. Yeah, I think it may be finally done. But as of uh, like motocross nations, it was still kind of going back and forth. But Anderson was uh, Anderson was the big name. Yeah. Did you hear? Did he end up with a stars or because that's the last uh, one I, I heard. don't know. If I had to guess, I would say yes. But that was. That was the last yeah, I heard like, is where is, he was what most likely going to end up. They got, got money. They got Tickle. Yeah. Barsha, Tomac. Yeah. They're going after Anderson. Did I hear they were going after a 250 team or somebody tell me a 250 guy? Yeah, Maybe Hill. Was Hill on with A-Stars? Uh, he might be because the JGR team, you can run your he's own open. gear deals. So. Yeah, okay. So anyways. Yeah, he's, like, he's, well, he would open. be a like, 250 to 450 guy, so like, maybe. What, no, but what's what's their motivation for all this? Like, okay, I get the one guy. I don't even get yeah. the one guy that much. But uh, they got Tomac and Barsha, that's $2 million. Yeah. Now they got Tickle. Now they got maybe Anders. Like, what are they doing? Where's the Tickle drop? 
What are they doing? For a fucking tickle? Thank you. Um, what are they doing? I don't know. If you ask Gabrielle, he just, I've asked him this question personally, and he just says it's all branding to them. It's its not about selling gear. It's about selling more Alpine Star boots and more Alpine Star protection. It's purely to get their brand more visible. So much money for that. Yeah. Who's What's Dean riding for? Who's Dean got? Fox. Shift. Shift. Oh. Because Shift wanted to get Anderson, I had heard, but they ended um, up doing the deal. Yeah, so is Thor just losing everybody? They still got Marvin. Marv. They still got Marvin. Coop, Marv. Coop Marv. Oh, you know what? I think it was Marv I heard was talking to A-Star then. He was. Did he, he stay was, with he's, Thor? He's, okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, okay. Yeah. No, it was Marv. Yeah, Marv was also close to that. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the tickle thing, I'm like, oh, wait. Like, is it some sort of team thing or something? Mm. Um, I mean, look, A-Star can do whatever they want. Great for them. They're, they're an awesome company. But it's just so weird to me. So weird. I get the one well, guy. It's weird when you, know. you when you look at the numbers that they're, you know, the – the dollar amount is what blows me away. Like I can understand having some guys, but yeah, man, yeah. they they are aggressive. They are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Just I was shocked when one of the guys they started the number you threw out there when I heard what Barsh and Tomac alone were yeah. the first time. My eyes almost popped out of my head. Mm. Yeah, and Anderson too. Anderson's uh, man. The number got pushed really high. I bet because so. I'm sure Thor probably wanted to to keep him. So I'm sure that. Well, Fox, Fox and Shift were uh, oh, shit, in that yeah. game, too. Yeah, so does that actually yeah. help sales? I mean, does spending that much money, like JT, does spending that much money with a rider, does that converse in sales for you guys in the plus side? For um, I mean, I guess it all depends. You know, like if if he wins, maybe. You know, but look at Roxon. Like, he's he's a really expensive guy, and he didn't race all year, you know. So it's uh, it's a gamble. It always is. Always will be. Hmm. It's a gamble having you on the show, buddy, and uh, so thank well, you. Appreciate it. The, the thing about it is with that, just to expand on it, is, you know, for Fox and Schiff, they were so heavily invested in uh, Roxon and Dungey, and Dungey gets hurt, or I'm sorry, Roxon gets hurt at round three and is out for the whole year, and then Dungey retires, you know, at Vegas. Chad so up. he's out for the whole summer. Yeah, and Chad's Chad's Supercross only. So basically, for the whole summer, they really didn't have anything other than Pro Circuit. So it's uh, it's worked for them for a long time, you know, with Stu and and Dungey and Carmichael and on and on. Uh, Roxon will be that guy eventually. Um, but man, it's it's risky if your your guys get hurt or things go that way. Here's a good question. Here's a good debate. So you're fly racing. Would you rather have Monster Pro Circuit? 800 grand, maybe, ish? No, absolutely not. Or I told Mac or Barsha. That's, that's half. Take that number and cut it in half. So it's less. You think it's less than that? I, it's take the number and cut it in half. I just told 400 you. 400 wow. grand for, for five guys or four guys, I guess, now? Mm hmm. Wow. That's a little yeah. less. That's a little. So that would go with the team for sure, for if that's that less. I think I would go with the team because, like, what I always bitch about is these 250 fucks getting the exact same publicity as 450 guys. That's why they never want to get out. Mm-hmm. They're treated the same. They're heroes. Blah, 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 blah. So as a gear company, you're like, sweet. They're on TV. They're on every race. Let's get them. We got them. Yeah. They're not treated any different than Eli Tomac or Justin right. Barsha. When all of us and JT on the phone knows that how gnarly Eli Tomac and Marvin is and these dudes to win that race. So would you rather not have a team than one guy that could get hurt? Right? I'd yeah, rather it's have a great, you it's a great debate. It's yeah. a great debate. Would you rather have Eli or Pro Circuit? Yeah. I mean, the number is one-third almost for one guy. So Yeah, so now um, now that you're convincing me even more. 
Yeah, to go with the team. Right. Yeah. right. Just, just dollars and cents, you got to think the team because the number is and very, I, very far apart. And I don't mean a janky team. I mean a Geico or a PC. Yeah, like no, a, pro a, a, yeah. a very yeah, totally. high-level team. Um, so, Well, you know, when you look at Eli's deal, I mean, he – He's no different than the premier guy has always kind of been. I mean, if it's Chad, if it's Stu, if it's Ricky, if it's I mean, they've always been at that, you know, number right around seven figures. That's yeah. what it's always been. It's right. no different. Um, I'm not saying it's worth it or not worth it. We've never really gone into that that game. Uh, but that's where the number's always been. Right. Yeah, nothing much has changed that way for geez, a while. The reason I why the uh, Millsaps left because of money? Went to O'Neill? Uh, well, he was on a team deal. He was on oh, for a yeah. team, so we never we didn't have a personal deal with him. Mm. Um, I got a uh, one more for EJT since we're really going and getting into this. Did you just call this. him EJ? No, I said JT. I think you said EJ. Yeah, you I said EJ. never did. I what? no yeah. way. I yeah. never talked to Thank EJ. I don't think so. I mumbled, no, he, he but EJ. I don't know EJ, and I never really talked to him. Okay, whatever. Anyways, JT. Since we're talking about this, who, listen to me. Yeah, just bite me. <laughs> um, Going on to who's a big available in Europe that you guys have anybody that's come up interesting in Europe for gear deals for MXGP? It's interesting. We were we you know we went to Motocross Nations. Max and I. Max is our pro athlete manager. Um, I was there too. Kind of. Yep. Nobody you were, cares. But not really on this front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went to kind of see what was out there and talk to teams and and obviously we have a, a relationship with Ustream, so we were kind of shoring that up as well. Um, but there's not a there's not a lot of guys that are open right now. Um, Desal is available. Um, we had the uh, the Wilvo Yamaha team uh, the, the past two years. Um, but really, next year is the year. So uh, that was kind of what we learned. There are some opportunities this year, but as far as the big name guys and the and the real opportunities are going to be during next year's season for the for the 19 season. So uh, we'll see we'll see where that goes. But for now, I think we're going to be uh, I would say we won't have any huge marquee guys. It's the way it's looking for 18, uh, but maybe we'll take a big swing for 19. Okay. Cool. Great. Great to hear. Yeah. Thanks, um, sir. Thank you for the insight. Well, it's late where you are. Great radio, bros. It's uh, it's great. It's uh, it's it's late where you. By the way, DV. Piss off, marks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking marks. That was dude. great radio. Marks. That's why I said it. Marks. Sucks. Or DV said it. Well, Mark needs somebody with a little less condescending. Time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I think he, yeah, You're just because we were grab assing each other at the end of that segment, you don't have to. You know, bury um, <laughs> all right, listen, it's super late where you are. I appreciate you uh, coming on this late and then dealing with me and my unorganization as far as our guests tonight and everything else. So um, uh, great to hear from you. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. And uh, that's it, JT. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Monster Cup this weekend. I'm doing my VIP. I know it's last minute. If anybody wants uh, to get more info, holler at me. I will be there. Uh, we have a we have a group already, but I do have a few spots. And then obviously, 2018 Supercross is wide open for that program as well. So uh, if you're going this weekend, I will see you there. If you're not going, I will not see you there. All right, sounds good, buddy. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya. Uh, are you coming? This interview is over. Are you yeah. going to Monster Cup? Yep, Michael and uh, Kiefer, you are not. Yeah. Um, odd that you're on Team USA and everything. I thought you'd be there. Yeah. I'll it's be up here. What? It's on live. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's go into the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. 
X-Brown goggles are choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X-Brown, you won't win. Gary Sutherland knows this. Mm-hmm. Brock Tickle knows this. Freddie Norton knows this. I don't know why you two fucks don't know it, but uh, X-Brown goggles, EKSbrand.com. You just go to PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save. New colors are coming. Great goggle. Great company. Hey, great. where's this uh, game-changing news? New rider coming? And where's this game-changing? Uh, last week. Oh, yeah. I said that last week. Multiple times. What is this? Go ahead. Still coming. Still coming. Game changer. That's what she said. The tickle stay? Yeah. All right. All right. Steve. Yep. If you were going to spend your own money on a new 450, what would you buy? There you go. A 19-something dirt bike. You know what? I'd say fuck these shootouts. I'd go Suzuki because that's <laughs> one bad-looking bike. Badass. Got the coatings. Got the look. Got a blue gas tank cover. What about the cannon? You wouldn't be going fast would, anyway. So You know what? Honestly, all, every single bike I would get, I would never ride with sock exhaust. Ever, 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 ever. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I'm putting a muffler on every bike I would buy. But you're going to you, ride around oh with God. mismatching gear, but That's, you have to have the muffler. Not mismatching gear. That's dumb. Yeah, you would. Why is it dumb? Because some of these mufflers out there are not as good. It doesn't matter. Okay. I would I would probably buy one, like, if I'm just some dude, I had no connections. Whatever race team uses, you know, they have uh-huh. a lot of time and a lot of experience. You get sucked right in, don't you? I'm going with that. I'm, I'm not running the stock boat anchor muffler on the back. I'm just mm-hmm. not doing it. No R&D time in that thing. Fuck it. Throw in the trash. Yep. <laughs> Almost forgot the sound. Yep. Kiefer, who was your best and worst test rider for your 450 shootout? Oh, Moser. oh by on the way, the these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. <laughs> are you familiar with him? Who the hell? Uh, Moser, do you know him? No, don't know no. who that is. Right. Much better. Uh, best information that i got was from i got a lot of great stuff from grant grant had really Really? good information yes um worst that's a schlong shot worst put together words would be alex ray (laughs) not a a surprise (laughs) yes Uh, how many times did he use cattywampus (laughs) to describe the bike was it a little bit of cattywampus but he used harbor freight (laughs) he told me that did you hear about that from cowie no. It wasn't good. Free. You heard about it? I, I listened to it. Oh, no, but I didn't hear about it from Coward. No, yeah, yeah. No. yeah it, it, that's, the, that's the benefit and the downside of, of doing it is you hear things you that... Can't, you can't say that, eh, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's you what I said. You can't say that. But the thing is, it, it, people know it's a ha-ha-ha thing. It's yeah. not a real deal. No, I know. Ha-ha-ha-ha. But, so. but, <laughs> but we're guilty by <laughs> association. Yeah, exactly. All right, next question. Look at this guy... Look at this dude. What? He's freaking <laughs> juiced up. Oh. Is that Boys. real? It's a, it's a real human. No. Holy <laughs> smoke. All right. Great radio. Uh, Michael, what do you? who do you consider the goat of bike shootouts? Good one. You can't, hey, you can't say yourself. I, I'm definitely not saying myself. Uh, definitely not wearing an orange helmet. Um... I don't know. It's pretty hard to beat Rich. True. I guess I'm a bit younger. A lot of the ones, the most of the ones I've read have probably had Rich in them. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Rich. I mean, I'm biased. He's a good friend of mine. He's he's fucking good, He's man. a good test rider. He knows what bikes you're doing. He can articulate them. He's good. Yep. I'm going to give it to Rich Taylor. Stamp it. Steve, what is the most notable bike test shootout that you can ever remember? Mm. Ooh. I'm not. I'm going to. This this works into my thing, my little thing I have here. So I'm going to stop the time. 
Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, no. 30 seconds, bro. Mm-hmm. See all these magazines here behind you guys? Mm-hmm. I've read every one of these multiple okay. times. Really? I thought they were just for show. They are some of the greatest resources for me in my life. I love these things. A lot of MXA okay. there. Sometimes, yeah, when, when they were good, when Jody had his A game, his fastball, they, he was pretty good. Um, there's some shootouts in there that you fucks need to take a look at and read. Okay. Back when it was easy and one bike really, no, really no, no. did suck. There were some of these with, well, that's true. There was definite, like, best yeah, and hey, worst. I think our job, I'm just going to say that. I think we got a little harder these Quiet. days. Quiet. It's my segment. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> so there's a couple magazines in there with, like, seven bikes, eight bikes. Like, they got Huskies and KTMs and Kajivas and everything else. There's one of them in there that they took the most expensive bike, KTM back then, and they said, okay, here's uh, the most expensive. Here we go. I know where this is going. Look you're you're already settling in for the long haul. Yeah, we're sitting back for this. We're getting ready for the long haul. Uh, maybe I won't share my knowledge. No, with you. go ahead. Go, I already know where it's ready. going. He doesn't know. We're relaxed, but I'm ready. They took the most expensive bike and said, "Okay, here's the here's the here's the ceiling. All right, this is what you can spend on a, one of these bikes that you want." Mm-hmm. Then they took the cheapest and everything else, and they added parts to match the ceiling of the most expensive bike. Mm-hmm. They put a muffler. They did change tires in some cases. Um, well, actually. And some of them they put, which is what you guys should have done. Your lazy asses didn't. <laughs> Same tires on all the bikes. Bullshit. Because that changes immediately as your customer. You change tires right away. You go through a, a set of tires. In I the, ride every single bike I'm given with stock tires till they're dead. Okay, that's fine. But it doesn't take that long until they're dead. You know? On a 450, or you're going through some tires. So, anyways, they put the same tires on. And then they, they added up aftermarket things back then. Shitty bars, shitty grips, you know what I mean? So you would put bars on and grips and mufflers, ex- pipes and silencers. Uh, modify suspension. They even did like, hey, this is a pro circuit or race tech. This is how much suspension. Co-. And until you reach that ceiling and they said, for your money, this is the best bike with all these mods. It, it, this, this bike really awoke with these mods or whatever. Now, <laughs> so I don't mind the way you guys did it now. It's fine. It's great. It's traditional. You should do it. I also want to see that shootout. I want to see some simple mods, same tires because everybody changes that. Maybe a gearing if it, you know, I don't know. That's a little sketchy because, like most people, don't you feel like the average person just puts stock gearing back on? The mm. average guy. Honestly, the average guy goes one tooth up. If, Do they? Oh yeah, because yeah. MXA. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's dug in your mind. Um. Anyway, so that's what I want to see. I want to see that shootout. So Dude. that goes to Moser's question. Some of those MXAs and dirt bikes back here are great. Can we elaborate? Or that actually wasn't as long of a rant as I thought it was going to be. Can we? Can I say something, or are we just going to keep moving? No, keep moving. All right, next question. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> he so knows mad. what he knows. My fucking answer. He's so. What's mad. your? I no. I want to hear Kiefer's answer now. Let's hear it. Come on. Here's the thing. That's fucking fine. We can do this shit. Good. Cut it. They're fucking fine. Good. We can do this. Let's do fucking shootouts all year then. Let's just do a shootout fucking year. Let's shoot everything out. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh. We're going to get nothing else Sounds done. Sounds like someone That's is all we're afraid gonna do. of work. No. I'm just saying, someone what else are like you working? Sounds what like else, a lot of work. What else are you going to do? You got to prep. You got to make sure everything's... Here's the thing. Your tire situation is right. That can happen. And it's been done. Yeah, it's been done. Yeah. Some We did that at Dirt Ride. We put everything Dunlop. We did everything dead, dead, dead. But that's not what the bikes are designed around 
okay? And then the manufacturers freak out and say, well, my bike doesn't work good with those fucking tires. Now you're fucking us. Who goes and buys a Bridgestone that's on a, you know, a Bridgestone? A only? lot of people still a buy lot of dudes a 403 and 404s, yes. Stop it. Okay? And here's your other thing. Your, your pipes and your, your things that you want to use. Pipes. That's fine, but you have to make sure every bike has the same exact muffler. Whatever you're using, you have to use the same company for everything. No, you don't. Bullshit. Because it's such a variant. It's such a huge variance. You just go with, it's even better to have a, you explain that in an article, you explain. So now you got a fucking company that you, is, we went works like Yosh, shit. We went with Yosh on a Suzuki, we went with a PC on a Cowie, et cetera, et cetera. What if the PC one's a hunk of shit? It ain't. Nah. How do you know? Because they got a lot of time with the Cowie. They Doesn't get it mean, first, they work with Cowie. Does not. They work with the race team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, what you're realistically going to have to do is test every brand of exhaust on every single bike. Great, do it. Put on a can. Don't be lazy. Change out that can. Drill a drill a uh, drill a fucking hole in a number plate, Euro style. Yeah. So you don't even got the number plate off. Just. Yeah. There you go. It's that easy. Huh. Anybody can do your job too. Hey, here's my other one. Suspension. Lazy. Suspension. Here's lazy my other one. Much. Who in the test does it get set up for? Whoever's doing the riding. Well, if it's a shootout, aren't we supposed to have our seven or eight guys again? Yeah. So whoever's just. Well, who's the suspension? I mean, supposed everybody's going to be, gonna be close in the same weight, so no. the spring range should be same. No. No. Okay. No. So you got Kyle Bentley and yourself. <laughs> what was the lowest to highest in yours, Chris, for weight? One fifty to two forty. That's the difference. Ditch the two forty, dude. One forty to one ninety five in mine. Clip them. All right. Next question. Hey, guess what? Guess who doesn't want any good ideas? These two. <laughs> no wonder why Suzuki hates them. <laughs> We're just saying we've thought of this. <laughs> Kiefer. There's yes. serious shit going on with those guys. I agree, I agree, Tony. If you had to ride one brand for the rest of your life, oh, what would it be? Here we go. Oh, God. And he- you can't pick Heather. Heather. <laughs> 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 is that really in the question? That's in the question. Yeah, oh. It's Moser. It's Moser. Heather would say Moser. Blue Crew. Heather would be Blue Crew. Uh, oh, God. I'm going to go KTM because of the range of motorcycles I would have to choose from. I'm going to go Orange Brigade. But so one, just one unit, one, just one thing. Not a whole brand of one brand. Just says brand in the question, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. it just says brand. I'm going KTM because of the range of bikes. Uh, I'm going to go... Ooh. I mean, Yamaha's it's a got tough a lot. one. They Yamaha's do, too. got a good range. Yeah, yeah. they do. KTM has yeah. the widest yeah. range. So does Honda, though. What's that? What's that? No two strokes, bro. But we already know that answer. <laughs> exactly. I don't need that. <laughs> I can't hear it. These two fucking... Uh, <laughs> Yamaha. Fuck it. There it is. Biased. Yeah, here we go. He's paid by Yamaha. He's on pay- Yamaha's payroll. Yeah, didn't you know? Yeah. You should see the paychecks. They were all, they were stacked up on yeah, the counter when I walked in. I had to hide them. They're stacked. Can't uh, even open them all. Michael, what is a bike test or review that you've recently read that you strongly disagree with? There we go. Oh, boy. Let's go. Go ahead. Say it. Say what I, say what I know what you want to say. <sighs> okay, well... <laughs> Okay, I'll do the easy one. The Dirt Rider, the the Husky last in the 450 shootout, and before that, there was a couple orange helmet ones, but the one that stands out is the Dirt Rider 450 Husky last. I I, disagree with that. I took Chad Reed's championship winning YZ250 to Glen Helen for Jody to test. That never got a second gear? Never got a third. Never got a third. 
And then in the review, he said once he hit fourth, it really took off. And I'm like, I watched you ride the whole day. As a matter of fact, we followed plugs. It was the day we went to leaded fuel. One of those years they went to leaded fuel. And I'm like, you never got this thing out of third for sure. For sure. And yeah. in, in the test, he's like, once you hit fourth and you rolled it on, power just, I'm like. Yeah. Hmm. And don't get me wrong on the orange shot. There's a dude over there, Stapo. I respect all the hell. There's another dude over there. I I can't read it anymore. Well, Eklund just steals stories and posts them on Twitter, so I'm not a big fan of him. Thought you guys were cool. We're not. I mean, <laughs> I I don't like that. I told him, but he he denied it or didn't. You know. I like Daryl. Yeah, that's fine. But he was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. No, you do know. You take vital tweets and pulp tweets, and you put them on your Twitter. I'm not saying Daryl either. There's one last person we have a name to. Should be obvious. Daryl does that. The MXA okay. Twitter does that. Have you noticed that? I'm saying out of that part. You've me, noticed me, it. Me and Daryl. I don't cheating. think. Yeah, I, but why don't you stand up for that? They're taking vital information. Not mean vital. <laughs> vital information. Well, what can vital, I say? Got to imitate the best. Vital MX imitate information the best. And, and putting it on their Twitter and being like, "Hey, look at this, everybody." This guy, do you get pissed? Uh, he doesn't usually look. He's kind of just like, I don't even care what they're doing. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe I shouldn't being a dick. care either because it's just irrelevancy. So giving them credit. I, from what Staple told me, they don't, they don't, some guy in the freaking building does the tweets and shit. Like, Well, the, why didn't Eklund say that then? I don't know. He didn't say some guy in the building. I don't think Eklund does it, honestly. Oh. So. Yeah. Eklund and I had a discussion. He seemed like a nice guy, but we didn't really get anywhere. Right. No, I saw I saw a snap or something of you basically cornering him in the fly warehouse. No, it, it was nothing bad. like that. It no, yeah. no, it wasn't. Uh, like that. Steve, Smoke. if all the current bikes are so good, should people even care about the bike shootouts anymore? Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. I I, I disagree with Pingree uh, and his lack of deciding what shootouts. I love lists. I love. The 10 best movies of 97, the best bikes of 19, uh, 2018. The I love that. Kind of, I read them. I, I like them. I put them on pulp. I, I, yeah, I think it's cool. What's what's the most popular thing you see, whether it be Facebook teams, anything at the bottom? It's always list. Top 10, like you just said, yeah. top 10 everything. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, and, and, I mean, you just don't take it as gospel, like, if, like we talked about. Like, it's somebody's opinion. It's somebody's well-read, well-versed, smart opinion about bikes, but just take it for what it is. Don't. You don't got to call anybody any names or anything, but you know, like you can use talk about how the people used to use drugs when they tested shootout bikes, but that's about it. That's a shitstorm. Yeah. Acid, bro. Too much acid. Kiefer, who is a current pro rider you think could benefit from you setting up their bike? Oh boy. Ooh. Hmm. Pro, like e- even a privateer, or just a top top guy. I don't know. Uh, I will say. Ah. <sighs> Blake Baggett. Mm-hmm. I think Blake's settings, from what I've gathered from Intel and from what I've seen, is a little bit off for how he rides. So Talking about McGrath, the interview with riders and stuff, that's another guy, Baggett. I didn't really like what he said about Tomac after Lakewood, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. You got to respect that. I mean, I'm kind of like, whoa, like easy. I don't have a famous father. Right. Well, that's what's on the show, I think. But, I mean, even afterwards, he talked. And after the race, he said, I broke him. You know, and you're like, well, you did today. Right. 
There's a lot more. I like all these. that shit. Yeah, like, I I think I'm, it's I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. good with it. That came out while well, I think me, JT, and the guys were in Japan, and I will say we did quote the crap out of that while we were in Japan yeah. for fun. No, I, hey. I thought it was awesome. Like, I'm it's, not bad. It was. Yep. I thought it was awesome, he said. Like, yep. came out. Yeah. I liked Anderson calling him out in the press conference. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, oh, yeah. the next yeah. week. Yeah, that was good yeah. stuff. Yeah, let the guys say that's exactly. See how all that shit helps things? Like, everything starts coming out then. Like, it's a snowball. Uh, Michael, which 450 were you most disappointed with and most impressed with this year? Most disappointed, I think we've really, really covered, is Suzuki. Most impressed with Ty, Honda, for the small improvements they made being exactly what they needed to take the win. The second, even though it didn't really climb up the rankings, but for my overall opinion on it was um, the direction Yamaha is going with their bike. Boy, the... uh... The Honda R&D guys, the production R&D guys, they just, they're good dudes. Really good dudes. Just nailing what that bike needs. Fantastic group over there. Right. X-Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. EKSBrand.com. Fantastic goggle. Do you wear them ever? Yeah. I wore one for a shoot a couple weeks ago and more. <laughs> He's thinking and more guys <laughs> And more guys wore X-Brand in our shootout than any other goggle. That I like to hear. What did I do? You never and, wear it. And the, order, wear it. and the order list for the 250 shot, more people will be in X-Brand goggles and air goggle in our 250 When you shot. run your Vital MX surveys, as I assume you do, like most people, mm-hmm. how's X-Brand do? Uh, third, I think. That's right, third. We're number three. We're number three. In my shootout, a lot of guys wear X2. Really? Yeah. Okay. Photos. You didn't discourage that? No, you can wear whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Did you leave the tags on? Seems like you would discourage that kind of stuff. No. I will say I'm like uh, Kiefer. There's another goggle that does hold a special place in my heart. Yes, I'm sure we're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard that song, The Stunting on My Ex? Should it? By... No. Come on. Stop it. Come on, stop <laughs> it. I'm sure. Our, I'm hey, sure do we take another has. commercial break or do we, just, do we just end this thing? Like rap. Like we start going towards rap. It's 15 minutes of commercials. Oh, no. Let's just straight up. Let's get to it. Yeah, okay. I'm good? Yeah, All we're right. good. 702-586-7857. Leave a, leave a voicemail anytime you want. And uh, here was the best of the best that was this past week. Uh, all right, let's do it. Shaq, just answering your uh, statement from the previous week's show. Uh, the reason that there was a lot of people at K-Rock or people aren't going to K-Rock is, first off, it's $70 a class. And to win, to win a 450A moto, you only get $425. And then... Was Nash complaining about the K-Rock race last week? I don't remember, to uh, be this honest. This guy, this guy, this commercial, this voicemail was too Nash. Surprised, by the way, Nash didn't call in for the MC segment, right? Yeah, somebody, isn't that like right, somebody should check on him. Isn't that right down Nash's uh, oh, yes. alley? Oh, yes. He's like lost in the woods somewhere yeah. without internet signal. All right. B class, there was only like, I think, 26 guys, I think I saw. And the problem with that is, and not really a problem with that, but the problem I see with it is that the A class riders, they get, if you win a moto, you get $425. You win the Ironman Classic on Sunday, you get a fucking $8,000 fucking KX250. There's an issue right there. But I do got to say that this was the best K Rock in years as far as. Fun-wise goes, Saturday night was awesome. Um, but I think they just dragged the event out, try to make it bigger than it is, and they don't pay shit. So that's the truth of it. All right, so, take it easy, guys. Have a good show. There's Bye. all the uh, all the information from K Rock, the Kawasaki Race of Champions. So 
that you ever wanted. Apparently, Nash was shit talking the race. All right. In and out sucks. Five Guys is way better all day, any day. Uh, Shake Shack is also pretty good. I really don't care. That's all I got. Oh Later. shit! Uh, Shake Shack, I've never had. Shake Shack? Yeah, they're new. They're you yeah. gotta go. It's good stuff. Hmm. Are we talking level of In and Out and Five Guys? Yeah, I would put it up there. What's that place I, by I our house? It. The steak burgers and cream place. Freddy's. Are you in and out guy or a five guy? I'm an in and out guy. A five guys is good, but I'm an in and yeah. out guy. That's close for me. Steve, love the show. Um, I think it's only fair since uh, you talk about rider salaries um, and what they make, what they clear. You know, you, you talk about the top guys making too much and the other guys not making enough, which I agree there there needs to be something going on there. But, you know, you kind of openly talk about what you guys think each rider makes. And uh, I think it's only fair that you name every sponsor of the show and how much they pay you personally, um, what Racer X pays you, um, and that way we get an idea of what you make. I think that's only fair is, you know, thanks. Have a good show. Is that snarky? It's snark, bit, right? Yeah. It's full snark. Like, he's upset. Tell us, Steve. That we Tell talk us. about riders' salaries, right? Why would you be? Well, here's what so I he's think. snarky? BS is how quiet it is compared to other sports on where they're completely open about it. Well, yeah, but you're talking apples to oranges because that's unions and they want those salaries disclosed. Disclosed. Think about we don't know what the we don't know what the NASCAR guys make and the F one motorsports guys. Those are uh, I mean those are a little more well publicized. Yeah, but they're not official. They aren't official. They'd be just they'd be like our sport. You know, none of our guys are official. So when you look at motorsports, the salary disclosure is all about Mm -hmm. the same. Now stick and ball guys, yeah, they they officially say here's what this guy is making because they want the union other people to be like I'm as good as that guy. Raise me up, you know. Um, So I like. Maybe we won't discuss anything anymore. Maybe people don't find that interesting. I do. I know everyone does. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How many people take into account, though, when we throw out the numbers that Tomac makes, the uh, the taxes, though? People think of the number, don't chop out the yeah, giant amount. Or, or in some riders' cases, agents' fees and everything else, and taxes. Hey, and, you hey know, remember what so. Kenny said one time. His agent makes more money in fees than most riders. <laughs> so I don't know he's got a bad deal with the agent. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'd bring that up. I didn't know if I was missing out on the uh, running joke here, but uh, haven't we all figured out Will Hans probably just uh, probably gay? You know, I, mean, <laughs> I love the guy, great guy, but come on, how much do you really champion, love him? Can't quote unquote find a chick. So uh, yeah, I mean he's still a great guy. Hold nothing against him, but I mean I didn't know if I'm missing the joke here or if Fuck Will you Hans. know you guys have a little inside joke and he's not ready to come out yet, but. I mean, the writing's on the wall. That's all I got. Um, no, Will's not gay. Will just can't. Will's got braces, and he's 125 pounds. Hey, I will Dude, say. I got fucked up teeth, and I pulled a chick. So, I mean, that's yeah. not, something's wrong. Yeah, you like that? I will say one of my favorite segments I've ever seen, Racer X. I, Weege, JT, and I can't remember if you were a part of it, the timeline for Vegas Supercross and the after party that was every two minutes. Will Hans hit on another chick. Will Hans hit on another chick. No, I don't remember that. It no. was, was, a, it, was it a written thing. Or it was video? yeah, and it was it was JT and Weege, and they had to keep a log of what they saw all day at, at Vegas, and it got to the after party. And I I love what I did, but I did thought it yeah. was really funny. Will Hans hitting on two. 
Yeah, no, I don't. It I, was entertaining. I don't think. Yeah. Not there's anything uh, wrong with I, it. I, what were Is you Will Hunt the gay Suzuki rider? Oh God! <laughs> no, I, I'm going with what said last week. I think he's got maybe he's got chicks in all over Krona, just low key. He said it was great that Cooper was living with him because there's no chicks around. Justin Cooper. Right. He's like it's he's living with me. It's I had no two things on my mind: winning races and smashing pussy. <laughs> That's GL, everybody. That could have happened tonight. But we have you, Michael. I know. Trust, dude. One of my coworkers. Wow. Hey, no, no. One of my coworkers texted me when I said that. He goes, "Wait, we could have been listening to GL. I could have." And he quoted that in. There. I, I, I texted with GL maybe two weeks ago and said, "Come on up." And you know, he's working on. It. He said he would. He's got some stuff with the dealership going on and everything. So yeah, he was. He said he was going to come up, but uh, he's, I told him a couple of weeks, so he'll come back. Up. Yeah, yeah. GL. More dick pics. Hey, Steve. It's Craig Martin. I was listening to the Pulp Show and the part where you guys were talking about Justin Hill and going to JGR and you know what the what the results will be. And yeah, you know, I'd like to to compare this to Ron Heaven hiring McGrath. And uh, we forgot about the second commercial, so therefore we got forgot about the magic word for the Fly OGO backpack. So, tenth caller. Right now, tenth caller. Ten dudes up. Gets the fly racing OGO backpack right now. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Why what? do you hate me? Tenth caller, everybody. Ten callers. Why uh, do you hate me? Twenty. Let's go. Just make it twenty. Uh, over at KTM back in the day, and there really was no win-win for KTM because if he did great, everyone was going to say McGrath's greatest in the world. He can even win on the KTM. Same thing here. He's going to ride a what a five-year-old bike, and that we all know isn't great. He's if he dominates on it, everyone's going to kind of think that well, you know, hey, it's Justin Hill, he's Super Cross champion, blah blah blah. If he sucks on it, <clears throat> then it's going to be another nail in Suzuki's coffin. That seems to happen that you know he's going to be one of those guys that went to Suzuki and wasn't competitive because the bike's not competitive, and so the. I don't see the brand ever winning in a, in a situation like this where they're hiring a champion straight in like this onto a bike that we all know isn't the greatest bike in the world to begin with. So I don't know. I just I just really think it was not a great move. And I, you know, obviously outdoors it doesn't seem like he really cares about outdoors. I don't know how that's ever going to change in the future. If he doesn't care now, he's not going to care somehow next year. You know. Um, I just don't see it being a win-win for Suzuki at all. I, I, I think that if he wins, Suzuki's going to be like, hey, Justin Hill's great. He can even win on a, on a shitty Suzuki. <laughs> but you know, if, he, if he doesn't win, then <laughs> it's going to make the brand look bad. And right, I think we, for Suzuki, bad deal. We got our winner for the backpack, so thanks, everybody, for calling. Uh, he's right. There's no, like, if he Hill doesn't have a season, everybody's going to go, huh, look at that. Like, it's bad, yeah. You know? It's tough. I mean, I wouldn't completely agree that if he does good on the bike, everybody's going to say it's all 100% him. I, yeah. I mean, in the 250 class, the bike has to be de- to to be able to win. There has yeah. to be something there. So if he wins, it's good, but it's also a double-edged sword. If he does bad, it's... If he yeah. does, if he wins outdoors on that bike. Oh, yeah. That's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Over and out. Hey, Steve, it's Eli from Connecticut. Um, so I was just listening to Monday night's show, and you and Ping were talking about what they'll do with the time in between the heats and the main events since they're doing away with the semis. And I know they would never do this because, you know, Ricky Carmichael's road to uh, Supercross has qualifying for points to get your Supercross license. What better way 
to bring the amateurs into it than have actual amateur races in between the heats and the mains and have that be where they earn their Supercross points um, and earn their Supercross license. Because everybody says how Arena Cross is nothing like Supercross. Why not integrate the amateurs into an actual Supercross track, give them real Supercross experience, and also, you know, it'll be good for the fans because during the Monster Cup, they watch the amateurs. I mean, it's usually good racing, and it's, you know, close racing too. So just want to hear your thoughts. I feel like that would be a good idea, but um, Arena Cross, you know, Ricky Carmichael, they're all on his balls. So that's all. Thanks. He's Bye. a little confused because the, the RC road to Supercross is professionals. They're just getting their Supercross points. The amateurs right. – are the, the Supercross tracks, if you're an amateur, you're not ready for Supercross yeah, tracks. No. So Here, that's here's idea. my comment. If he thinks that's a good fill-in, it's going to stretch out the program because of all the freaking ambulance rides we're going to have in, in the middle of that program. Hey, they're going to need, I'm interested to see what they do when they have those three races that are Monster Cup format next year. Yeah. What are they going to do for the downtimes? Because now they have amateurs, all-stars, okay, and 80 super minis. So what are they going to do? Because, okay, I assume 250s will be the regular heats, LCQ, main. Well, I was thinking, so I was wondering if 250, if they were going to do two or three, if they would do two mains, like start 450 main, then do no, a 250 main, I, from 450. From what I hear, 250. it's just 450 right now. Okay. So they're going to need um, space for one, two, three, four, five, six, minus three, three races they're going to take out of the program. But the... With, with three Monster Cups. How I many, are they going to be 10 or 15 laps each? I don't know, 10 minutes? Because, right? well, the one thing is they're going to be longer than heats. So that technically takes up more time in the program. Yeah, I would think 10 minutes, so heats are 7, right? 10 minutes so plus minutes, ten minutes plus, plus a lap. lap. Yeah. Three, three. 10 minutes plus a lap. Yeah. So I would guess. Three, I don't know, three. but I would guess. So When do we know this? So this weekend? Uh, press conference uh, Tuesday after Monster Cup. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday. after. Yeah, they're doing it actually in Florida. Are you going? Um, I don't think I'm going to. I think IB was going to go. I got invited. It's a long way. And I said, uh, I said, hey, guys, the, the flight's 900 bucks. So I'm not going. If you want to pay for it, I'll go. And I never heard back. <laughs> right. So I hope it's live streamed or, you know, something. And Wygan like will be there or whatever. He's a short short trip from Charlotte to Tampa. We got our winner for the Ojo backpack, everybody. So stop calling. Um, all right. Steve, Matt here. B Mains. This is possibly the best idea you've ever had since the Thank Nets. Thank you. Thank you. But also like the Nets, they'll never do it. Can you imagine Adam into Nap, Dusty Pipes, and some other random privateers just going at it for a win? And then there's a whole championship. There's points behind it. There's a champion at the end. This is this – is, the best TV I think I'll ever see in my entire life. How is this not a thing? Why is no one listening to you? No one listens to me ever. That's the thing. All right. That's but, my rant. But, but talking about those races that are going to be gone, at the Monster Cup, A-Ray, Seven Deuce Deuce, Pipes, these dudes are never going to see the night show. All the qualifying is done during the day, right? Just like the Monster Cup. Right. So my thing is bring these dudes back out for B-Main. Because the, if you watch that 450 LCQ with New York, you want more of that on the track. Right. But that's going to the main. That's for something. I, I just don't see them giving a championship or any kind. Yeah, you wouldn't do a championship because then it would be sticky if all of a sudden you're leaning halfway through the year and guys get hurt and you're making the main main. It's like, oh, 
I gotta slow down and make sure I make my B main. But that's fine because the money's less. There's no money in it. You know what I mean? The money in the B main would be significantly less than an or, A main. But you would it hurt I mean? you to also be known as that guy if you're purposeful and look at teams that are like, oh, he's never even going to make A mains. He's just dinking around in the bottom class because, I don't know, it feels like sandbagging worse than a 250 situation. I mean, the guy's making, the guy's making barely any money. Yeah. I do agree with the fact that it gets sticky with the Monster Cup style format on what we're going to do with privateers. I could see something like a B. I wouldn't argue against something like a B-Main, but I think having a championship attached to it is kind of ridiculous. Okay, the purse yeah. for the event, but yeah. an actual championship sure. gets weird. Uh, fine, I'm with that too. Just bring them out. Let these people see these guys go at it trying to get off the island. It's insane what they do. They'll, they'll kill each other. They'll ride backwards. They'll ghost ride the A-Ray already tries to kill himself just practicing. A- A-Ray killed a, uh, a, a, a photographer this year. Broke her leg. Like, come on. He did? Yeah. No, tore her knee a little bit. Never got like, Holy shit. Sorry. Yeah. She wore a brace for eight months because of A-Ray. Wow. Who's she shooting for? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Nice job, A-Ray, though. I want to see A-Ray fly off the track. More photographers. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. So. The more I think about, the less I want to shoot a super cross main when A-Ray's in the heat. I might just strategically be in the tunnel. No one pulls the trigger when they're down out of qualifying with one lap to go like A-Ray. I've talked to other riders that raced A-Ray, and they said he's cross jumps he just no, he yeah. says he doesn't mean to do it but no. he's <laughs> he just shoots across it is it Dude, is the other day at the test track with Rod, he i looked at a line of his he landed completely sideways off a rhythm lane on the far right and he i heard him scream in between the rhythms because he was completely sideways and he barely got squared up before he took off the next one the groove his tire left was insane in the bottom of this transition yeah. <laughs> and he never let off no no all right. Hey, Mathis. Um, I know you guys are not doing voicemails on the show much. So I've got a question that I would like for you to answer just out of curiosity. He is, uh, I remember several years back, uh, Reed, uh, Stewart, all these guys uh, would get insurance policy. I believe uh, Lloyd's of London, whatever, that if they won the championship, you know, they would get a bonus through his insurance policy. Um, are they still doing that? Um, you just don't hear a whole lot about that anymore. Just curious if the top riders still get that. And uh, also, um, you know, what kind of cost does these policies run? Um, I've always been curious about this, and I haven't heard a whole lot about it here lately. Um, if you get a chance, uh, answer it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, you haven't heard much about it because they're getting harder and harder to do it. They're getting more and more expensive. The insurance companies, like everything, they got taken for a few. And then they started raising the rates and looking at yeah. things a little closer. Well, I know so. the last one I heard that an OE paid out of their own pocket was Kenny's Outdoor Championship. Suzuki didn't see, you know, the cost offset of insuring them multiple times versus they thought somebody would win. They, I heard they didn't insure his uh, outdoor title. Yeah, so they're not as hard. They're not as easy to get. I know some Canadian teams were looking into it. And it was crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. for like Gherky well, and stuff. Like I, they're like, I'm like, huh? Also, some so. of the pings you have to put in for stipulations. I remember Bowers told me like when he was on his third Arena Cross Championship in a row, to get his championship bonus, he not only had to win the championship, he had to win like ten or twelve mains that year, plus win the championship. And if he came up short one main and won the title, there was no yeah. bonus anyway. Chad, Chad yeah. had to Chad text me one time and said. Did Stu ride eight races this year? It was near the end of the year. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, good. 
James had to ride half the series. That included his. For Chad to collect. The insurance company knew James would be gnarly. They knew James would get hurt. They put a clause in that James had to race half the races. So do you think the insurance company has a guy inside that knows the sport, or do they just research? I've actually got an email. I'm not really supposed to tell anybody, so I won't give his name out. But I got an email from uh, an insurance adjuster saying, what do you think? We got this policy. Like, what do you? Yeah, I'll be down. Like, like, he's just trying to get info mm-hmm. about everything because he's, you know, how you guys do it. It's gambling. It's basically gambling. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think um, the year Chad had to pay for his own Suzuki 450 outdoor one. I thought he put a. Sti- I, thought I remember he said something about stipulation of having to get three or four wins. You know, he squeaked that in in that outdoor championship when he. Yeah, he might have. So, anyways, they're harder to get yeah. now, and they're more money. Insurance companies have caught on to these dudes. Or you so. have to add in some super crazy stipulations. Yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. more and more teams just the yeah. offset. It's not worth it. All right, that's it. That's it for hey. voicemails. That's it. We're done. 702-586-757. Call any time. Leave a voicemail. Uh, did we cover shootouts? Are we good? Um, we did Honda, KTM Husky, Split, Suzuki. We really didn't talk about the Yamaha. It was about the only thing we didn't. We yeah, talked a little bit with Preston. Preston. Okay. We yeah. covered it. Did we? I think we got it. Pookie, anything you want to know about shootouts? No. Cowie? We talked shout. Yeah, we talked about the forks. Take those air forks. I was going to ask MC, and I'm like, you know what? He's on the payroll. He'll be. Yeah, he's not going to be saying anything. You know, and and God bless him, but he's not going to be like, yeah, I don't like those air forks. I think what Transworld's coming out tomorrow, you said. I think tomorrow morning. So the ones I'll leave left. Cycle News did theirs quite a bit ago. It still hasn't been released. Felt really bad. They had a a rider get paralyzed during their shootout, actually. Yeah, Yeah, Kai Mukai. Really? Kai's a good kid, too. Wow. Uh, Paralyzed. I will say it made me look into some insurance policy for for my guys. I was kind of worried. I've always feared that I personally have gone hurt minorly twice during mine. Kiefer fell down his, but it's always bad. You don't think of the worst case scenario, and Kai's a really good kid. Yeah, bummer. Um, so, but leave yeah. it left. Cycle news come out. MXA to come out. Dirt bike finish theirs, and then uh, the Transworld. We think we got. Yeah. I think we think. Who uh, we think I got third. Honda got third. Who was yeah. the most stoked of all the guys to be in your shootout, Kiefer? Uh my no. So the guy who's Matt Servage, he's just a uh, he's an he's an electrician. Buys a bike every one or two years, but I've known him because he lives close to me. Um, formed a relationship. He's an honest, hardworking dude, family. Um, he goes riding with me, and I just asked him out of the blue. He never asked me once to be in it. He always asked me, if you need help, just let me know. And uh, he was the only guy that did all three days because I feel like he's the average consumer. Mm-hmm. Was in 200-pound range, novice. And the guy couldn't sleep at night. He texts me in the morning, you know, meet me at my house at 6 o'clock in the morning. He was always on time, did his shit. Um, gave me good notes. Um, maybe it wasn't the best tester, obviously, but he was so excited about dirt bikes. Like he said, man, yeah. I, I was having dreams last night what I could do to these bikes, and he's so into it. So what's he buying? Is he changing his mind? Yeah, so he, he owns a Yamaha, and he really likes the Honda. He thought the Honda was really good, and he's like, honestly, he's like, I'd go buy a Suzuki because his technique wasn't as good in the corners, and Suzuki helped him corner. I like that guy. So I like that guy. What about you, Michael? Which guy was... Uh, pretty much everybody mine's repeat. A couple of my guys are stoked. I have, uh, I would say three of my dudes fall in Kiefer's lap that fall like buy a bike once every year or every other year. That's kind of why I choose them. And three of them in the last two years have made decisions based off the shootouts. They have bought bikes based on what they liked at the shootout. Um, my buddy Derek Kasky really enjoys doing them. And, uh, 
the one kind of pro kit I use is just a local from SoCal. Zach Petty likes to do it just because he likes running really long motos on everybody else's bikes, I think. <laughs> More than anything, he just likes him just running other people's bikes on the ground. Enduro Cross Tour, uh, Vegas, Reno, Denver, down Everett this weekend. Phoenix, Boise, Ontario, California. We're going to try to get a bike for that Ontario final. Yeah. That guy we talked about. We can do that. Uh, Endurocross.com, 20th, or 14th season. 2017 marks the 14th season of Endurocross. Uh, Colton Haker, defending, trying to defend the title. Cody Webb hopes to recapture the plate. Um, right now, um, who's in the lead? Haker, uh, right? Cody. Cody is? Yeah. Haker got hurt. Yeah, but yeah. he's still... He's got an, still uh, right? It's like a Meyer. He's got an elbow injury. His elbow is kind of like the size of a baseball after he rides, so he's been... Find through we'll get Cody on too before the yeah absolutely and Colton Haker is the best thing that happened to Enduro Cross he's awesome um, not everybody thinks that but it's good for the show so we are going to give away some tickets uh, coming up at some point for the uh, for the Phoenix round so stay tuned to the show thanks to EnduroCross.com and uh, we're trying to get some motocrossers in there too so please check out EnduroCross it's exciting I love it it's great uh, it's cheap tickets uh, it's close to the action it's fantastic uh, all right ready oh yeah it's over show's over. BTOsports.com. Oh. Uh, fly racing. Fly racing. Best Dress. pants out there. NFAB Jeep and truck parts. Uh, sissy bars. Race tech suspension and engines. Paul knows his stuff. Gear alloy. Bitchin' wheels. Roost MX. Uh, they kind of live up to A-Ray, which is pretty hard to do. Pivot works. Bearings. X-Brand goggles. More X-Brand goggles in the Vital MX shootout than any other goggle. I like to hear that. Mission Starcross 5. Um, easier mounting. Works connection. Full shot devices for my short little legs. FMF. Um, burly pipes. Oh, they still make burly ones? I think so, yeah. yeah. Atlas neck brace. I just replay Jason Anderson getting landed on over and over at destinations. Atlas, he'd be dead if it wasn't for the Atlas. Uh, possible. That was. Um, oh, I saw a good replay. W there. wheels. Best wheels in the business. EK chains. Get some colorful chains. Color chains. Now that looks cool on a bike. Now if Suzuki had a yellow chain. Oh my god! It'd be yeah. So uh, guts racing. Uh, stiffer seat foam for your Yamaha. Oh crap. They, they got some cool stuff going on. They really do. They really do. And the guys are good. Uh, if you want to get a carbon fiber base with a Velcro seat cover with ultralight phantom foam, I mean, that is... And and titanium hardware. Setup. And titanium Oh, they hardware. have titanium the, like, brackets? The brackets are titanium, yes. I didn't even know that. And they yeah. give you bolts, too, right? And they give you tie bolts with it. Yeah. Guts racing, everybody. Get data as well. We thank those guys for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for everybody listening. Thanks to McGrath, Kyle Bentley, Rich Taylor. Uh, do we want to do After Dark? Yeah, let's do it. How many questions? Two. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to wrap this up. We're going dark. We're going dark. I like that. We don't want to hear your emails, bro. We don't. All right, so... We're back. Turn turn off the... Uh, uh, we're going to get a little key for after dark, so turn turn off the... The radio, if you got young ones in or you have sensitive ears or whatever. Um, we already did our farewell, and thanks to our guests, and couple of questions here for uh, Chris Kiefer to help people out with. Um, Let me get my notes ready. Hold on. All right. All right. Dude, okay. This is the part he's most excited. He really likes oh, to yeah, help no, no. people. Sandwiches and vagina. He likes like to. The biggest yeah. thing is, you got to understand, this guy likes to help people. Mm -hmm. It's almost creepy. 
He's I, a really, thought, I thought the he's love a really for nice sandwich. Guy. He's a really nice guy. I thought the love for sandwiches was actually the creepiest oh, it got, so far. It got weird. It got weird there. I love sandwiches. Yeah, we know. I, I kind of think I know now when he wakes up with sweats in the night, like that kind of person. It's not what most guys are thinking about. He's dreaming right, about so a sandwich. Don't, so turn the, turn the uh, computer off. Uh, we'll we'll wait for a second. All right. Okay. So hey. be warned. Explicit language All could be coming. All right. All right. Kiefer. All right. Do you have any tips to up my oral game? My wife and I have been together for 15 years and everything is awesome, except my wife doesn't like me giving her oral. She lets me do it like a handful of times. 15 years, a handful of times. Mm. And she says it felt good, but it grosses her out. Now, I don't know if I just suck at it, no pun intended, or she really is grossed out. I've tried to talk to her about it more, but she gives the grossed out answer every time. The part that confuses me about her answer is she is perfectly happy to give me Mm. oral, which is probably more gross. Like I said, everything else is awesome. I can get her to, to orgasm like clockwork. And we have good chemistry. I just want to add another way for my wife to get off. But maybe I should not worry about it and be happy with the good thing we have already. I feel you. Um, I'm a giver as well in the bedroom. I would rather uh, eat Heather's box than and get my dick sucked. Just say oral. Okay, oral. Um, I, I love oral. I, I would rather... Do oral for on Heather for twenty to twenty five minutes, but she'll brush me off after the first couple orgasms. She's like, "Okay, let's do this," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm just starting to get going. I like this." But for your sake, I, I've I've had a chick like that. Like she would rather do it than um, me give it to her. And uh, what I did is I brought some some flavorful um, edible things mm-hmm. into the bedroom where mm-hmm. you make it fun for chicks foo-foo like smelling things and then you put them on them maybe not directly put it on her vagina at first work your way down do the tits the nipples and then stomach and then work your way down towards the v and then i bet you she'll be more aroused and be more into it than just actually just getting right into it and boom going downtown so it's been 15 years bro yeah so bring some other shit into the bedroom no it's over no it's not okay he, I mean, if he's done this and she doesn't like it, then maybe it is over. But if he hasn't done what I'm telling him, try that. It's will, it's it's worth a try, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. It's over. So yeah, that's brings, right. Go to your your sex toy shop and and buy some fun shit and then and see what happens. All right. I mean, uh, Michael, you like eating box? Yep. Okay. Thank you. I'm a giver. Steve. Yeah. Great. Right. Um, we're uh, we're all agreed here. Right. Corbin, next one. Kiefer. I think, I think this one is made up. You stick. St- st- tell me. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, Corbin. Uh, Kiefer. Corbin says Kiefer. So a while back, my girlfriend of two years went on a deployment to Hungary. See, like I'm already like I'm out. Oh no, I'm in it now. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend of two years went on a deployment to Hungary as she is in the Air National Guard. Come on. While there, her and her friends would go out as a group and drink and whatnot. One night, they all went to a nightclub and came come to find out she was grinding and dancing inappropriately with the guys in the group she was with. You can't do that, dude. Girlfriend of two years. Two years, okay. Uh, I was upset about it, and we talked about talked it out, and she promised me it wouldn't happen again. Well, the last night they were there, there was a going away party, and the same thing happened again. I even had to look at her, look at it on her friend's Snapchat and have that image in my head. I was extremely upset and pissed off and cannot seem to shake it. I want to make things work, but this is heavily weighing on me. Anything helps. Thanks, guys. Maybe it's not made up. I don't know. I was quickly glancing at it. But Hungary, <sighs> Air National Guard, 
first of all, it's kind of weird that, uh, you know, she, is she, he must, she must be tell, is she telling him this or is he finding out? He says he, Snapchat. The, the, fir, the second time was Snapchat. The first time he says one night, come to find out. That's all he says. Come to find out. So if yeah. she's not telling you she's shady and you need to clip that shit. Um, second of all, long distance relationships, not going to work. Um, if you're if you're going in that deep and she's gone for how long, you know, I'm I'm going on tour or whatever she's doing. Um, it, it can't be for that long. If she's going for two years or, or whatever her deployment is, you're you're a man, you're gonna want your needs, you're gonna do things, and very rarely you wanna see a faithful man for that long, unless she's doing something for you. If she's FaceTiming you, doing sex things, but if she's grinding on dudes and you're seeing it on Snapchat, that shit's fucked up. That shit's shady. You clip it. Because either she should be telling you, hey, I'm going on my girlfriends. Oh, some dudes came up and I danced with them, blah, blah, blah. But then if it's full grinding, like, I don't know what his grinding means. Like, if she's, like, backing her ass up and, like. Uh, he says. He says grinding. He says. Well, uh, there's multiple ways to grind. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, no, region. She's grinding. And who's that's the it. aggressor? Just grinding. It doesn't like, matter. Like, if Heather grinding. was at if Heather was at the club and she was backing her ass up against some dude's dick and, like, fucking with it, I, I ain't sweating it. Nuts to butts. You're right. not That's sweating that. No, but if she's are like, are you there? If she's like, home? if she's leg to leg, like with him, and he's like, has her, has his arm around her ass, and they're like grinding up like a fucking dog, you know? Then I'm out. That's not good. I mean, that's uh, your you. you it's Fine this, line. This, you guys yeah. gotta remind me to turn the camera on it's, when this happens. <laughs> you're like going back on Facebook. Oh, it's the same. No, it's not. Because there's your... a fun grinding. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to fun... get up oh. here and do the examples fun grinding. <laughs> there's a fun grinding, and then there's like a sexual, like, I'm going to... I'll make, I'm sure, gonna, I'll I'm make gonna... sure Pookie tells me that this, this is fun grinding. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Pookie, come up here. It's the it's the almost scissor action on the floor. I mean, either one is just as bad. Eh. I'm not a jealous kind of guy. No, I'm not either, but... But I just feel like this, if, this, if there's a leg-to-leg, almost scissor type, okay, and you're grinding so and humping it. It's been twice. Yeah, fuck it. And he's Clip. not there. No. Clipper. Done. And those are the you two times he knows of. To that ish. Right. If she's doing it, she's in Hungary. Who, and, and what these is, European fucking dudes, they don't, they're don't. they free. They don't give a shit. Gringo's going to work. God me. Gringo, yeah. Gringo, what do you got to say? You go bring in the ruckus to that ish. Yeah. yeah. Some hungry dude Like is. when Mark's before his chick left. Every <laughs> hole, bro. Yeah. Every hole. Like, Heather goes to these country concerts, and there's dudes all the time, like, stepping in, like, hey, let's dance. That doesn't bother me. Because she'll tell me. Dancing that. is fun. Right. Grinding. That's dancing. Friction fucking, you know? Remember that? It's not. What, what's she saying? Oh, she's a dreaming. She's probably dreaming some. What's she saying? What? There's no dick going in. There's no insertion. <laughs> oh, so that's where she draws the line. Her, her that's your line? Up. Is insertion? <laughs> So just any kind of grinding's fine. Kiefer's about to seriously rethink letting Heather go to country right. concerts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If some guy has a fucking hard on in his Wranglers and he's grinding up on your shit, that's only a piece of Levi's. She's 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 half asleep. <laughs> Grotchel region. Oh boy. <laughs> Kiefer after dark now causing problems in the marriage. Yeah. All right, there we go. That's it. That that's was it. easy. Okay. Where no columns, no nothing. <laughs> That's a good one.
that. That's you, bro. I know. I don't remember when you did that. Was, I, that, was, was that was that was that uh, DJ Kiefer for the? That was when he was announcing Best Dressed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's good stuff. He acts like he's never heard it. I've played it every time he's been here. I've heard that one a couple times. I just love it's it. It's like so. new to him every time. It's great. <laughs> Just, I can't believe I drug it out that long. So, um, so thanks to McGrath no and Collins? Kyle Bentley and Tr- Travis Preston and Rich Taylor for all coming on. Good show with the guests, man. Yeah, Kravis was good. Kravis? Kravis. <laughs> That's what you said was Kravis. Did I? Okay, yes. he did. Oh, he, said, he said EJ. Um, and so thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to you guys, Moser, Swisscore. Thanks to the, for their help. Marks, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Michael Lindsay from Vital and uh, Chris Kiefer. Great 450 talk tonight. Uh, yeah, good job fun. on both shootouts. No one did coke. That was good. Yeah, no, no one did coke. No one we got to see though two fifties coming up. There's always more time. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, will I be do done. A lot of cocaine uh, and eat some pills, but <laughs> like first week in November. Uh, I'll do mine the thirteenth, starting. Oh, okay, so on mine published by then. So I guess we yeah, can yeah. come back and do this sometime. So mid November, late November, everything should be done. Yep. Uh, as far as that goes, and we're just waiting on the Honda. Right, yeah. Really, right? Yeah. Honda intros for us, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Right. Yep. right. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, we're going to be back next week for the monster cup, uh, show. Paul Perbinos will be in studio. Eric Perinard will be as well. I think Jimmy Alberts is dropping by. Very exciting. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, use the sponsor codes at sponsor, uh, sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. And, uh, thanks again for listening everybody. And we will see you next week. What about my mom giving BJ's post ejaculation remorse? There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.